Of course, he has the. Unfortunately, I don't have a wholesale distributor. Yeah, Dane, Dane, take the call while we're live. Do that. That's a good idea. Make sure you get the credit card. Make sure you get the guy's credit card info and announce <laughs> it over the air. Make sure you do that. You ready, Dane? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. 80s oh. Milk Tuesday. Intro, here it is. Hey now, welcome everybody, Talking Guitars and 80s Metal Live. Live! 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 <laughs> live and uncensored. It's alive! <laughs> it's alive! We're doing live! There we are. There we are, we're doing it live. What is today? March 15th, 2022, 8.10 p.m. Eastern, 5.10 Pacific. What are the names? Dane Zimmerman. <laughs> hey, guys. How you doing? Great to see you, man. There we go. John Mancuda. I can barely see him. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for having me on with you guys tonight. Oh, for sure, man. I haven't heard from Paulie. I'm hoping he'll uh, he'll pop in in a little bit. I texted him. Sharon Wildollar, where's Paul? <laughs> oh, he's in my mouth right now. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> and by the way, for those wondering why I'm wearing glasses today, I am uh, about eighty percent blind today. I got an eye infection yesterday. And uh, I'm going to do my best to chug through the show with it, even though I can barely see. One eye is like completely useless, and the other one is a little blurry. I'm putting drops in like four times a day. Um, <laughs> the eye doctor goes to me yesterday. He's like, can you read the eye chart? I'm like, what wall is it on? And I, he's like, okay, let's, let's take a closer look. That was the eye doctor, by the way. There he is. <laughs> let, let me see your eyes. John, you look Maybe, fine. If, Maybe I put, look... if I put my finger in your eye, does that hurt? <laughs> you look fine, John. Maybe you're just a little stoned, little red-eyed, <laughs> kind of stoned looking. I, I never get stoned, but I am blind as a bat today. Uh, I usually wear extended wear contacts. And, uh, you know, normally, like I said, it's, it's never an issue. But even with... Uh, my backup glasses. I am so blind today. I can't even see my dick more than normal, which is, you know, very hazardous. Today I went, I went to the bathroom. I uh, unzipped my pants. I pulled my thumb and I peed myself. So <laughs> yeah, it didn't, didn't work out very well. Wow. I thought, I thought it was my dick. Age, it was my thumb. 
Once you hit a certain age, Viagra isn't absolutely just for sex. You know, it, it really, really helps where you just get hard enough so you stop urinating on your own feet. Well, if I had Viagra, I'd be pissing out my nostril. <laughs> yeah, the doctor asked, any idea how you got this eye infection? I said, perhaps it was jerking off in my own mouth uh, when I did a handstand the other day. <laughs> oh so he didn't appreciate that. But <laughs> oh. so how do you know how you get an eye infection? What a Gosh. stupid question to ask. It's like, <laughs> there I am upside down. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I don't Man. know. I, I took home a woman I think was my mother. I hope so, because we were at the supermarket and she's like she's like, you know, telling me, you know, you're driving too fast. I'm like, you sound like my mother. I hope you're my mother. <laughs> Meanwhile, my mom's still at the store right now. Some other old lady's sitting upstairs. <laughs> Where am I? Is this my home? And my mother's hitchhiking. Maybe if I suck a couple off, I'll get home. <laughs> Oh boy. Yeah. How do you think you got this eye infection? I don't know, Doc. I was there I was wiping my ass. I decided to rub my eyes. What do you how do you know how you get an eye infection? Wow. Oh man. Well, maybe maybe a hundred thumbs ups today will will help. That would definitely cheer me up. <laughs> Too bad I can't right see on. them. I can't see them. <laughs> oh, maybe you've got pink eye. You remember how some people would get what they call pink I, eye? I don't have pink eye. It, it's just I woke up the other day and there was like all this pus in my eyes, but it wasn't pink. Like pink eye, it's like really your eyes are red, red, red. This just was pus. Or, or like I said, maybe it was just jizz. Maybe like I went to sleep and like some of my friends had a bukkake and I don't know. I woke up. What's this? You know? But I think it's I think it's pus. Uh, but anyway, no, it was it was just in my eyes, and I woke up. Uh, I woke up the next day, and I was just like, okay, this is burning like my eyes are on fire, and I can barely see. So, so of course, you... what's the first thing I do? Get in my car and drive. <laughs> oh my god! Like like Magoo, like Magoo, <laughs> Road Hog. <laughs> You're, going through fields of cows in a cornfield, you know, on a roller coaster, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You must have rubbed your eyes. Like, you must have touched something. And they were on fire yesterday, just fucking on fire. In the and chat, then, what, do you, course, what do you guys think? How do you think, what do you think happened to my eyes? Speculate in the chat. It could what be do you guys like think? Allergies or um, no, allergies, Dane, this is allergy season. This is, is no recover. I mean, this is this is an eye come, infection. No, 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 no. This isn't like, you know, my I mean, eyes look are itchy, watery. I mean, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, this isn't like itchy, watery. I mean, this is this is an eye infection. I have an eye infection. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm just wondering. It's like and of course. Of course, my insurance only covers me when I'm in Los Angeles. I, I have insurance by the state. So it covers me when I'm in the state. When I'm out of state, it only covers me on emergencies. So I'm like, I, I call up the insurance company. I'm like, I didn't know this. They're like, yeah, no, it's not nationwide unless it's a medical emergency. So I'm like, well, gee, that's always fun. So and is it I've, your right eye or is it your brown both, eye? Uh, it's both eyes. My left eye right now, I cannot see out of. I'm, I'm, I'm like 
so blurred, blinded in that one right now. I cannot see out of it. This one I can see a little bit out of. I can make out the chat, but it's a little blurry. Um, now's a great time uh, to send me nudes and let me guess if you're a guy or a girl. Because uh, that'll be the contest for tonight. <laughs> If oh, I man. if I if I get if I get five right, uh, I win a poke in the eye. Apparently, well, if it spreads to your brown eye, then you're in big trouble. <laughs> that's probably how I, that's probably how I got it. Is is fingering my brown eye? I, I was gonna pour a delicious bang energy drink into my eye and see if it if it helped anything because yeah. it usually it usually that's is the probably cure for what everything happens. else. It usually is the cure for everything else. You know, I, I figure I'll pour delicious bang energy drink into my eyes and uh, see see what happens if uh, if it'll work just as good as the drops. Thank you, bang energy. Lots of electrolytes in there. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Keith Campbell says, "Hi, John. I would consider that an emergency since you're now auditioning for Nerd Halen. I didn't even know that. You better tell Caleb." <laughs> Uh -oh. Right now, yeah, right now, uh, what's his name is is like, wait a minute, I'm out of a job? <laughs> uh, uh, what's uh, Hal Sparks? Hal, Hal is probably like, wait, what, what do you mean Mancuda's auditioning for the job? I, I have the job. Do you want to tell me something? <laughs> nah, Nerd Halen, God bless him, they're on a high right now. After that, after that awesome performance during the cruise, man. God bless him. Caleb's going to go in and he's going to clip off that uh, ponytail that Hal has growing. His hair got long quick. Hal should just wear it down. Like long now. Hal should just wear it down. Let's see. Um, oh, let's Lindy see. Lynch. Hold on. Lindy Lynch. Can she's a that? medical professional. Yeah. And, and of course, she can touch me anywhere in an exam. Uh, I just came on, but I heard you have itchy, yucky eyes. You may have blacharitis, blacharitis, uh, which is an inflammation of the eyelids. Basically, wash your eyelids with Johnson baby shampoo, not a sponsor, uh, a few times a not day. Yet. I am not putting shampoo in my fucking eyes. Are you kidding me? No, they gave they gave me prescription. I mean, I have a prescription. I have to take this for ten days, and uh, you know, four drops a day. And four times a day, I put drops in my eyes for 10 days. And uh, then I go back to the doctor. So we'll see what mm -hmm. happens. Let's let's see what speculation has on how I fuck this. Uh, let's see. R2, R3 locking nuts says it's orbital jizzitis, which makes sense. Um, let's see. AI Gaming says I watch House Sparks every day. Very funny. Well, you should probably uh, listen to that restraining order he has on you. Because he's noticed you outside that bathroom window. Uh, let's see. Um, uh, Robert Ranford says, uh, maybe Mancuda was just kissed by an angel. More like kissed by an anal. Uh, let's see. Jeff Davidson says, yeah, Mancuda has the stink eye. Kurt says, wash your eye out with bang. See, I agree. Thank you, Kurt. 5150. <laughs> Bo Zeke has the best one. You ever watch my big fat Greek wedding, Mancuda? Try Windex. <laughs> you remember that? Oh. Windex is good for everything. Windex fixes everything. I'll, I'll pour that shit right in my eye. Jesus rapes me. How many fingers am I holding up, Mancuda? I don't know. Uh, these two? <laughs> uh, let's see. 
Uh, Jimmy Ray Hawkins says they got teabagged by a one baller to the right eye. That's possible. Uh, let's see. I thought you couldn't read. <laughs> I, I can I can read barely out of my right eye. This is why I'm like angling my head at a weird angle more than normal. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Drop a purple mm. micro dot in each eye should sort you out. Oh, yeah. For about a week. You're not supposed to rub your eyes play after playing an Ibanez, Gretsch Zeppelin says. Mm-hmm. Dan of New Jersey, loss of vision apparently isn't a medical insurance, uh, medical emergency to insurance companies. Yeah, tell me about it. I know I'll be fighting to recover that bill. Uh, Joe Hervey, eighty four, my Jew homie, says that's the prison system for you. Uh, did whatever dirty slut you're seeing piss in your eye, Mancuda? Bozik says, I'm not dating anyone right now. I haven't dated anyone in two years. Mom, is that you? Oh. Uh, Megatod707 says, man, could have put his eye right in the glory hole. There you go. Yeah, gaming, eye herpes, majestic PBJ cat, someone farted on my pillow. Mike Olson says, it's straight out poop. Brock Daddy says, it's probably jizz. Joe Hervey says, a stripper fart. That's a good guess, actually. Oh, we get the idea. We get the idea. Anyway, thank you, everybody, for the well wishes. Uh, let's see. David Crosby found out where you live and snuck in at night to eye hole fuck you, Megatod <laughs> says. Yeah, I'll show you, you bastard. <laughs> right in the eye. Right in the eye. <laughs> Macuda. Right in your fucking eye. <laughs> That's what you get for making fun of me. <laughs> <laughs> gg uh keith campbell says john loved the front row at that gg allen gig uh, <laughs> jimmy ray hawkins says i got blasted by a full gape session uh let's see uh chris bevin says they stuck my eye in someone's pussy not just my eye man these answers <laughs> i love these answers thank you everybody uh let's see i wonder how many of them are actually false <laughs> bozik says uh don't forget the baby powder too it's just kind of dawned on me how many really crude and rude people watch this program i i attract that sort of element my people love y'all <laughs> <laughs> hey listen the we're we're we're, we're on the verge of world war three we need a little laughter nowadays you know Hellstorm says, this is why you don't sit front row at the donkey show. There you go. In Tijuana. (laughs) Uh, Dan in New Jersey said, John tried to put a pick in his nose and missed. Oh, that Uh, happens around here. Thank you, Wilbur Woke, too. Thank you, Wilbur. Anyway, Johnny, why don't you give the, uh, is that an air raid siren? Oh, no. Okay. Uh oh! <laughs> I thought I heard an air raid. Siren. I hope not. <laughs> uh, don't worry, John. I've got the air defense right here. <laughs> Mama Kuda's gonna go. Uh, gonna go to uh, Ukraine with that plane. He's gonna take down those communist bastards right out of the sky. Wow! I'll set up a no-fly zone. Just me and the woodpecker and Mutley. 
<laughs> oh man. Well, hey, where where nice. are we? Hello. Let's give the roll call. Hello, Let's say hi to everybody. Hello, channel members. Hello. Those are the people in the chat with the green uh, green names. Oh, we're getting a phone call. Johnny, 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 it's false flag. <laughs> Johnny, it's early. You haven't you haven't taken my call yet. I'm calling. Hello. Hi, Johnny. Hi. It's Kurt with a C. Hey, Shock. Kurt with a C. Shocking. How you doing, man? Hey, I, good. I have a I have a question for Mancuda. Can he hear he hear me? He sure. can't see you, but he can hear you. <laughs> okay. He's, he's not listening to you, but he can hear you. Mancuda, by any chance, were you wearing, as far as your eye problem, were but you by any chance wearing kiss makeup this weekend, and some of it could have gotten your eye. <laughs> well, you know, Kiss is an icon, and we use that makeup every day, so it's not an everyday occurrence that it would be a problem. I mean, I, I wear that. I wear that. Deposit. I wear it all the time, all the time. There was no direct deposit in my account, so no, he was not wearing any makeup. <laughs> the great Gene Simmons, everybody, otherwise known as Neanderthal. Yeah, there he is. Uh, let's see. Uh, where, where are we? Thank, thank okay, you, Nelson up. Rodriguez, coming out of the shadows to wish me uh, to feel better. Thank you, <sighs> Sherman Cal, and thank you, Sherman Callahan. Sherman Callahan. Sherman Callahan. Channel members, click that join button. We have the top tier, which are Dave Ennis, Vinyl Freak fifty one fifty, Mike Neese, who is Those having a lot bosses. of fun. Oh, dude, that dude, Mike Neese, is having a great time. He's also a, a, a top-tier member over on Twitch. And he's been playing uh, over there. We have these sound alerts where you can just, like, drop, like, crazy noises at any time. And he's just been dropping those while we do GTA. And it's just been insanity. Thank you, Mike Neese. Music Therapy Laz, Majestic PB and J-Cat, Wayno, False Flag, Sherman Callahan, Andy Carson. I want to say that says Michael B. Uh, R. Habs. You, you wrote it. How can you not read it? Because I got the thing covering. Uh, <laughs> Warlag. John, what does that say? Can you read that line? Uh, there's R. Habs, Michael B., Warlag. And Warlag. The Chad. Who we actually might have this Friday. He might be live with us this Friday on location from, from somewhere. A truck stop glory wow. hole, perhaps? Uh, Lawrence Christensen. That's where he's be. known as the chode. <laughs> Ouch. This is Lenny what your Lou. money gets you as an executive producer, folks. Lenny Lou and Mary. And, and James. prayers for Lenny Lou. Speedy yes. recovery. She's got long COVID, and, and, and uh, we wish Yikes. her well, of course. Yeah. It's still going on. That is crap right there. That is a hope, nightmare. Hope you guys are feeling better. James Gum, John Moronic, Paul Martin Woods, Stephen Franklin, Michael Smith, the captain, <sighs> Thomas Santiago, Joe Christian, Jamari Hawkins, David Allen Wright, and Steve Carmichael. Steve Carmichael? That's the top tier of channel members here on Johnny. Steve Carmichael. Here on YouTube. Become a channel member. Uh, click that join button. And uh, let's say if if you're like, ah, who cares? You can try. Ah, who cares? 
any super chats will change the color of my lights back here guitar more and you know know, johnny i i was watching the news the other day and uh johnny he was watching the news Every time they say on the news, you know, uh, Russia may commit a false flag operation. All I keep oh, thinking is yeah, Russia's going to change the lights in your guitar more. <laughs> <laughs> Russia's going to call you from Australia talking about a band that only he knows about. <laughs> Russia's oh. going to give you I'm money. Putin on the, on the phone. Uh, false flag is a good band, eh? I'm committing false flag operation on talking guitars and it is metal live. Moose and Squirrel will be doing false flag operation. We like very much this David Crosby fellow. <laughs> false flag. There you are, man. Hey, He's false flag. Hey, there he is. False, false flag operation. Flag. Red like communist Russia. False flag. I'm so busy, guys. My boy is walking like a drunk. I adopted symmetry. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I adopted symmetry. He hasn't been killed by a dingo yet. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you, False Flag. There you are, man. Nice. What else? We're live on Facebook everywhere, and we can take phone calls. 415 952 3263. No, no there callers? Go. Nobody? Don't we there you go. Kurt with a C called out. up earlier. Yes. Yeah. Good Johnny, night, everybody. Johnny, Johnny, it's Kurt with a C. Yeah. My. Mama Kuda goes to me. She's like, so are you going to go on the show with an eye patch today? Ooh. I'm like that. <laughs> Just like that. Like the, the kiss star eye patch. That would be funny. I'm like, I'm like, no, I get, I get still see. It's just like a blur of light. You know, I, I could see out of you know my right eye a bit, but. Ah, oh, wow. John's new movie, Bukaki Monday will be coming out. <laughs> just a couple of weeks. Straight I did my video, own though. I did my own cunts. I mean stunts. Oh. <laughs> Hi, Ellie. <laughs> Hi, Ellie. <laughs> Speaking of cunts, delicious bang energy Ugh. drink. Are we boring you, Dan? Okay. Bozik. Dan was just thank you, Dan was very excited yesterday when he went by the store. He's very happy that we can start the show at five o'clock. Uh, yes. Five we are officially five o'clock. Yeah, we're and you know they're they're, ta- they're talking now. about keeping daylight savings time. What do you mean? So that nobody changes the clocks? They're they're working on that in uh, in Congress right now. They just passed yeah, that's, something. That's exactly what I they think, should be doing. I think now it's it's got to go to the Senate and then the President. But it was like I think it was in Congress uh, the other day, and it was unanimous. So it's like it's on its way. So I yeah, think it's we're called gonna, it's called House Bill. Stop fucking with the clock. You know what's really Why funny? Why did they this, start that in the first place? Well, how that this all was start? a storyline on Veep. When I was on Veep, this was part of a storyline that was a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were you credited? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I had talked. Uh, anyway, no, this this was a storyline was like they were trying to do away with daylight savings as one of the bills. But it was so funny at the time as, you know, a comedy storyline. And now it's like come to real reality. So that's that's pretty fun. See, we don't uh, we don't wow. change here in uh, in Arizona. We don't change. Although I think they do on part of the res, like somewhere up on the on the eastern part of the res. I think they do change. I have no so idea. now we're the same. We yes, are now, we yeah. For, the, for for until they switch the clocks again. So now we're all in Pacific time, except for. I think if this does pass, it doesn't take place till twenty twenty three. I believe. 
Well, time isn't real, so we've got that going for us. Well, that's what they said in the, in the DeLorean. Uh, Hellstorm says, Mancuda stars in his new movie, Bukaki Boys of Bollywood. If it awesome. pays, if you ain't acting, you ain't working. So if it pays, to, he'll, he'll start whatever to do it is. What I got to do. Yep. <laughs> mm. Speaking of movies, guess guess what I did with Mama Kuda this week? There's a loaded question. Loaded it. Get it. Let me guess. You watched three movies back to back. Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you in a song. Oh. My mother, I just saw West Side Story with my mother. You get, you're almost bugs buying it. My mother, <laughs> I just my saw West Side Story with my with mother. My mother. Uh, me, 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 me. Uh, not over here, over here. Over here. Yeah, yeah. You're falling flat down here, not over here. Leopold. Yeah, no, Leopold. so she. <laughs> Leopold. Ooh, Leopold. <laughs> she goes to me the other day, uh, you know, we, we, we get home from some food shopping and she's like, oh, you know, there's. A- there's a movie on HBO. <laughs> H- HB what? Uh, <laughs> it's the most she's, she's like the She's like the slide guitar sound in Baker Street. Oh. Mancuda's uh, mother's going to say oh. Mancuda's uh, mother's going to say oh. <laughs> and so 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 it was it was actually it was the Spielberg ver, uh, version of it and it was uh you know mom's singing along and I, and you know what the problem is I never saw the original West Side Story so this was my first exposure to it but mom knew all the songs so she's singing them and I'm recognizing the songs so uh, she's starting to sing them I'm telling her to stop and she won't stop so I I start parodying them and, right. because I know, I know the music yeah, yeah. So then she's getting upset because I'm like, I, I'm doing her voice. I'm like, I feel horny. I'm so horny. I feel horny and ornery tonight. And I wish that my old pussy was still tight. John, stop that. You're ruining the movie. It's so sloppy. I need a moppy. It's all drippy from my lippies and mean. John! And my bush looks like a big tumbleweed in a ravine. You're ruining the movie for me. Yeah, it was it was a very cool film, though. I really did like it. You saw it in the theater or you rented? Streaming? No, no, it, it, it was on HBO. Maybe that's what happened to your eyes. <laughs> too, too much exposure to colors. Is that what it is? You slept so much. <laughs> Mike, 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 wait, Mike Olson, thank you so much. And yeah, to get your name in green, click the join button. There's a join button below here on YouTube. Thank you so much. Yeah, John, maybe you were sitting too close to the television when you were watching that. I I used to do that when I was a kid watching cartoons. I'd go right up to the fucking TV like all little kids. I had a bowl of like Cocoa Pebbles. I'm like right up to here. I'm like. (laughs) <laughs> that's me there well, john mancuda will soon like the cock 
<laughs> He'll watch porno right up close. So close, he's almost going back in the vagina. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, I no, I used, to, I used to I do will that. I fuck him to... with my magic helmet. Spear and magic helmet. Poke Spear him in his fucking magic eye. Helmet. <laughs> Weighing down pus into Mancuda's eyes with my spirit magic winds, helmet. North winds blow. Mancuda blow. <laughs> Mancuda blow. Hello, Ellie. Oh, whoa, wish me. Uh, let's see. Yes, uh, magic helmet, up. and I'll give you a sample. <laughs> Here's a sample in your eye, fucker. Welcome to the shop. Let me cut your mop. Oh, your bush. Oh, your bush. I turn around and see your tush. There's your bush in your tush. See, I try to do the best I can while paying respect to the cartoon. And it's almost like, I don't know which is worth. Like, the, the, the talk about having sex with Mancuda's elderly mother, I'm all right with that disrespecting the memory and legacy of Mel Blanc, I can't do. I just yeah, can't. Hey, listen, we're it. honoring him. We're keeping the fires burning. I can't. That's like something about it. Like, I will make fun of just about anything, but there are certain people that are just a god among men, and Mel Blanc was a god among men. He was oh, the absolutely. fucking best. Absolutely. He he has 90% of my childhood. Oh, he and was the rest the best. of my childhood is rest of my childhood is abuse and sugar. Yeah, it's, it's true. Yeah, it was traumatic <laughs> that you have to show the show the guy in the court where you were touched. He, he touched me on my spirit magic helmet. <laughs> Let me show you on the rhino. How can you think about that for a second? Let's just go back with that for a second. We're talking about in that cartoon, the spear and magic helmet. Are you fucking nice. kidding me? Are you kidding? <laughs> I will get him with my spear and magic helmet. Spear and magic helmet. Spear and magic helmet. Just the tip, Wabbit. <laughs> magic <laughs> helmet. <laughs> I mean, you you got to be shitting me. We were singing about a dick. Helmer's helmet. <laughs> the Elmer. spear and magic helmet song. Are you kidding I've me? Got the shaft. Now my you look back on the neck of those guys. I've got look the back shaft on it in now. My hands, every... Yes. Yeah. How many times did we did we see uh, Elmer Fudd with the golden helmet and the spear stabbing down in the hole? Come on, with his spear and magic helmet? Are you fucking kidding me? I will plunge my spear into the rabbit. Oh boy. So <laughs> wrong. Keith, Keith Campbell brings up a great point. So through the movie, of course, my mother who saw the original version of West Side Story. My mother uh, is, is you know, talking through and see, see uh, the old lady there. That's Rita Morano. Is that is that her name? Morano. Yeah. Morano. That's Rita Morano. She was in the original movie, one of the young girls. And now and I'm, I'm like, she was in the electric company. That's how I remember. Her. Yeah, that's what I remember. For. Yeah, that's anyway. how I remember. Hey, you guys. By the way, another great cartoon from Kurt fifty one fifty Daffy's Robin Hood when he when he gets him with a bucket of quarter quarter staff. But I'm not telling him that. <laughs> oh, uh -huh, turn, uh, dodge, dodge, carry, carry, spin, spin, thrust, thrust. Got it. Oh, uh -huh, turn, dodge, parry, spin, thrust. Got it. <laughs> Yikes! And away. Uh, let's see. I will get him with my trusty quarter staff. Actually, it's a bucket of quarter quarter staff, but I'm not telling him that. 
<laughs> we didn't get that joke as a kid. Now you're like, oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> I, I get all the IRS jokes now that they made. I yeah, <laughs> when they when they would when they would mix carrot juice and rabbit, you know, and 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 uh, the hard stuff, the old all pink the hard eye. stuff. Yeah, all the stuff with you know having to oh. having to do having to take you know the uh, bicarbonate of soda shit after drinking the night before. Oh my head! Like, what is he talking about? We know what he's talking about. Gets <laughs> up the next morning. Hurt? Why Did does you he have a headache? Head bugs? Yeah. What, what happened last night? Oh, I shouldn't have hit it so hard last night. Well, you should. Well, what hit what? What's so hard? I'm nine. How do I get this? <laughs> and now you're older. You're like, oh, son of a bitch. They were good. Spear and magic helmet. Everything was about what? the spear and magic helmet. <laughs> what happened to the earth shattering kaboom? kaboom? This should have been an earth shattering kaboom. Where's the kaboom? Kaboom, kaboom, kaboom. Let's go back to my room. And yep. let's welcome ADHD Sharp is a member of the Top of the World package now. Whatever that means. One of the That big... is that that that's Does Michael that make B. him a, a big boss? Does that make him He's an been a producer? big boss. That I got to change your name, man. That, Sorry, I'm, uh, I'm actually Johnny's doing too busy counting the money to do the uh, the actual work of uh, I'm of actually changing doing your name. <laughs> work with the show. I'm ripping the autograph anthology to my hard drive, and I will switch from the autograph. Symmetry is in the wow. mid gain package. Yeah, thank you. What they're, what they're doing with symmetry and warlag? Warlag. You guys are all using your okay channel members. What you guys have. Is it top? Is Johnny it just top? made Johnny just made his car payment. Yep. Let's go. That's exactly. I was just gonna say, yeah. What what the channel members are doing <laughs> yeah. now are making sure Johnny's coffers are full. <laughs> okay, so what those guys are doing, I'm, I see that. By the way, Johnny's worth six hundred and fifty billion dollars. <laughs> Maybe Johnny Zuckerberg. That's I saw it on the name. news. Right now, Putin is calling Johnny for money. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny, Johnny, did you ever think of being oligarch? <laughs> oligarch bean all right so what warlag with symmetry and what adhd sharp formerly michael b are doing every channel member every month you you get a free basically a free shout out and that's what they're and doing a tampon. They're, they're using their free shout outs free shout outs in the chat mark murph murphy is doing it as well there you go so every channel member you can all do that once a month nice okay that's pretty cool. Those are like very yeah. eye-catching shout-outs, too, by the way. Yeah. Nice. Murph, Murphy. Symmetry. I'm a chicken hawk. And I eat chickens. And I eat chickens. Foghorn Langhorn nice, was so nice, great. Nice boy, but he doesn't listen to a word you say. <laughs> this is a boy. <laughs> boy, I say boy. He was based on an actual uh, politician down in South Carolina back in the day. Nice. <laughs> Love it up deep, dum 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 dum. R two, R three, lucky nut. Yeah, Duda. Hey, yeah. dog! I say dog. <laughs> dog! I say dog. Yeah, nice boy, but doesn't listen to a word you hit. But as but as sharp as a sack of wet mud. Yeah, I want I want to be in the pitch meeting now when they bring back Speedy Gonzalez and uh, and Pepe Le Pew. So okay, it's a skunk, he's but he's really rapey, really rapey, and. Uh, Speedy Gonzalez, he's a very fast illegal immigrant, always crossing <laughs> over the border. <laughs> huh? We're also going to do a series of cartoons where we have a southern redneck 
Big Hen, <laughs> who lets a dog run to the end of his leash and choke himself regularly. It's sort fun. of like hanging him, but not exactly. For fun. Huh? And then yeah, we'll have one called joke. the gambling. They'll have one called the gambling bug, where there is these intricate <laughs> forms of torture that you have to spin a wheel to get. The kids will love it. Let's see who's Johnny bring it up. There we go. A, a, oh, a penguin. The penguin. Say, <laughs> oh, so, Matt, can one. you help out? A, can you help out a fellow who's down on his luck? Hit the road. <laughs> Fucking the 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 Humphrey Bogart. Just walking up to hand him a penguin. Oh, uh, wasn't Humphrey Bogart in another one where uh where he was like picking on um was it was it Porky Pig? Well, where, Humphrey where Bogart like, one was just the one where he just walked on. on. He had the he had the bad shave. Had, Pardon me, Pelo. Could you help out a fellow American who's down on his luck? And he just I, I remember the that one. The road. <laughs> I remember no, no. I remember that one, but it was another one where Elmer Fudd was a waiter, and he's like, "Listen, buddy, I want my. I don't remember if he wanted a drink or soup or something, but it, and and Elmer Fudd's like all nervous because it looks like he's get, uh, get the shit kicked out of him. It's like, oh, oh, oh please, Mister Bogart, please, uh, uh, no problem. Yeah, I used to watch all those before school. They are the greatest cartoons ever made. You could argue they it, but literally you'd be wrong. Are. Nothing is better than those original Warner brothers before they sold out when they, they sold out to, to filmation. Mm -hmm. They, that's when they, they took a huge shit, but the original ones, man, they were so good. And the animation was phenomenal and you actually felt connected to the characters. And that's how good, that's why things like the Simpsons and family guy work because the characters are so well-developed that you actually believe that it's a real thing. Like when you see something shitty happen, like when they, when they fuck with Mr. Herbert's dog, and they show him dragging himself along the ground from, from with his hind legs. You're like, oh, that's so cruel. It's a fucking cartoon. Relax, everybody. It's not real. <laughs> How many times has Brian been mangled, run over, yeah. beat up, stabbed, shot? Yeah. Peter has shot has shot his face off. <laughs> you know? Or the ones where they pretend they're doing jackass. Yeah, and they just and they get in a shopping cart up on the uh, up on their roof and come down. I mean, the the whole idea of character development was perfected by the Warner Brothers cartoons. I mean, we all knew what Disney was. Disney was great, and Disney, but they didn't have any character. It was just ho 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 ho, I'm a mouse. Ho ho. There was no oh, devious. Oh, I'm not wearing pants. Oh, oh wait, there was I'm no devious. Pants. There was no devious plot for you know the whole story. You know, allow me to introduce myself. My name is Wiley Coyote, genius. Now, I'm not selling anything, nor am I working my <laughs> way through school. I have come here to eat you. No, no, no use fighting. I am bigger, stronger, and I'm a genius. I will give you the customary three minutes to say your final prayers, and then I shall eat you. <laughs> I mean, the, the idea I've that said any... that to women at bars. <laughs> <laughs> yes, open Saskatchewan, open Saskaparilla. Open a Saskatoon. <laughs> Hassan Chop. Chop. How many how many times can you quote <laughs> Warner Brothers cartoons? Of course. I bet we could do that all day and night and yes. never run out of quotes. Yep. I mean, and then the ancillary characters were just as good. Ralph Wolf, who was just Wiley Coyote with a different name and a voice. But Ralph, because Wiley Coyote only spoke in that one episode. The rest of the times it was Ralph Wolf. Um, and they were the same fucking cartoon. You, I mean, there was no difference. Um, but Ralph Wolf and Sam Sheepdog, 
morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. And they would punch <laughs> in and beat the shit out of each other for eight hours, realizing that it's what they did was just a job. The idea that a kid would understand that a wolf and a sheepdog were doing what they do, that it was in their nature to do what they do. They were teaching us this big moral lesson. And all we saw was a huge sheepdog punching the shit out of a wolf. <laughs> we had no idea that they were teaching you that eight hours is a bitch and you don't have to take work home with you. What's oh, really okay. Fun, what's really funny is even the characters that appeared just once or twice were Claw just cat. brilliant. Why crusher? Well, <laughs> come right in. Come I right just, in. Uh, I just passing, passing by. by. I was just <laughs> passing by and I thought, hey, well, let me just pin your shoulders here to the man. <laughs> yeah, crusher! I remember the one where Bugs was up in an airplane and he was crashing it, and there was like a little. Uh, oh, the gremlin! The gremlin! Yeah, there's that little gremlin yeah, in there, gremlin. just, just messing the gremlin, with Bugs big time in that one. Gremlin. Yes, <laughs> Pismo Beach and all the clams we can eat. Ah! Ee! Ooh! Ah! Ah! Ee! Ooh! Ah! And then, of course, Nature Boy. Unga bunga bunga, unga bunga bunga, 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 bunga. My finger in your bunga. <laughs> bunga, bunga. No, just, yes. Just yes. So pocus. Pocus cadabra. Oh, dear. Did you drink this? <laughs> well. And then, and then, of I course. I have never been in more insulted in my whole life. I am going to live in the forest. Good day, and and we got um, June. What's her name? Was the voice of of uh, Witch Hazel when she runs into Bill Shakespeare? <laughs> the bobby pins flying yeah, everywhere, and the fucking and her bloomers show. And she's like, "Oh, I'm so modest." <laughs> we didn't know what that was. That was June For June Forsyth, who was the voice of Rocket J Squirrel. And then, of you course, remind me of Paul, <laughs> my pet. Tarantula. And granny, here, drink this. And of course, the immortal Vincent Price, as the oh, yeah. As, yeah, as the fucking the the mad scientist with the huge oh, head. Yeah, that was a good one. It was, it was Gossamer's keeper. I'll get bitch you, rabbit. Bit. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. Why do they always want to do it the hard way? <laughs> Split a hair. <laughs> but there were ten tons of episodes that nobody even watched. There were so many of them. Oh yeah, there, I mean, well, there's some that like I have, and I think I, I think John does too. We've talked about this. I have the Golden Jubilee, the Golden series, Collection, Golden Collection. Yeah, which is yeah, I did too. I think that's it's basically 28 DVDs. Each In one a would big like box. Yeah, and, and with like. Each one with like ninety cartoons on them. So this we've got like three thousand of them, and there's some like I, I will tell you, I will occasionally, I will occasionally skip a Sylvester and Tweety because those are just because they they don't really they're all pretty much it's like watching a Shemp Three Stooges. It's the same one over and over and over. Um, oh, I some love of them are, Sylvester. Some of I them are good. Sylvester. Some of them aren't. You know. Um, but Tweety is annoying to me. That's one of the characters I don't really like. I'm not a huge fan of the Chicken Hawk. I didn't think that really. I just thought that was Tweety and a little more annoying. Um, but <laughs> it's 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 like Tweety if if Tweety grew up in the hood. 
Yeah, you know, it was, was all right. Tough and the chicken hawk was all right, but he was, you know, it was. Uh, I love the documentary ones. You know, they're like, you know, this is America in the forties when they were showing like a you know, uh, yeah, yeah, women. Yeah. Women are all building the tanks to go to war, and all those documentary ones were hilarious. Well, um, do you remember one of the wartime ones was Bugs Bunny nips the nips? Do you yes. remember that? Yeah, when he you was won't flying see around, that, you won't see that anymore. You no, because see, he, you know. he they show him take you know he takes the the flight helmet down and puts the glasses on and the big buck teeth and it's like oof, it's like it's really just, racial stereotypes. Yeah, it's which, super you know, was racial. 19, 1940s. That was now, like remember, the, the mood back of then. America. It was back then. It was you know it was that kind of propaganda where we were trying to paint them as you know savages and stuff, and you re- you don't realize that that stuff doesn't play. And again, we didn't see the racial aspect of it as, as a kid. We just thought it was goofy looking. But now yeah. as you look back on it, you go, oh boy, that was, that was yeah. a poor taste. Yeah. Yeah. How many times, how many times is like, let's see, you know, bugs or someone dressed in blackface or something. It's like, yeah. oh no. One where, the one where he goes to like in the middle of Africa and he puts the plates in his mouth. And the rings on his neck and the rings on and, and you're like, oh boy. Yeah, that's not that's not playing today, boys and oh, girls. You boy. won't see that one on Cartoon Network. I mean, again, I, I didn't I didn't see it as as racial at all. We were and kids. I still, we didn't we didn't we were see kids. It. We didn't we know. Didn't but now you're like, oh boy. And <laughs> I oh, just boy. like Jesus. What were they thinking? What the hell were we doing? Let's see. Uh, and and we're still and I still talk about I still to this day could watch that cartoon and not see it as racial because I just thank wasn't, you, Leo Saf. Wasn't my thing. I don't have yeah, that because we're not me. looking for that. We're not yeah. looking for that. I don't have no, that. It's just in goofy. Me, but I can see why people says, freak out though. Hellstorm says Benny Hill, Looney Tunes, and the Three Stooges were the best shows. Three Stooges was okay. It got it got monotonous after a while. Looney Tunes was amazing. And of course, if you grew up around Benny Hill, you were a bad boy. But I'll be honest with you. I know I was. (laughs) Never got Benny Hill. Don't like I love Benny Hill. Well, you know what? You know what it was with Benny Hill? I loved I loved the ones with the girls or with the speedy things with no voiceovers. When he when he sang like a song, I was kind of bored with it. But when he'd like walk over to the old bald guy and go, yeah, and no. like you know, <laughs> bend over with a broom and it went up some girl's ass and oh yeah, yeah you know yeah. I just I thought mean, it, I thought it was stuff. I thought it was it was weak overall. Um, I had already seen Monty Python and they had done everything silly better. I thought that that Benny Hill nah, ben, based... Benny Hill Benny Hill added that sex element that yeah. the Monty Python didn't. Yeah, he did. He would always run into a half-naked woman somewhere or something. Yeah, he's laying in the hospital bed, and behind the curtains, you know, the nurses are like next to him and stuff. Yeah, I love that. Uh, You know, or he goes thinking he's gonna get a sponge bath, and he's like, and you know, this big fat woman walks in like the Hulk, and he's like, "Ah," you know, yeah. Uh, Let's see. Renus Pinkle's quoting one of my favorite ones. I am Elma J. Fudd, millionaire. I own a mansion and a yacht. Again. I am Elman J. Fudd, millionaire. I own a mansion and a yacht. Love that. <laughs> Rick rack a fire, brack a shish, boom, ba. Bugs Bunny, Bugs hey, Bunny, ra, ra, ra. Pismo Beach. Yeah, and make a left turn at Albuquerque. You know, it's funny because the first time I drove through Albuquerque, I'm like, motherfucker, it's a real I'm place. making a left turn in Albuquerque. It's literally the right. <laughs> I should have stopped because it's like, the only place that's clean in Albuquerque is the interstate. Bugs is responsible for putting Albuquerque on the map. Essentially, so yeah. Knew where, 
Al- Albuquerque was at or anything. No. Even Thank you, it. false flag. I feel like I'm at the at the Johnny Lewis telethon because the money is rolling in. It's like it's like Jerry Lewis, but not for sick kids. Johnny's sitting there with a little adding machine. Oh no, we're sick. We're sick kids. A little no visor. Uh, let's see. Thank yeah, you, Benny Hill that. had some some very sexy girls on there. Yeah, but I love that. Carol Cleveland was pretty gorgeous from Monty Python. But they didn't they didn't really like play with the sexual element of it. You know, with her they did. Sure they did. Python. She Not just like was Benny the only Hill. but she was the only one that was no, I mean, because the Benny Hill, that was the cheap joke. I love the cheap joke. I just I it, love the I, cheap joke. I got bored with Benny Hill real fucking fast. I ended up watching Dave Allen at large. Oh, was that the, that was the guy without the finger, right? The guy missing the finger, yeah. Yeah, and a, he's holding like a, a Welsh drink comedian. He's, he's, like he's drinking the whole time. Drink. Yeah, yeah, he's holding a drink, like scotch on the rocks or something. Yeah. And, and he's just all, saying, I, all I could see is that missing finger, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on there? And he actually <laughs> joked about it one night. He was talking about movies, uh, about horror movies, and he was like, you know. I've always been a big fan of the curse of Dracula and the curse of Frankenstein and the curse of the four and a half fingers. And it was just, I was like, I had never seen anybody that had an amputated finger before. I never had either. That was my yeah. first exposure to it. Yeah. And he was, he's like a Welsh comedian or, or Irish, uh, but I think he's Welsh. Um, and he sat there in a chair and it was like, it was a talk show, kind of like Fernwood tonight or America tonight. And it was like a talk show, but he told yeah. stories and the stories were fucking outstanding. They were really oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Even um, as a little kid, I liked him. I didn't understand half of it, but I was like, "Cause he's a great storyteller." And you were engaged. You were yeah. like, "Oh, just tell me another story, Uncle Dave." Um, <laughs> and and then the, the audience was laughing, so you were like, "Oh, that must be funny." Well, watching the English laugh was especially funny because it was like, and then they stopped. Yeah. <laughs> and like, ah. Jokes over. I will let you tell the rest of your story. <laughs> quite cool go on lad go on to the story in fact i uh i had an opportunity to rewatch a mighty wind um this week <laughs> and a mighty sounds wind like a brussels sprouts production you've never seen a mighty wind <laughs> i i left one in the toilet the other day i almost ah, see see this is a mistake on your part it's it's basically this is spinal tap but it's done um a guy that was the head of a folk record label dies and his son bob balaban is setting up a tribute show to be put on television on like the public you know broadcasting network and he gets together all of these folk groups that his father produced back in the day and one of them is like the main street singers and like jane lynch is one of them mary gross is another one Lindy lynch paul mooney is another one like they're all involved in this thing and then of course there's the folksman which is christopher guest michael mckeon and harry shearer and then there's Mitch and Mickey, which is um, uh, Catherine O'Hara and Eugene Levy. And it's fucking great. It's such a good, good movie. The f- you find out that um, uh, Jane Lynch was actually working in a porn theater doing you know, the ping pong ball trick when she found Jesus. And now her and her, her husband believe that their religion is based upon color. <laughs> that all mankind is a frame of color. And they, of course, it's all deadpan, like Spinal Tap. They take everything completely seriously, including the songs. And the songs are fucking yeah. fantastic. And if you haven't had a chance to see it, yeah. you really should, John. You'd like a Mighty Wind. You would get he, it. Even I've, it even I've seen. Even I've seen Mighty that, Wind. 
What? Yeah. Johnny, you've never seen anything. What are you talking about? I've I've seen that one. I saw them on tour, actually. It's brilliant. Oh, nice. Final Tap did a tour, and they did songs from that. Well, the Folksman nice. opened up. Well, I remember Spinal mm-hmm. Tap's album, Break Like the Wind. I remember that. When they mm-hmm. did a tour, their last tour that they did, and they had all these guest stars on there, like Joe Perry and Slash and Joe Satriani and shit. They all jammed with them. But they did this tour where they went around, and Spinal Tap played, but the opening band was the Folksman. And it was the three of them dressed up in the folk outfits playing all the folk stuff. Oh, I saw them. Really I, saw, funny. I saw them like 12, 13 years ago, and it, it was called uh, Unwigged. And it was McKeon, oh, okay. Gast, and Shear, um, and they played "Mighty Wind," uh, "Waiting for Guffman," right. uh, "Spinal Tap." They played all those songs just acoustically. Best in show, best in show, yeah, yeah. It's all the same crew. Best it's that in whole show second crew. City. Yeah, they've. Done it's the whole second city people. Um, and my, my my pharmacist yesterday looked like Eugene Levy. I, I almost told him <laughs> like he's like he's like. So what's the problem with you? I almost said. I fucked a pie. I almost <laughs> said that. I thought about it, but I, I decided to go straight because he's giving me something to put in my eye. Oh, yeah. did I give you that battery acid? Oh, you know what? Give me that back. I'm sorry. So close, Mancuda. Brown toilet <laughs> boats. What is that, Keith Campbell? Lindy Lynch did something with colored ping pong balls? I can't see. So is that is that Lindy Jane Lynch? Lynch is awesome. Oh, Jane, Jane Lynch. Lynch. Okay. Jane Lynch is super, super talented. Super weird, I'm attractive. Having my fantasy here. She's weird, attractive. I, I know she's not playing for our team, but she's weird, attractive. Like when you see her in the forty-year-old virgin, and she's the manager of the you know Circuit City that they all work in, and she's offering to bang Steve Carell. You're like, yeah, yeah, I would. I'd absolutely bang yeah. Jane Lynch. I'd absolutely bang Jane Lynch. Something about her is very, very sexy, very attractive, and because she's smart and funny, and likable, that makes her even more attractive. Can't figure it out. And Jesus Rapes Me brings up, this one's for you, Paul. I saw you talking about this on Facebook also. Wrestler Razor yeah. Ramon, also yep. known as Scott Hall, rest in peace. Yeah, he uh, he had a lot of problems. He was, uh, for those that don't remember who Razor Ramon was, um, that was a character. Again, wrestling, almost as racist, if not more racist, than the old Warner Brothers cartoons. Razor Ramon was a character mm-hmm. that was supposed to be Cuban-American, and he had the really... <laughs> heavy Cuban accent, you know, and the, and the, and the greasy hair and the, like Jesus. the Hawaiian shirt with the open <laughs> chest and the toothpick that he would flick at people. And it was just so racist. Um, yeah. Yeah. Reza Ramon. Um, but his name, the guy's real name was Scott Hall. And he was, he went on to be on WCW as one of the NWO. And he was a very good uh, bad guy wrestler. He made being bad guy wrestlers cool. He wasn't as good as Roddy Piper or, or Ric Flair, but he was very good. Um, Nobody could touch Roddy. Roddy Piper and Ric Flair are the best bad guys in the history of wrestling. Oh, uh, yeah. Roddy might be the greatest bad guy ever because you believed he was an asshole. Um, such a great character. But Razor Ramon was a good character too. He was kind of like the Cuban magnificent Morocco. Um, and when he, uh, which by the way, if you haven't seen it, Later on, maybe even Johnny could bring it up because it's on YouTube. The Magnificent Morocco, during a wrestling match on television, eats a meatball sub. He's eating a sandwich right in the middle of a match. He goes over, takes a bite out of his sandwich, beats the shit out of the guy he's supposed to be beating on, <laughs> goes back, takes another bite out of the sandwich. It's one of the funniest things I've ever seen on wrestling. Um, nice. But Scott had it's like George problems. Costanza eating a corned yeah. beef sandwich during sex. Kind of. Very similar. And he got... Uh, <laughs> 
he got really into drugs and painkillers for obvious reasons because wrestling is a very painful people don't consider it a sport but it certainly is an athletic if, endeavor if you've ever seen the movie the wrestler yes. which i highly recommend yeah. you'll get the the behind the scenes yeah. uh pain of that of that sport i've done i've done some some gimmick matches in memphis and i will tell you those guys train and it's really hard to do um, and they do get their asses beat on a nightly basis and they don't have any health insurance. They don't have any of that, you know, unionizing or any of that stuff like they do in football or baseball. Um, and so Scott got into a lot of drugs and another wrestler named diamond Dallas page is basically, oh, I remember he, diamond. Dallas. Yeah. He, he helps wrestlers recover and rehab. He's helped Jake, the snake Roberts and a bunch of other guys. He got Scott hall sober, um, a couple of times cause Scott, just made bad decisions, but long story short, he had a hip replacement surgery on Saturday, three heart attacks while under anesthesia. Um, and so they put him on life support, um, and took him off yesterday afternoon. And he lived for like another five or six hours. Um, and they thought maybe he might be able to pull through, but it was done. He was done. I so was, he, I was involved. I was involved years ago with, uh, a TV project with Kevin Nash and McFoley. Right. And, um, and they told me a lot of behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. They're like, think about it like this. You're jumping off a rope across the way, even though this springs under this stage. It's three quarter you know, inch plywood. Padded. Yeah. It, it's still wood underneath and it's still a 400 pound man, yep. you know, hurtling through the air. It does a number on your knees and elbows. Trust me, you know? No, it's not good. I, I, I went and, and trained in, in Memphis and I was going to get, I was going to actually wrestle for killer Kowalski in the nineties. Um, but he was looking for good guys at the town. He looked at me and he said, you're a heel. I'm looking for faces. And I was like, okay, Walter, Aww. thank you. <laughs> Walter. <laughs> he looked at me. He, said, he looked at me. He said, you're a nutsack. <laughs> he, um, it was a Walter Kowalski. His, his Polish name was Vladek. But Walter Kowalski was Killer Kowalski, who was a wrestler back in the 50s and 60s and 70s. And he was like 6'7". Both his ears were cauliflowered. Big, big Polish guy. Um, and he used to run a wrestling school out of Malden, Massachusetts. Um, and he trained China. And he trained Triple H. And he trained Perry Saturn. Um, uh, I forget who else. But I think Buff Bagwell. I don't remember. Um, but a whole bunch of these guys. And he was... Yeah, John Biel. Um, <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that Buff Bagwell? And he right was there. the Walter was Buff, a Walter Buff was Yam a Bagwell. Walter was a nice guy, unless you pissed him off. If you didn't show respect to wrestling, Walter would make you feel it. I went when I went to his gym. I watched him take a guy. I'm trying to think of if there's a, a human being I can compare him to. Um, you know, an, a, a huge actor. I don't know John Goodman. You know, really big, him? like. Right really big round guy and Crosby, no. Walter this guy didn't um no he didn't do anything to Renus Pinkle to China China looked like a man when when she before this was before China did steroids she still had dirty blonde hair she still had the cleft lip no tits at the time um but well, she fixed that problem yeah she took care of all of that stuff um so when she uh uh when this guy didn't take uh, in wrestling when you get hit they call it a bump um and guy threw a forearm to this heavy set guy against the ropes. And the guy went back on the ropes and came back and he didn't sell it well enough. Um, and a sell is when you make the, the, uh, the, the, the effort look the more than it really you. was. Yeah. Like if somebody, like when they hit you in the face, you're supposed to be like, Oh my God, that was the most fucking, that was unbelievable. Don't do it. No more, no more, no more. That's selling the hit. 
So this guy didn't sell the, the bump the way he should have. Walter, who was probably in his 70s at the time, gets up out of his chair. Now, he's an old man at this point. He's like 6'7", 270 pounds. I'm 6'1", 275 pounds now. Back then, I was around 240. And Walter gets up, walks in the ring, takes this guy, holds his arm way back, and goes, and fucking clocks this guy across the throat. Now, mind you, this guy is paying Walter thousands of dollars to train him to be a professional wrestler. And Walter goes, if you're not going to sell the bump, then they're going to work stiff on you. And that means that they actually hit you. And there are some guys like Goldberg and a couple other guys who are not very good wrestlers, so they work stiff. And they fucking hit you for real because that's the only way they know how to do it. And the pro has to take that shot and know how to roll with the punches. Again, these guys get hurt on a nightly basis. Constantly and Walter, broken fingers. Oh, and... and Walter fucking clocks this guy. I mean, just fucking lays him out. I was like... Jesus, man, sell it next time. It wasn't it wasn't worth seeing this guy get fucking hit. Um, but I'm I'm kind of glad I didn't train because I would have fucking I would have been in worse shape than I am now. Um, you know, I still got I got arthritis and shit in my back and in my neck and stuff from football and boxing and sports, real sports. I can't imagine doing that every night. And by the way, 99% of the guys that wrestle professionally never make it to the WWE. They're all, they're working carnival shows, high school auditoriums. It really is. It's a, it's an, an incredibly difficult business to make money in unless you're very good at it. And the guys, even the guys that we say suck, you know, when you watch on television, you go, oh, that guy sucks. That guy's still one of the best at what he does in the world. Hold on. Johnny's investing with his broker right now. Yeah. Look, I've got a lot of, I've got I mean, a lot like, of money all like, of a I sudden. Spend, when I was like, 18, 19, 20 even. Uh -huh. I was as fanatical about wrestling as I am about guitars now. Cool. Well, hey, you're on the air. Who's this? Hey, how you doing, Johnny? It's Bozik. Hey, Bozik. So hey, Bozik knows who I'm talking about. Uh, two quick points. I, I, I got a couple guitar things, but I wanted to I wanted to mention a point about uh, the wrestler who passed away, uh, Scott Hall. Yes. Um, we, uh, a couple guys I went to college with, um, Around the time WCW and WWF were still competing each other because they, they both had shows on Monday nights, uh, like like late late nineties, early two thousands when WCW was on the verge of closing because Vince McMahon was just kicking their butt in the ratings. Um, they had come to sh they had come to town uh, to do a Monday night show in Philly, and a couple of guys I went I was going to school with at the time we all went to the show and then afterwards we went to the Marriott to try to get autographs. You know, because the fans used to go wherever uh, the guys were staying at the hotel bar to try to get autographs and stuff. And I happened to meet uh, Scott Hall and his tag team partner at the time, Kevin Nash. Right. And, man, those guys used to party hard. Yeah, Scott Kevin's Hall was great. so drunk that when I went to shake his hand, like, it took him, like, about 45 seconds to actually find my hand. Yeah. He, was probably, huh. he was probably, like, seeing like two or three hands in front of him and, and was like aiming for the one in the middle. Yep. No I mean, doubt. <laughs> so, I mean, like, like it's, it's no surprise that, that, that a lot of these guys are like passing away younger than rock stars. Cause they're like, I mean, those, the wrestling dudes just apart. I mean, party hard big time. Yep. Uh, another interesting fact about him was that when they first created the Razor Ramon character, as Paul was talking about earlier, Vince McMahon actually wanted to make him a soldier, like a G.I. Joe type gimmick, because <laughs> he had been in the service before he became a wrestler. And um, 
at the time, he was really into Scarface. It's like, that was one of his favorite movies. Sure. I've so, seen that movie. So he, he goes, yeah. So he goes in, he goes in for a pitch meeting, and, and, and he's like, look, I know you want me to be G.I. Joe. He's like, if you want me to be G.I. Joe, I'll be, I'll, I'll, I'll be the best damn G.I. Joe you want me to be. But let me ask you something, Vince. Have you ever seen Scarface? And, and McMahon goes, no, I haven't. He's like, well, say hello to the bad guy. Yeah. And that's how they, they created the character. The whole thing with the Razors was, was a cocaine reference. Yep. You're, you know, you, you basically mm-hmm. you know, cut coke with a razor. I mean, he was basically right, right. Tony Montana. Yeah, basically nice. Tony Montana on steroids. That, that's what the character was. Yeah, anyway, was, so that's why my, my race Ramon reference. But uh, two two quick guitar points. Um, you were talking about the uh, the new Wolfgang Van Halen guitar earlier today because uh, the information I dropped on the I podcast was, yeah. was on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was I masturbating earlier. That, that thing's coming out in January because probably around Eddie's birthday. And I think, unless I'm mistaken, that's around the time Nam is every year, like like late January. So uh, that's my it like could... wild guess on a release date. Well, the thing is, is they they pushed January's Nam to June, so they're combining summer Nam and winter Nam this June in like a few months. So this this summer, but but but, this but, summer. but, but what about next year? I'm I'm, I'm, talk, I'm talking about I'm talking about January 2023. If uh if they do a NAM show, that would make the most sense. That's, again, that's right. just me speculating. Yeah, it could. Also, that's what I've been, I've, I've been thinking. Uh, if if and when that guitar comes out, it'll probably be a year from now. Which that's would put would it think. good yeah, for, I mean, for winter I, NAM. I, I think it looks pretty cool. I might, I might actually drop the money on that. Also, Fender's got a new, a, a new version of that offset guitar, the Meteora they put out. The new colors on that are sick. I don't know if anybody's seen it, but it's worth checking out. I'm, you know, I, I might, I might buy one of those too. Those those things look cool as hell. Anyway, that's all I got for you. I'll get back in uh in front of my computer screen here. You guys take it easy. I'll be, I'll be right back in front of my TV. Bye. Just, all right, we'll see you there. Goodbye. Just remember, Bozik, bad times don't last forever. Bad guys do. <laughs> That was that was one of the things that uh, Scott Hall said when they brought him into the. It was his speech, his acceptance speech into the uh, Wrestling Hall of Fame, and there was some question as to whether or not he was going to make it. So he got himself together, and uh, but during his speech, he does this whole thing. You know, hard work pays off. Blah blah blah, and he said, "Bad times don't last forever. Bad guys do." And he's right. That character was one of the great characters in wrestling history. And they wound up going with a soldier uh, wrestler with Sergeant Slaughter. Who well, Sergeant Slaughter was long before that eventually became a real gi joe you know yeah. as in the cartoon the action figures that's got to be cool sergeant Very slaughter cool was time. way before was way before uh razor ramon sergeant slaughter was in the 70s and 80s um well definitely I mean, the 80s i didn't know he was in the 70s yeah he's been around that long robert robert wow. ream robert remus Ramus. robert remus r-e-m-u-r-a-n-u-s i think it's r-h-e-a-u-a R-H-E-A-U-M-U-S or something like that. We're going to send Cobra back into their hiding hole. So, Johnny, yeah. was that the new Fender you just had uh, on the uh, one hour in? And now we'll we'll talk about a guitar. Yeah. Uh, was that oh, no, you want, you want to start talking about guitars? Just mention EVH guitars and Johnny's all in. He, yeah. he posted like three videos yesterday from Guitar Center. Well, this this white one I recognize as the one Wolfie is playing on stage now on tours. Yeah, 
uh, which yeah, is th- very, very cool. There was a podcast that was recorded a month ago, but it dropped uh, yesterday from uh, the, one of the guys from Foo Fighters. And and Wolfgang officially announced the guitar and said what it's called and, and, and how the F-hole is called an E-hole. Because if you look at it, it looks like an E for Edward. Yeah, because I stick my dick in it and it goes, <laughs> But, uh, yeah. So how does that I, look I, like an E? Huh? E. How does that look like an E? If turn you turn it, well, it's well turn, turn it like it's standing it's, up. It's the it, Ned it, Beatty edition. Yee! <laughs> oh my God. Yee! Come on, yeah. squeal. Squeal now. Squeal now, you old sow. Yee! Oh so, yeah. That's a very yeah. cool guitar. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a knockoff of an ES-335. It's, it's a nice looking guitar. Um, but it's funny how those guitars are all coming it, back. The hollow bodies are coming bo- back. It's a smaller body than than a, a three thirty. What did you say? Three thirty five. Three thirty five. Yeah, it's not really a smaller body a than smaller. a three thirty five. Not really. Johnny, bring that image back up. It looks like it looks like it's. You got to remember body. it's it's on Wolfgang Van Halen. It's a Wolfgang body yeah, but, shape. It's a yeah, Wolfgang think, body that's, that's kind of three thirty five. Yeah, it's the it's the it's a horn. Looks it's like it's, a made, it's it's made to look like a three thirty five. I get that. I'm just saying a three thirty five looks like a wider guitar overall to me. Not really, in that guitar configuration. No, that's that's built like a three thirty five. It's just it's on a good a, I mean, size for Wolfie because he's yeah. A big Wolfgang guy is a big dude. So. Yeah, Wolfie's a big guy for but sure. But those are all coming back. If you notice that, you know, um, Dave Grohl plays a three thirty five now. Like that's all of a sudden the hollow body, you know, F hole guitar is making a, making a comeback, um, mm-hmm. which is fine. You know, everything goes in, in, in shifts and it, maybe it's time for that style of guitar to come back. Remember that's, that's happened a couple of times with the Gretches, you know, when, when uh, Angus, uh, Malcolm Young was playing Gretches and obviously Brian Setzer and Billy Duffy and a couple of, and a couple of the guys from Jet Boy and Hanoi Rocks, you know, they were playing the big body, wide body Gretch country gentleman or the white falcon or whatever it is great cats yeah and then those those, then those went away and came in came the the jaguars and the jag stangs and all those you know yeah Yeah, i like those but those all came back and then the les paul came back and then the les paul went away and the shredder came back sort of well the les paul came back with slash brought the (laughs) les paul back i understand that but it's no longer the dominant guitar that was you know that it used to be slash brought it right. back. It sold a shitload. Zach wild sold a shitload. Ace freely sold a shitload. And then all of a sudden we started seeing the Kirk Hammett models and the sinister gates models and the seven string models and all that shit started to come. And now the pendulum is swinging back around to the bigger semi hollow body, bigger body guitar. I mean, that's just sort of the, the cycle of, of guitar uh, hipsterness. Mm-hmm. And when somebody like, yeah, we'll when somebody like Dave Grohl is playing a three thirty five. um, you know, we'll suddenly see, everybody we'll see the white falcon and the penguin and yep. all yep. those big the country gentlemen guitars. and the, you know yeah. <clears throat> well, what happened Lucille. was Wolfgang was recording his record and he borrowed one of his dad's three thirty fives and just fell in love with the guitar. He loved the sound. Yeah. So he's so he started playing one live, and then all the trolls on Twitter were saying, <laughs> "Hey, you know." you know why aren't you playing wolfgang guitars you know just messing with them whereas behind the scenes he was developing his own guitar which is this mm. 
And I, I think it's great because it's branching out the EVH brand into different styles of guitar. Yeah, that's not, that's a place Eddie would never have gone. Yeah. Remember, Les Paul did that too. Les Paul had a, a, a hollow body called the Les Paul Signature that was a, it looked like an ES-335. It was a little, it was an offset. In fact, if you go and look look up, Johnny, the old Les Paul Signature and then put up that Wolfgang, they're very similar in body, body style, body shape. The Les Paul yeah, signature so you hollow got body. The new EVH that's a big hollow body guitar. And then you've got the, the new um 5150 iconic amp that's made in China. How's Eddie the feel China. about that? China. I think that anytime China. you can anytime you can get anything built anywhere for cheap money and get a high profit margin and people will buy it. You know, we never there was a point where people said they'd never pay a thousand dollars for a Mexican guitar. And here we are. Yeah. Uh, they'll never pay a thousand dollars for an Indonesian made guitar. And here we are. See? Yeah. I look, that yeah, looks that right. looks pretty that's pretty similar to the to the thing that Wolfgang is playing. A little bit more I pronounced. That, I still think that looks a little wider than Wolfie's, though. I do. Well, oh yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Because because uh, that's a that's, that's a point. that's a Wolfgang body shape that's just kind of with 335. Hollowed. Yeah. That it's like hollowed. Yeah, yeah. That's what that's what I was saying. It looks it looks a lot narrower than a 335, but I get it. I mean, I see what they're doing. Yeah. Um, if you guys remember a couple of weeks ago, my guitar of the week I brought on was uh the one of the prototypes of um of a gunslinger, and that had a uh an F hole on one side of it. So it was like literally a gunslinger. Just half of it had a hollow in it. A little had a little cavity right. in there, which sounds really good, actually. Well, I you know I never had never owned uh, a hollow body guitar uh, until I uh, came in contact with the with a Gretsch White Falcon, and now I own two of them because they're fucking outstanding guitars. It's a different sound. It's a it's a round, deep. Um, you know, jazzy, clean sound. Yeah, it's a, I mean, it's the same sound you get out of an ES-335, essentially. A little deeper body. The body's a little deeper on the Gretsch. Um, but it's a beautiful, that, that rockabilly twang sound that you can only get <clears throat> from that kind of a guitar. Um, I've really fallen in love with it. I love it. Plus, the fact that it's a huge guitar, and most guitars feel like toys in my hands. They're easy to play, too. Yeah. And they're just Is fun to play. Is there ever going right? to be a time that, in, If that becomes in, um, popular... I was wondering if there's ever going to be a time in the future when Wolfgang ends up being more successful and more popular than his father ever was. Nope. Nope. Kind of like the Hank Williams, Hank Williams Jr. thing or something. No, nah, you'll never, you're, you, you can't, you just can't. That's like, it's, there's very few juniors that ever exceed the senior in that, and that's in anything in acting, music, sports, what about Very, the actual EVH brand? He's putting new guitars out. They're putting new amps out. Is the a brand well, the EVH an, brand going with Fender going to get bigger and bigger? And there will come a time. The old stuff. There will come a time if people start talking about EVH without saying the word Fender in the sentence. If they can separate the brands and people just call it EVH instead of Fender, because you just said it, the EVH mm -hmm. brand and Fender. It's Fender is getting these sort of they get co opted on it. Because they're the people that agreed to build the guitar, the build the guitars and amps for Edward Van Halen. There's they're a chance, Fender. yeah. So the chance of the brand itself surpassing, uh, yeah. I mean, look, the Les Paul guitar 
is the most famous signature guitar ever built. Sure. A lot of people don't even know that Les Paul was an actual guitar, a guitar player. They don't, they've never heard his music. He was. They just know the guitar. Wait, that was a guy? <laughs> and, By the way, I should I should point out just to just to put it out in the public eye, Hip Metalworks just said, I dig this show sometimes. It just gave me a wicked idea. Thanks, guys. Uh, if you're taking any ideas yeah, from bad this idea. show, call a lawyer. Yeah, it's it's probably it's a, a bad really idea. bad idea. Nope, don't do it's it. Don't real. do it. Now, are you we tempted to delay. like chase a roadrunner down the road into traffic? Don't do it, man. Keith Campbell's right. The Acme catalog and Anvil or something. Don't do it, man. EVH has to get separated. Shoot your from eye Fender. out. EVH needs to be separated from Fender for it to become a bigger brand, because it's always going to be considered under the Fender umbrella. Because people just they connect the two now. That company has to stop being associated with EVH and, and Wolfgang and Matt have to take it to another, another company. You know what I mean? It has to go to another company for it to be its own thing. Otherwise it'll always be just, by the way, Fender makes the best fucking amps on the planet for decades. I mean, the clean sound in a Fender is world, you know, uh, renowned Fender amps are great. Everybody loves them, but they're going to get credit for, for clean. Yeah. For clean. Yeah. They're going to get thing the is now they're going to have to keep technology is going to have to keep moving away from tubes. Cause I don't know if we're going to be getting tubes anymore or else we're going right, to have to start now, making American everything in the supply chain is fucked. Fact. Fact. We're all fucked. <laughs> um, and you know, make no mistake. If, if we go into war with China, forget about it. <laughs> Just forget about amps. I would say, to Dane's point, there will probably always be tubes because what have we learned? They went solid state in the eighties. Um, you know, Randall made a great solid state amp. Marshall GK, tried Galen solid Kruger. state. Yeah. Galen Kruger tried it. Um, you know, a lot of Crate. these companies did it great. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. and it didn't take because they didn't, they couldn't replicate the warm, tube sound so what happened tubes amp tube amps returned they're doing the same thing with stomp boxes you know i've got a head rush one of those little head rush minis here for effects uh, i can tune this thing and digitally replicate any sound that is available in a pedal but it's not a pedal for whatever reason that analog circuitry just like the analog recording of a tape because it's iron oxide it's a physical particle being magnetized you can't replicate that in the digital realm. And to some people's ears, that's always going to matter. So as long as there's money to be made in producing tube amps, tube amps will, will continue to be made. I mean, that's really what it is. I mean, we, we you know, cassettes are being made again. What? Why? I didn't, I didn't even hear this. Oh yeah. Cassettes are selling again. Mm -hmm. Bands are releasing music on cassette again. Why? I had no idea. Exactly. That's the point is as long as there's a market for it and because guitars are a lot like guitar players are a lot like Harley Davidson riders, they like what they like and they want what they want. It may not be the best technology available or the most convenient or the cheapest. Like Harley Davidson's are not the greatest motorcycles technology wise, but there's a soul to them. Um, and there's a reason why people are playing ES 335s and Gretsch White Falcons and you know whatever that you know Wolfgang is doing the hollow body because there's a certain soul attached to it. Um, you know they've tried uh, um, 
rosin guitar necks, but people want ebony and they want rosewood and they want wood and wire and real capacitors. There's a reason why people pay a shitload of money for a 50s and 60s Les Paul Strat, Gretsch Guild, whatever it is. There's something to be said for that. <clears throat> and I think that people will always want that. What do you got there, Dane? My Aluminum boy? neck, carbon fiber board. Hi, Alice. That neck is aluminum? Yes. So was it? It's painted wood color. Um, it's uh, kind of a gold. It's cold right now. It's, okay, so it so it's gold so it colored. Tune. So it's gold colored. Yeah. Aluminum necks aren't new though. Kramer did Kramer did stainless steel and aluminum necks in the seventies. Yeah. And the problem with them remains the same: is they don't stay in tune under hot lights. They're good in that room as long as you keep it in 75 or 80 degrees. Put that thing under hot lights where it gets to 115, 120 on stage. Yeah, you won't be able to touch it. Because it's metal. It expands. And it's metal. It, it expands. And, yeah, that thing will bow. And, and it's like, it's like you might as well make a neck out of, out of foreskin. It's, yeah, there's no, yeah, it's, it's literally so temperature sensitive that that's not going to stay in tune unless it's in the right conditions. Why is your guitar neck shrinking? It's cold. Well, who, who makes that, Dane? Um, I believe the company, this was a guitar I bought from Ignite. I believe it's uh, Luminati. Spelled with brand. an A? Yep. Yeah, it's an A. Illuminati. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the only problem with those guitars. It's the same thing with that with that uh that kick guitar that you had. What was the name of that company? Oh uh Coloss. Yeah, the Coloss guitar. It's the same problem. It's a it's a carbon fiber guitar and they don't stay in tune. You take that thing, Dan, you tune that thing right now, right? Put it in tune and then get a hair dryer and just hit it with a hair dryer for about 15 minutes up and down the neck and then try and strum it. It'll be out of tune. There's a video on McKnight's channel if anybody's interested in. He does that, it. right? He did that to that Coloss. I don't know what. <clears throat> yeah. It... So yeah how, any... how, how much tomorrow for that? During $1, business hours. $1,000. Really? He says it in passing. I think he's joking. A thousand dollars. It has a huh? tag well, on it. Well, and, and the best news down here at the old Zim's Guitars. Uh, that he's not, today. by the way, he's not doing a commercial for his store. Call him Jay tomorrow during business hours. Jay has kept the guitar I sent him. He kept it. He did complain about it, though. Yeah, I ate a few things, you say. He took it all apart, put it back together, and looked at every little tiny thing on it. Jay, like you watching Steve I, he takes apart the guitar. Yeah, he's keeping the guitar. He's not shipping it back. Jay, if you're watching Jay, this, you uh, watching? what are you going to do with that return label? Are you going to send Dane uh, flowers or pizza or something? Or? Zim's is talking about you. So uh, <laughs> so the, the EVH that he's sending me, because we traded guitars. Oh, you did I a trade on that For one. sale. So if what, any what of you color? guys want Jay's old Cream. guitar, I should have it um, Thursday, I think. So it's next Tuesday, cream, I'll show you Jay's yeah, old guitar. Yeah, it's a Cream EVH special, Japanese special, I think. Nice. Yeah, we just did an even trade. Well, we know it's a good uh, guitar because Jay, guitar. Ha Jay kept it. By the way, uh, 110 in the chat. Take a second, leave a thumbs up. If only for sympathy that I can only see like 10% of you right now. Yeah. Yeah. If people are just Where tuning are in. Let them know what's going on. 
Yeah, if you're just tuning in and you're wondering why is Mancuda wearing glasses, I have an eye infection this week, uh, so I can't see out of my left eye and my right eye. I can only see like that much, so I can read the chat. Your mother was uh, right. It will make you go blind. Eye. It really will. And my palms, I just shaved this morning. Yeah, understandable. Uh, yeah, so that's why I'm wearing glasses today. I'm I'm blind for the next ten days, and I'm on medication and uh, medication. all sorts of fun stuff. So medication. So take a second, leave a thumbs up on the video because hey, why not? It costs you nothing, which is about what our our our, our show is worth. Are you kidding me? Is this show is a gold mine? Johnny's been getting paid. Yeah, to Johnny making bank. Rain in here for Johnny Bean. Yep. Oh yeah. By yeah. the way, I should, I should twerk. I should twerk. You shouldn't twerk. Holly Lewis. Posters Holly's up. in the house. Mm -hmm. Holly Lewis. Her Holly Lewis. Tinkerman. There's your poster. Holly in the house. Nice poster. Johnny yeah. Bean. Jay, are you here? King. Johnny Bean the is the NASCAR. Is. The NASCAR of the internet. Everything is available for sale. <laughs> yeah, Jesus rapes me. Even with banging in my system, I will yawn because I have been able to get no sleep because my eyes are on fire. fire. Try, fire. try sleeping when you close your eyes and they are fire. on fire. Like, if you look at me, I am squinting right now. Well, you could close like, your eyes forever. Burn, yeah, baby, burn. If I close my eyes forever. Close your eyes. Is that Lita? Lita? I can't see, damn it. I can't see, god damn it. I can't see. No, Craven Soda, it's not pink eye, but it is an eye infection. Rewind to the beginning of the show. We were speculating how I got it. There you oh go. Gosh. Jay, are you watching? I'm light this? sensitive, so I I uh, I squint anyway whenever there's any light. Right yeah. now, I, today I wear I wear my sunglasses at night. Ooh, it's <laughs> a nice, it's nice true. reference. So you nice can, so you can, so you can, so I can. Yeah, because so I can. can keep track of visions in your mind. That's, Take is it that the lyric? Can. I think so, right? Uh, yeah. So why, I why does why does lyric, fucking, why does Dane know the lyric to that song? Because he's good like that. That's weird. That's a that's a that's a strange one. Good for you. Good pull. Do, 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 I wear my sunglasses at night so I can so I can. Dane, what's the line? Keep track of visions in my mind. Uh huh. I wear my. Sun it's Dane and I's duet. Don't something something with a guy in shades. Don't mess around with a guy in shades. Oh no, is that what it is? Is it? Well, yeah. Don't mess around with a guy in shades. Oh no. Yeah, I think it's I think it's the fucking. But don't something don't something with a guy. It's not don't mess around, but it's something like a real weird. You guys fucking... play that song. What what is the lyric, weekly, Johnny? What, what is the lyric? Once a week, maybe. No. Oh, okay. All That's I know is it, it sounds like that, though. Don't miss the round with a guy in yeah, I don't, you know. I don't, I don't know what the lyric is, but. But you could fill in, like, anything into that, into that, the way he sings it. It is an yeah, underrated tune, Bozzi. You getting the lyric? What is it, Johnny? It's. 
Scroll down. Don't switch the blade on don't Twitch. Masquer- don't masquerade with a guy in shades. Don't switch the blade on. Don't a masturbate guy in with shades. a guy in. Yeah, shades. don't switch the blade on the guy in shades. But then it's don't masquerade with a guy in shades. Oh no, yeah. Or don't be afraid. I, don't wow. be afraid of the guy. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Because you got it made with a guy in shades. That's creepy. Like read that. Read that. That series of lyrics. Don't switch the blade. That means don't pull a knife on the guy, right? And then don't pretend or don't hide from the guy in shades. I can't believe it. Don't be afraid of the guy in shades. Now it's getting creepy. It can't escape you because you got it made with a guy in shades. This is he's this trying is to get a it, date. He's it sounds like it's not, this sounds like prison sex is what it sounds like. <laughs> it really is creep. I posted this on Facebook this week. Do you remember when MTV said, hey, Kiss, do Unplugged? And Kiss was like, yeah, we'll do Unplugged. And they said, hey, why don't you do a reunion with Ace Fraley and, and Peter Chris? And they Wait, said, what? You wanted to do what? And they said, sure, we'll do a reunion with Ace Fraley well, and Peter for, Chris. For a nom- we'll do it for a nominal fee. A nominal fee. And all of them come out, right? Remember this? Part? All right, we're bringing the whole band out, and everybody comes out and they play. And what's the first song that they played all together? Um, Before I had a baby, I didn't care anyway. I thought about the back door. I didn't know what to say. Hey, hey, wait a minute. What are they talking about? So now I got a baby. She didn't want to do it. But she did anyway. So, baby, please don't refuse. You know you've got nothing to lose. You got nothing to lose. We're talking about fucking the ass. Yeah, nothing. Talking about fucking the ass. That's what we're doing. Talking about fucking the ass on MTV. Their very first song in Reunited was fucking, it was about butt sex. It was all, I was, oh my God. They got Christine! away. 16! They Take got away with it. Where it ain't gonna be seen. It was so I can't believe nobody has complained about that song in all those Pretty years. Funny. The song is about anal sex. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, MTV, please welcome Kiss. She didn't want to do it. She didn't want to do it. Speaking of getting fucked in the ass, ladies and gentlemen, Ace Fraley and Peter Chris, who we took all the rights away to from their makeup and royalties. And now we're about whiskering you. You know, whiskering you. We are screwing. Whiskering you. Yeah, screwing. How many people want to see me take away Peter's royalty? <laughs> I will tell you. They do, if you haven't watched it, when they do I Still Love You from one of the most underrated Kiss albums of all time, Creatures of the Night, they do I Still Love You. And Paul hits arguably... Yeah, Paul Stanley hits arguably the greatest note of his singing career that night on that show. He hits the note in I Still Love You and carries it and it's in key and it's fucking perfect and it's like... That was the moment where I sat back and went, oh, my God, Paul Stanley really is a good singer when he wants to be. Oh, he absolutely it's is. He absolutely rare. Is. I mean, Gene has a very good voice, too, and it's unique, and he does his own thing. But Thank you. Um, but, but that when he hits that note in that song, I was like, wow. Like, that was a really, really amazing moment for me. It was like, 
as a singer, you sit there and you listen to it and you go, well, Jesus, that was good. That was really good. No, I, I like Paul's voice. I, I do have. too. I think, you know, I, I again, I've said this before and mm. I think it's not fair because I'm a huge Kiss fan. Um, they mm. all had unique voices. Aces was awful, but that was the greatness of it is that it was almost punk rock. It was so awful. Um, but Peter might've had the greatest voice in the band. I mean, he had that Rod Stewart scratch thing going. It was filthy. Well, and, Beth was a beautiful song. But even the stuff that he sang, like Hooligan and Baby Driver, and I mean, there's and when he sings in Black Diamond, I mean, he's got this right. this filth to his voice. Um, and then his solo stuff is just so shitty. It's all like easy listening, like it's like yeah, soft rock bad. ballads. It was awful. But the the rock songs that he sang in Kiss were great songs. And Gene has a very unique voice, but he's in key, like he's got good range and he's in key. And Paul, same thing. And they were so different, kind of like the Beatles. Very much so. By, by design, it was, you know, they wanted to make I was about to say, that was their intention. Yeah. It probably helped that he was sitting down on, on a chair. He wasn't running laps around. Right. And yeah, no, it was, he was concentrating on singing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he crushes that note. I mean, really impressive. As good a note as anything Robert Plant has ever sung or Steven Tyler has ever sung or Jeff Tate has ever sung. It's a great note. And it's out there, and you say to yourself, "How long is he going to hang on to this note?" And he hangs on to it for the whole thing. And by the time he's done, you're like, "Fuck yeah, good Damn. for you." Yeah, it was really good. It was such the a only, really good. There was only one person that did not like that that performance, and that was Vinnie Vincent. Well, of course, because he wrote part of the, those songs. <laughs> he was the only one that wasn't out there. We're going to bring the whole van up. We actually asked Vinnie to come, but he didn't show up. Um, <laughs> but I always, I just. I just thought it was actually, the ballsiest. Actually, ballsiest I, Vinny, I, I made a little mistake. I, I have I mailed out Vinnie Vincent's uh I, I thought I mailed out Vinnie Vincent. All right, maybe I didn't mail this didn't, out. I forgot, forgot it, to mail it. Was no, was Vinny a session player in the 70s? Yes, yeah, Vinny well, Vinny Cusano. He's in a video. Vinny you know, was like, in I, another band, I think like a doo-wop band, if I remember. Yeah, Vinny Cusano was a big songwriter. Before he became Vinnie Vincent, because there was that guy, there was that guy, there was that Dan Dan Hartman, yes, who did that song from Streets of Fire. Yeah, he did a song in the seventies. Yeah, yeah, but he did a song in the seventies, and then the video was Vinnie Vincent on guitar and Jimmy Smith on bass. Probably was it the one where he's like looking all seventies, kind of really weird. John Bale. Yeah, it's very possible. I mean, Vinny was around for a long John time. Bio. And credit where credit is due, Vinny Vincent, Vinny Vincent saved Kiss. He wrote hit songs for he that did, band. He did save Kiss, absolutely. He wrote hit songs for that band in a time where they really needed hit songs. Um, he is a very, very, very talented songwriter. He's a but very, he very, also, I very he fucked was also up in a being. doo-wop band at one point. Like, like to a ridiculous level, he was in a doo-wop band. It's possible, yeah. I mean, no, he was... He was a successful guy. I mean, look, Bob Kulick was in a bunch of different other bands too. Sure. You know, a lot of those guys. And so was Bruce. So was yeah. Bruce. Bruce was in Blackjack with and Michael Love. Bolton. There yeah, he there's is. Vinny, there's Vinny in the back. With, with the G Smith star truck stop glory hole mustache. Yeah. Yeah, and G. E. Smith on the right there, still looking <laughs> like he needs to sneeze. Oh boy. Yeah, Dan Hartman. The... Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Who's the guy with the afro on the left with the red shirt? It looks like he's getting goosed by Vinny. 
He's one of the Hudson brothers, and it's time for the <laughs> Hudson, Hudson brothers, brothers Razzle Pop. Dazzle Show. Hudson with brothers Vinny Vincent, the bear. Well, that was a Harlem Globetrotters popcorn machine, I think. <clears throat> the bear was the the Hudson brothers. Yeah, Razzle Dazzle Show. No, those guys were, um, you know, wow. Vinny was. Yeah, wow. Vinny was. Uh, was yeah, when he was song. disco. Well, yeah, keep in mind. Is. You know, Mick Mars was in bands before Motley Crue too. Mick Mars is like twenty years older than the other guys in Motley. Oh yeah, not that. But I yeah, saw, I, have I saw a photo today of Mick Mars. Ago. I saw a photo today of Mick Mars. They were talking about the set list for uh, for the stadium tour, which is set to go off this summer. Yeah, uh, and they're we'll talking see. about it. That yeah, I know, right? They're talking about the saying, "Oh, it'll have a lot of deep cuts in it. It'll have a lot of surprises," and. Um, I, I'm not sure exactly what is on that set list, but I think the only surprise will be will will Vince be able to sing and will sing thirty percent alive? Will Mick be alive? Because Johnny, bring up that photo, please. Because when you see this photo, Mick looks like the poor guy, yeah, and I terrible. love Mick Mars. Sure. He looks like he could barely stand for that photo. And what and Mick that? kicks ass, mind you. It's, he it's, can't it's, stand. It's, I mean, that's he really he walks with pain. Miley he walks with a cane. Does he? What's the latest yeah. on Mick's new uh, solo album? It, it's in it's in the works. I think yeah, it, I, I have. Think it, I think it's being processed. I think it's being uh, you know edited and, and put together. I have the Blackjack record, which was the band that Michael Bolton and Bruce Kulick were in in the seventies when when Michael Bolton was a hard rock singer. Um, not to be confused with the band Blackjack that I think Billy Joel was in. It's a different band. You know, the guys in Motley, they've had to um, tour and they've had to work with Vince the whole career, knowing that Vince was just sort of eh, on the vocals. So why yes. is it making any difference this but coming there, summer? But there's a difference. Vince was in the, the same way David Lee Roth was yeah, not was a, a singer, more of a yeller, more of a talker and yeah. a personality. But mm -hmm. now it's like really hard because Vince just doesn't know the lyrics and he... he he can't carry any. Here's the thing. Here's the difference between Vince and David Lee Roth. David Lee Roth never showed up for a show out of shape. Oh yeah. David Lee Roth I mean. took it. He took it seriously. He can't sing by his own admission. He's not a great singer. And we would all agree with him. That's the one thing we can all agree on, sure, including David Lee sure. Roth is that he's not a great singer, but he's an entertainer. He's an amazing entertainer, an amazing showman always showed up and you never doubted you were going to get a great show from David Lee Roth. You can't say that about about Vince Neil. Vince Neil shows up out of shape and winded and doesn't give a hundred percent and walks off the stage in the middle of a set to get an just, ice cream. There's so just it, so it many just things that, going on. It just said that they they're going to play some deep tracks, so maybe they're picking tunes a bunch of that surprises. are easier for him to sing. You know, they have to do girls, 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 but that song well, they, they is have very to do hard the main, to sing. They have to do the main hits. They'll they'll yeah. always do that, but they'll probably, you know, take some like, you know, some deep cuts rather than some second rate uh, level songs that they usually would do. And, and Bo Zeke is right. Mick Mars is a real pro and he will absolutely be ready more than Vince Neil. I agree, but just look at the stance. Johnny, back off that photo a little bit. Just look at the stance, and Mick is wearing a jacket to kind of hide it. But but look at it. He looks like he's ready to keel over, God forbid. I mean, just, just look at that. 
I mean, you know, and again, like Paulie said, Mick is 20 years older than the other guys. He has a fused spine. He's always had back problems, even, you know, back in the heyday. But now it's got to be like torture for the poor guy to stand. I, I would not be opposed if the guy just <clears throat> was given a chair and let him play his ass off. Because Mick's I'm gonna a great wait. player. I want to answer uh, uh, Bozik's question because he was asking about Michael Bolton and Blackjack, which is this band here that he was in with Bruce Kulick. Uh, I think he was still Michael Bolton, but he spelled it Bolton, which is his original his birth name. B o l o t i n. B o l o t i n was. I think that's how he is on the on the record. And wow, I didn't realize it. My copy of this is autographed by somebody. I believe that might be <laughs> might be Bruce Kulick. It is Bruce Kulick. No, it's oh, Bruce Kulick's wow. autograph. I didn't oh, realize that this cool. was autograph. I had no idea. I forgot. That adds a oh. lot of value to that. Maybe. Not. I saw Maybe. him at Guitar Center one time, but I left him. Bruce Kulick's in the fucking hall, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So. Talk to him. Oh. I don't think he, he is here. Mick, Mick's got to be in his 70s. How old is Mick Mars? He's cl- got to be close to 70, if not 70. No, he's got to be in his. Uh, I think he's in his seventies. I think. Have you guys watched any of that Tommy and Pam on Hulu yet? I still. Haven't no, I haven't watched it. But I heard good things about it. Have not you interested. guys watched it? Not interested. You're not no, interested. Nope. Oh, I'm interested. Nah, I'm very care. interested in it. I I love that story. Did you actually see the, the uh the Did you actually see the actual um? Sex tape? The, the porno tape that was yeah how do you think i, I got jizz in my eye right now i have it on dvd like right here in my other room yeah i have I that have, one I have, I have i have pam i have pam and tommy i have pam I've and vince that. burn me a copy not pam and it vince, pam also, and brett. Uh, vince and janine i have that too. i was about to say there was it wasn't there a pam and brett one also yeah there's a pam and brett yeah they're all on the same dvd oh that's making me think that johnny's got to put up the poison photo that you guys did saturday of the, <laughs> oh, the there's there's one now of us of the four yeah i heard guys. everybody wants yeah. to bang me i hear oh, i'm the most bangable uh, one on the I, actually show. no you know who's the cutie dane dane, dane, <clears throat> is not, dane looks like a the, core photo. not according to the people in the chat can uh, somebody really? send me that please i got Johnny, the least amount Johnny, of bring votes up, and bring people up our, say i look like a Karen. poison photo bring up the the tuesday night poison photo I can't they read. I, look like a I mean can't read who's in the like band because it's purple. <laughs> it's purple. I'm having my, my photo reading. looks the worst. I don't know what the fuck happened with my photo. You know what it is? You, look, you know I'm who you look such, like? I'm in such dark light here. I look. I look like who? Wendy Joe Sperber. Spermer. Go Google. <laughs> Google Wendy Joe Sperber. That's who you look like. <laughs> Hold on. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Hold on. By the way, Mick Morris is 70. Uh, add, add three years to that. Joe. Yeah, probably. Mick Sperber. almost looks like he has, um, white, you know, cost paint, like kiss paint on his face. Or is he wearing a mask? Oh yeah. Mick's I can see mask. it, Paul. I get yeah, to see it. you look a little like Wendy Joe Sperber. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah, I love the touch. Look what the rhino dragged in. That's brilliant. That was yeah, it was once nice. again by the great Cobra Kai platoon. 
Shout out to you, brother. You are the best. Yep, he's a genius. Look at that he photo, though, of Motley. Where I mean, look at Tommy and Nikki. They're the bookends. They do they're guys keeping it. Well, they're holding up the other together. two. They're holding <laughs> they, them up. They yeah, do a pretty good job of making two. Tommy look like he's there. They're because leaning Tommy, into Tommy him a little bit. Yeah, they're leaning in a little bit in front of them. Yeah, no, I'm I'm just looking and uh the rhythm section, the strength of the band. Well, Vin, Vince is obviously covering up his uh his uh bikini body there. So no question there on Mick. <clears throat> on uh Vince rather. But Vin Mick can't stand up. Like that's his skeleton is no. such that he's yeah. gonna lean like that. That's part of the disease. The the disease that he has basically your joints fuse. You lose yeah. the lubrication in your joints mm -hmm. and you lose range of motion. And eventually he'll end up in a wheelchair like Stephen Hawking. Um, although he may not live that long. Like he may not live to lose his well, mobility. He may die before he loses, totally loses mobility. By the way, that would be a good thing. You don't want to. No, it would not you, you be a good thing. No, no, no I'm not saying, I don't want him to die. What I'm saying is if there's a choice of him having to live his final years in pain, not being able to move in a wheelchair or dying in his sleep before that happens, that's the lesser of two evils. You don't no, want the guy to suffer. Listen, Jason Becker makes it work. That guy's an inspiration to all of us. Shout different situation. To Total different situation. And I love Jason and everybody knows it. Of course. Jason is Jason is the guy that that gives Friend everybody hope. Gives everybody hope. He's fucking awesome. Jason Friend is a show. fucking he's just awesome in every way. Couldn't be a mm -hmm. bigger fan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Jason's awesome. His family's awesome. Yep. They're the greatest people in the world. And and his story, if you haven't seen it. Um, if you can get a copy of it or I think it's streaming on one of the services, Jason Becker, not dead yet. Um, it's fucking outstanding. Just a great, great story. And shout yeah. out to uh, Colleen Gray, of course, for all she does for Jason. Yeah. But anyway, back to Motley Crue. So look, the stadium tour is at this point going to go on. Uh, I believe it starts in June. Early June. We'll see. So. It looks like it's it's still going on. It looks like it's going to happen. We'll uh, see. I, you know, and Tommy's tattoos look really good. Uh, he he's probably a little bit upset that David Lee Roth canceled the whole tattoo um, cream that makes your tats all look new and fresh. It makes your, your tits look there. nice. It rub a cream on your tits. <laughs> David Lee Roth tell me to rub a cream on your tits. Wait, what? But Bozik, I think Jason's the longest living person with ALS. Yeah, it's very possible. Yeah, I believe so. I believe so. <clears throat> no, and, and again, person and fucking yeah. awesome. I mean, talk about a guy who has the greatest attitude about all of that. And he's still writing. He's still doing music. God bless him. Not just music. He's great music. records. He's setting records. Not just music, but great fucking music. Yeah. Absolutely. Nope. Couldn't be, you know, whenever, whenever you're hearing somebody whine about stupid shit, just go, yeah, Jason Becker is still there. He gets up every morning and does his thing. He's fucking awesome. Yeah. So there's, there's the promo photo for the new Motley crew. Um, so did they actually go stand in front of a green screen for that? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. They're not in the middle of a football stadium. The <laughs> football security would be like, and, and you're who? 
Yeah, okay, we're gonna fly into the Astrodome. No, you're not Vince so Neal. I've seen can, uh... I've seen Vince Neal. I've seen Vince Neal in concert back in the day. You're not Vince Neal. No, no, man, I am Vince. And, uh, yeah, yeah, prove it. Okay, uh, sing a little bit of Home Sweet Home. Um, um, uh, come you on, know, Vince. Remember, I'm the a dreamer, word. Doc. Uh, um, <laughs> I-, I blow coffee creamer and my heart of a toad. I had to run this way long so I wouldn't get bread mold. You're not Vince Neil. Get out. Vince, come on. You haven't learned the fucking words by now. I'm sorry. That's actually better lyrics. Yeah, I know, right? All right. Yes, so you got Vince is sucking it in. You can tell he's holding his breath right there. Vince he's got is wearing like a steel pelted girdle right now, I'm sure. Let's all though acknowledge the fact that when when uh John Cena sat down to that piano in Peacemaker. We all knew what was coming. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that or, uh, I can't tell you, baby, what we Yeah, it was one of those two. <laughs> He's the one that called Dr. Meal plan. He's the one <laughs> that never leaves scraps behind. Who sent this? Thank you so much. All right. What is it? So you guys, you guys have seen the, uh, the the one from uh, a few weeks ago. Now that's that's the one from Saturday Night Live with with uh, those ladies. <laughs> now I bang, I, I I totally bang Jay. Uh, oh, I want to fuck uh, Jay now. Yeah, Jeez. look at him. Yeah, look at him. All right, Jay so has never looked more prison desirable. Here's the other crew. So here's Tuesday night. This is all of us. Now I look horrible. Yep. Because look, I, I'm. And it's not even me. That, it's, rather it's than just give a, rather than just give a girl the beanie, <laughs> it's 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 like mixing hair with the beanie, and then I'm in low light, so I'm like half in the dark. I look I look like Jombie, like just a floating head. But look at Dane. Dane has never looked more fuckable in her life. <laughs> Yeah. I need to see his hands. Does he have man hands? Look what the rhino dragged in, which I thought was brilliant. Yeah, What's funny is, Paul, on yours. That, ni- that nice red puffy cheeks, right? On yours, he used the, the Borgnine photo, which I thought yep. was really funny. Yeah, it's not even me. <laughs> That's, That's the beauty. It's the story of my life. <laughs> I can't even get, I'm not even hot enough to get laid. They even have to, pre- they had to bring in Ernest, Ernest Borgnine to make me look sexy. Nice. Hellstorm says I look like Alexis Arquette. A little bit, yeah. I think I look like like Ann Wilson right now, the way she looks today. Well, there's there's another one too. A little peppermint patty in there. There's another one as well. There you go. (laughs) Wow. I like how you can see like it's it's almost like I'm wearing a wig over the hat. You look like one of you literally look like one of the guys that replaced one of the guys in in Faster Pussycat. The little Rosie O'Donnell. I, I, I you think look like, I look like Muscat. I think I, <laughs> I think I look like one of the uh, one of Miss Cleo's psychics. Do you want to find out about love? Do you? Yeah, and Johnny you, takes the photo down as I do the bit. Let's try it again, Johnny. Let's try it again. There we are. Do you want to find out about love? Do you need money? Call the Psychic Friends Network right now. What accent is that, by the way? What what accent? Please do me an idea with that. 
what accent that is. You're all over the fucking place with that accent. Oh, it's, it's a Jamaica, Jamaican Queens, Jamaican Irish, Scottish English. Chloe, right? Was not. I miss Cleo. Miss Cleo. Cleo. Well, they did whiten your teeth, which was nice. How dare That's you great. spit in my eye? I I look like what that explains where the eye look, infection came if from. You looked through the glory hole before you stuck your dick in. That's what you're gonna see right there. Yeah, Mark Dillon says Dane looks like Leslie Mann. I want to fuck Leslie Mann. I don't want to fuck Dane. Sorry. Well, thank you for that. I you're appreciate welcome. that. Yeah. No, he doesn't look like Leslie Mann. Flag fly. It is creepy. I look terrible. Yeah, I used to know this girl, and uh, I look. I look. I I know a lot of them. She was smoking hot, but when I looked at her, I couldn't get past the two older brothers because they looked identical. Oh yeah, that's no good. The Riazis. Her name was was Riazi, (laughs) and they used to own. You messing around with my sister? Garden down in Tempe. (laughs) Meh. Meh. My sister's not going with you, man. By the way, somebody please acknowledge Clayton James Hicks. Clayton. He's been telling us that it's it's tomorrow's Wolfgang's birthday for hours. Nobody has acknowledged it. I'm acknowledging it. Wolfie's going to become bigger than his father. Nope, never going to happen. Just a tip for you guys. If you're trying to get our attention in the chat. His father ever was. Nope. If you're trying to get our attention in the chat, uh, highlight our name. That usually that usually gets it a little better. And right now I can barely see, so so I blame I blame Johnny. <laughs> Clayton, thank thank you so much, man. And yes, yes, we'll be live tomorrow on Twitch, celebrating uh, Wolfgang's birthday and he, and he giving away giving away another fun co-pop. Jesus repels uh, me. Brings something up that it's so bad that we're cropping the cast members into females to make them feel like they can get laid. He's right. <laughs> nice uh jeff yeah i mean i I feel a little awkward looking at johnny because i have a huge tina fey fetish oh johnny looks like tina right there yeah he has a little bit of a jeff davidson says dane looks like nancy wilson i guess i look like ann wilson Uh, i mean this is heart right wait 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 you mean mancy wilson oh thank you oh wait a second cobra kai platoon says i tied with johnny on straturday no, I won. Actually, I I I won on Saturday night. How close you were, did I come? You were be- <laughs> you were what? below me. Below me. I, I blow you. You you were you were under me. I blow we, you. I'm under you. We did a poll Saturday night. Does anybody? Does anybody? I won. Poll? Wait a minute. I'm under your poll. What are you talking about? I won. Yeah. Uh, does anybody else think I look like now. Natalie from The Facts of Life? You take the good, you take the bad, you take them both the day. <laughs> I look like Mrs. Garrett. Is this the new cast for a reboot of Facts of Life? That would be funny. Girls, girls. Boy, what a great. That is. Cobra Kai Platoon doesn't have a job, does he? <laughs> He's got the best job in the world, man. <laughs> that is something. Wait, so I one, two, three, the other one. I look four, five, six. Oh, that's the seven. captain. I was like, who the hell the is captain. that? <laughs> I was like trying to figure out who who is. There's no one, Caleb two, three, in here. Caleb will four, feel five, terrible. Six. He's been left out. Leo Safko says, man, could has a cocksucker's mouth on that cover. Not just on that cover. No, no. By the way, they did straighten Mancuda's teeth, though, for that picture. 
Oh, there you go. Yeah, look at the my teeth. Snag- per- you have a nice snaggle tooth is gone. Yeah, they've they cleaned it right up there. Nice. See how the, the bridge work? Like, it's very clean. Bridge work. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I do. I look like Natalie from the Facts of Life. A combination of Natalie. <laughs> this is gonna suck. And the uh, and the chick that's married to fucking uh, the the chick from uh, that '70s show. Uh, which my, chick is that? Uh, Mila Kunis. Mila. Oh, Mila Kunis. Okay. I have a Mila Kunis thing going in that picture. <laughs> <laughs> Rock Daddy says I look like a groupie trying to get backstage. Hey, look, his fa- John's face. John, look to your look to your left. Look to your think about left. Think about yeah, it. Yeah, there look you go. Your, look up a little bit. Look up. Your face blends perfectly with yours on the on the cover there. <laughs> Almost. It's a little more oblong in the picture. They made his face look like one of the oblongs. Do, wait, if I do this, wait, if I do this. Other way. Other way? Other way. <laughs> look, look, look up like like this. Look like it, like assume wait. the position you would at your glory hole. Photo again, Johnny. <laughs> Try again. Let's see. No, the other way. Okay. <laughs> The fuck! I can't even I see straight right now. My I'm, my balance is tonight. off. It's so weird. <laughs> I'm, I'm usually with my legs in the air, like a proper oh, whore. Oh wow! <laughs> wow, man, so many uh, gross. Yep, very gross. <laughs> Jeff K says, "I loved you in Dead or Alive. You spin me around." <laughs> you, you spin me. Johnny, God, I think the, the next guy just died. Bring the he photo did. back up. <clears throat> yeah, what was, what was his name? I don't remember. Something Pete, something. Well, spotlight yourself, Johnny. Spotlight. You spin me right round, <laughs> baby, right round like a record. Baby, you do, you right what though? You do look, round, round. You do look like Alexis Arquette now in the in the the wedding singer. <sighs> Welcome, Jay Hannon, the great Jay Hannon of the band Gizmachi in the chat. Oh crap, Jay! We're ripping, each, we're ripping each other apart right now. Still, everybody's favorite. Oh, there he is. Keith Campbell says I'm squinting more than Gilbert Gottfried tonight. Yeah, because I can barely see. <laughs> Ow! I can't see a thing. <laughs> let's see. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Ted Sanchez says uh, John looks like the missing member of Haim. Mama Cass. Yeah, that's another good one. <laughs> Mama Cass. <laughs> Gross. Yeah, Jay says, ha, here we go again. Yeah, that, those photos are the gift that keeps on giving, brother. Mike Neese brings up a very good point. Host show is full of moose and squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Alice Martinez. Nice. Yeah, Leo Safko says I look like Lady Cleo the astrologer. That's what I said, man. She was black, by the way. Miss Cleo was black, but yeah. there were there were a couple of them. There were a couple of them. <laughs> Music therapy Laz wins the internet tonight. John looks like the cock blocker you have to get through to get to the cute girl. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah, Johnny, put the photo back up. 
Uh, yeah, totally. So you want to hang out with Melissa? Well, she's hanging with us. She's dancing tonight. Yeah, she can't leave. I'm driving her. I promised her I'd drive her home. No, you can't be alone with her. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Ozeke says, man, Kuda's blindness reminds me of a bumper sticker I saw in a car once. Van Halen, I can barely see the road. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> that was great, Les. <laughs> no, she's coming home in my car. In my car. Come on, let's go to the bathroom together. We need to talk. And no, you can't come in the ladies' room. Or my friend's mouth. I heard that. I heard what you were saying. Go on, John. Finish the conversation in your head. You're just having a great old time for yourself. You're pigs. You're all pigs. <laughs> but then his girlfriend, but then the girlfriend says, yeah, but he's, he's really cute and he's got a lot of cocaine. Yeah, no, then we gotta, then we gotta send, send in whoever, whoever's taken the loss for the team, whoever's taken it for the team. Oh, have you met my friend, uh, Mike, Mike, who's that? Who's Mike? Well, Mike, Mike kind of has a thing for you. For me? Melissa, go for it. You haven't had a date in months. Here's the thing. We're, we're going to get Mike really fucking drunk and then hook him up with this slam pig, and then we're never going to let him forget <laughs> it. That's what Mancuda looks like. In that picture, Mancuda looks like the girl that your buddy's got you really, really drunk so that she, you can get your beer, <laughs> beer goggles on, and then you hold up that picture for the rest of your lives together. Hey, she, hey, remember that? Hey, she's guys, remember Melissa? She's a 10, a two, and a yep. two, a 10. Yep. You look at that. She's not Miss Wright. She was Miss Wright now. She's that closing <laughs> time chick. Last call. Last yep. call at the bar. He, could you keep the lights uh, down, please? And, I, and I'm squinting just like I am now. Of course you're beautiful. No, chair? no, you're totally beautiful. What? She, yeah, well, fat? yeah. No, no, she's, she's hot, hot dude. Man, dude, she's hot. hot. No, dude, she's, she's here. Really dude, finish, tits. dude, finish this shot. One more round. One more round. Really guys. big One tits. More round. Guys. <laughs> shot, 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 shot. Come on, everybody. Another round of shots. You want another one, right? This room. Go ahead. We'll have another one. Don't worry about it. Uh, it's not like you're gonna get drunk, Dick. This chick's a sure thing. <laughs> dude, dude, she really wants to fuck you. Oh yeah. I dude. don't know, man. It's, dude, it's, dude, just, 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 why, you know what, dude, just let her blow you. Let her blow you. you. It'll be cool. Dude, just let her blow you. Close your eyes. Who gives a shit? I don't know, man. What, nah, just I mean, let her blow you. No, we're not going to hold it against you forever. Don't worry about it, man. Dude, we're not going to bring a picture of that chick to every bar we go to for the rest of our lives so that when you're trying to hit on a really hot chick, we'll be like, hey, look, this is your competition. You're good. I mean, you're at least better looking bad, than this chick. Right? No, she's no, not. dude, she's hot. Dude, that chick puts out. You know why? She has to. Yeah, but can you get AIDS from just a blowjob? Is that possible? I don't know. Uh, give me a blowjob and, and let me know. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And you got to look like that photo, Dane. You got to look just like that photo. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're on let me tell you something. I want to I kind of look like uh, Joe right Biden's uh, press uh, secretary in that. A real Karen. Oh, what's her name? Um, Jen Psaki? Uh, 
Yeah, Jen, Sa- Jen Saki is stacked. By the way, Sox, for anybody something does. about that chick. No, she's hot. super not, hot. She's super hot. There's something about her. Hair. I'm not into no, reds, no, me neither. But about her, she's also got a huge rack. Yeah, I'm, I'm all does. about her. Yeah, she I'm does. All about her. Got a huge no, rack. she's 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 pretty good looking. She's, I mean, granted, she's, yeah. She's the kind she's of uppity, very she's, the kind of, she's the uppity she's bitch not, that you don't want to. But I bet you, you get her hot librarian, you know? dude. You I guarantee on you your, on your on your team. You get her to your you get her to the bar. I bet that chick can fucking throw down. She's oh, Irish, yeah. I think. I want her to go down, not throw down. No, that girl's she's super hot. Yeah, I like. I mean, granted, I, mean, I you know if you if you're going out with her and you start dating other chicks like on the side and she oh no, she'll kill out. you. No, oh, no, she'll, she'll kill you. She'll absolutely. Oh, yeah. oh absolutely. Yeah, she, there's no doubt. She'll about pull that. up with she'll pull up with a Secret Service car and and say, "I believe I heard him threaten the president." Yeah, huh? No, she's nope. I have a total thing for her. Yeah, I like her. I like her. Mm-hmm. She's no um, you know, what's her name? Weintraub. No, uh, Melina Vontrop. Nobody is Melina Vontrop. Melina Vontrop. Was it Melina? Melana? Melena. Melena Vontrop. Melina Vontrop is, is, is this generation's Linda Carter. She's the best looking woman I've seen since I've been Linda watching. Carter. I've been watching the AT&T commercials where she's on the giant screen oh. over the city, like in Times Square. And she's like, AT&T now, we have this new blah, blah, blah with the iPhone and blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, uh-huh, uh-huh, tits. Uh-huh, uh-huh, you're gorgeous. Uh-huh, uh-huh, I want to make out with you. She's yeah. super hot. And I love her. not only that, she's super smart. She's Love super it. talented. She's funny. Yep. She and she's like she's philanthropic, and she's got she's, it all. She's man. the total package. That so far, she's that, she's that marriage material girl. Yep. You really hope to yep. hold out. That's for. the one you want to be. You want to lock that one down. And my mother can't to. understand it. Mom, mom's like, you and Paul always gush over this girl, and she looks so plain, this Lily. I'm like, well, it's not her real name. Well, I, I don't know. <laughs> and she's Jewish, Mom. Yeah, oh, she is Jewish. Oh, oh, yep. Well, ask her Banian Jew, I think. Well, maybe. I know you like Gal Gadot. And... She doesn't have a porno on Hamster. No, but it'd be great doesn't. if she did. No, it'd be great no. if she did, though. I wish to God she did. That's I'd help. Deep, I'd help fake. her make it in many ways. Uh, but yeah, no, it's a deep fake, awesome. but it's a good she's deep so fake. Awesome. I love her so much. God, I, I have such a crush on her. It's silly. Oh no, she's gorgeous. She's she's perfect right? in every way. She's perfect yeah. in every way. Beauty, brains, humor, got a steady job, got it all. Yeah, she's working. God bless her. No, yep, no, she's great. And John Mayer is fucking her. How weird is that? I want to say bad things about John Mayer. Um, and and I can't. Like John Out Mayer's of jealousy, a great, yeah. He's, he's a great got, guitar he's player. Got he's got a great sense of humor. Plays a pink guitar. I, I, he's, I he's got a guy. together. Yeah, he's so... John Mayer is fucking too good for his own good. He's a great guitar player. He seems like a nice guy. He fucking makes fun of himself. He's in The yeah. Grateful Dead. <laughs> He's humble. Boy, boy, KXM Rock just said, Bean says, what are they talking about? <laughs> huh? Who? A- no. AT&T girl. What? Yeah, she was great. John Mayer is a great example. Him. John Mayer is a great example of a guy who has figured it out. He's not the best looking dude in the world. He's good looking enough. 
He's a good looking guy. I he's think a good look. He's good looking enough. You know what I mean? And he's good looking enough to get whatever he wants, and he's got talent. And and because of the PRS guitar, the Silver Sky. Wow. I nice actually try. listened to that last album that he put out a year ago. He's a and, phenomenal and guitar player. Into it. It's pretty good. It's not bad. He's a phenomenal guitar yeah, player. He's really good. Really The underrated. thing is, he realizes he can sell 50,000 records as a guitar player or millions as a pop star. He gets it. He figured it. He, he knows exactly where his bread's buttered. Good for him. I always, I always say this. Guys, if you get a chance to sell out, sell out. Sell out. Metallica did it. Never yeah. look back. Sell out. It's worth yeah. it. By the way, fun fact. Green Day. If you haven't done it yet, go grab, if you have a copy of Sonic Temple from the cult, listen to listen to a song called American Horse. And then after you listen to American Horse, put on the Black Album and listen to wherever, I'm, and then listen to wherever I May Roam. And you'll notice some similarities. The producer, the producer was one Bob Rock, did both records. Mm-hmm. And Billy Duffy was talking about it in an interview about how Bob Rock will help you. One of the things that Bob Rock offers that Rick Rubin couldn't is that Bob Rock is a musician and Rick Rubin isn't. He's got a great set of ears, but he's not a musician. So when you have a hard time finishing a song or working a song, working through a song, Bob Rock can help you find that, you know, that loose end and tie it up. So if you listen to American Horse from the cult and you listen to the sound of it and the way the guitar line runs from Billy Duffy and then how the song kicks in and then you listen to Wherever I May Roam on the Black Album, you'll hear very similar guitar line and the exact same drum intro and construction. They are very similar songs. He did it with the cult. The guys in Metallica were dealing with writer's block, whatever it was. And Bob Rock said, I have an idea. (laughs) And I guarantee if you listen to the first Metallica song where I heard a harmony background vocal, wherever I may roam. They doubled James vocals a lot, but there was no harmonies. There was no, no, he he was never a background vocal. And it's, it's uh, Jason singing along with him. Jason, by the way, speaking of of Metallica, (laughs) speaking of Metallica, Jason Newstead. Uh, this is oh. the 40th anniversary of Metallica's first concert. First concert was, let's see. I think they opened for Armored Saint, didn't they? Mar- it was Mar- 40 no, years Mar- ago. March 14th, they were playing at Radio City. Not Radio City Music Hall, but like a place called Radio City. Um, March 14th. Was Metallica, that uh, San Francisco this- or LA? Or- I'm not sure. It's probably uh, in the see. LA area because after a while they started in the Bay area. Let's see. Months before their recording debut on the first Metal Massacre compilation, where they were credited Metallica with two T's, which I think was yep. kind of funny. This is when Ron McGovney was still their bass player before Cliff came on. Radio um, City is an and Anaheim. Dave Mustaine. Dave Mustaine was, of course, still their guitar player. <laughs> they didn't get uh, Kirk until a little later. So the first guitar. Their first guitar player was African-American, a guy named Lloyd Grant. I did not know that. Yeah, Lloyd Grant was in the band before. before Johnny, Mustang. post the, there's a concert um, flyer. By the way, question uh, in the chat from Craven Soda. Uh, in the Gretsch White Falcons, depending on which model you have, um, they started out with single, um, <laughs> single coils in them, but then they put on 
<clears throat> they originally went with Filtertrons, which were um, humbucking pickups that predate the PAF from Gibson by a couple of years, well, by a year. Um, and then the, the Billy Duffy White Falcon actually has Seymour Duncan custom Filtertrons in them. But Filtertrons are what's in the White Falcon. The Filtertron pickup is, is they were the first humbucking pickups before the PAF. And Jimmy Ray Hawkins, where you said Radio City was a few miles from you. Where where are you located, man? Anaheim. Okay, so it was in that's Cal where Radio City is. Okay. So it was in yeah, Cal so Metallica's first gig was at Disneyland in the uh <laughs> back in the Mickey Mouse house. <laughs> no, no, look, uh, scroll down. There's a flyer that shows like their literal first. Keep going. Am I evil? Look at the Ooh. set list. Mm -hmm. A lot of lot of punk songs. No, it's all. It's all. Only two originals of theirs. Mm -hmm. Jump into the fire. Am I evil? That's Lars. Keep scrolling, Johnny. Johnny's got arthritis tonight. Vimp 69, one of my white falcons is a Billy Duffy. The other one is a 75. There's a, there's a link in that story. I know there is. Yeah. No, I saw it. It's just this website just sucks because it just gets nothing but pop-ups. Yeah. Like, like ads for, ads for playing. With uh, a question mark. Like if they get time, they're going to play it. It's on the list. If they have time, they're going to do that one. Hang Johnny on. keeps getting a pop-up of Grand Theft Auto on Twitch. Yeah. Oh, there. Oh, I see what's going on. It's okay. It was, it was, it was the flyer was a part. Ah, man, the site. <laughs> Hang on. That flyer is a part of the Instagram and it. it mouth. Yeah, Bozik. That's why, that's why that those riffs, those ACDC riffs sound so clean is because Filtertrons are much crisper. Um, they have a crunchier, crisper sound than than PAFs. PAFs are warmer, uh, <laughs> and helps. they're being played, and they're being played in a in a hollow body, which has a you know a fuller, rounder sound than the than the solid body PAF. Again, the wood is different. The guitar, the Gretsch is a maple guitar versus a mahogany guitar, so you're going to get wood. different. <laughs> <laughs> Morning wood. Does it affect the tone? tone. If you haven't left the thumbs up on the video yet, please do. Do it right now. Do it now. There you go. That's the very first flyer for Metallica's first concert. No, the first headlining show. According to them, that's their first concert. That's their first time. Uh, I mean, I'm sure they're not counting the garage, but. One of these days, I can take you guys to to the house they used to live in. I used to. Will the uh, owner will the owners know, or are you gonna sneak us in the window like you did the Van Halen house? I, Who are I you? Hi there, I'm Johnny Bean. <laughs> you might recognize me from Twitch. Nine one one. There you go. <laughs> uh, I'm fighting this website just to. Uh, That's all right. Just, just it. It. We made the point. You got it. We got it. I'll move I on. Saw. I'll move on to the next story anyway. I got I got uh, another one I want to go through. Paul Stanley names his top 11 best singers of all time. 
So who do you guys did you if you guys read the article, raise your hand. Did you guys read this already? You did already. Dane? Dane? Dane! Oh boy. Unattending Dane. We're gonna dock you for this hour. Maybe it's like that episode of Gary Shandling where Gary doesn't show up on stage and they keep playing the intro music. It's the Gary Shandling show. It's the Gary Shandling show. Nope. No, Dane. Okay. Anyway. Okay. Paul Stanley. Johnny, who do you think made the list of Paul Stanley's top best lead singers of all time? There's 11 of them. Who do I think or no? Because I'm looking at it right now. Oh, well, you fucked us. All right. <laughs> okay, let's go through it. Uh, number one, Robert Plant, Led Zeppelin. I think uh, that's obvious choice, I think. Let's see. Steve Marriott of Small Faces and Humble Pie. I don't know where that one would have come in. Steve Marriott Freddie. is an amazing voice. Yeah. He has an amazing voice. Yeah, you just don't know him. You don't know who he is. Okay. He's the guy. Yeah, but he's he's a phenomenal singer. Or was. He's dead now. But he was uh, a phenomenal Freddie. singer. Freddie Mercury of Queen, I'd say that's an easy fit in. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Ruffin of The Temptations, that's an interesting choice. Well, well you got to remember, Paul? remember Paul. Remember Paul Stanley grew up. Paul's older. Listening, Paul's older. He li- yeah, he listened to soul and R and B music growing up. What list are we looking at? Dave Ruffin of The Temptations. David oh my Ruffin God! Of the Temptations. I love him so much. Give me a little Woody. Uh, Rod Stewart. I don't know where Rod Stewart. I never considered Rob Stewart. Rod, Rod Stewart like one, uh, one, see, one of the greatest you never Stewarts to, of all time. You've never listened to Rod the Jeff Beck group. I, I've it, listened to Rod Stewart a, a he's lot. On the, he's on the first two Jeff Beck records, and he's phenomenal. But um, come on, the best of all time? Of again, all time? We're talking well, about... you got to admit that if you think Paul, I, I'm sexy, is it great? Paul Stanley. And when I listen, when I listen to Rod Stewart's voice back then, and Paul Stanley has a style that he likes. He likes Robert Plant and Steve Marriott and Rod think, Stewart all have very similar, gruff, bluesy, scratchy oh, voices. Rod Rod Stewart's Rod Stewart's voice on the first couple of Jeff Beck records are is fantastic. I mean, Hot Legs is a great song. I mean, Maggie May. I mean, the, the guy was a great singer. But would he have made your list of top 11 of all time? Of all time? Probably not. Probably and not. Come on, but Paul, go down that Paul, list. Paul worked with some amazing contemporaries. Like I said, I could see Freddie Mercury and Robert Plant as a given. Uh, then he picks Janis Joplin. I don't know if Janis Joplin I would have put on that list. Yeah. Yeah. Harry, I yeah. Rod, Stewart was, Rod Stewart replaced, I think, Steve Marriott in Faces. Or one way, or the, the other way around. I forget. Paul Rogers but, of Bad Company. Absolutely. Free. Uh, Brad Delp of Boston. Brian Johnson of ACDC. See, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have put him style. as... I wouldn't have put it, that in there either. Style. Lou Graham. You, Lou look Graham at those Farmer. choices. Brian Johnson, Lou Graham, Janis Joplin, Rod Stewart, Steve Marriott, and Robert Plant all have a very similar timber to their voice there's that that whiskey you know a little airy there's an airiness to their voice there's that yeah. and then you've got steve perry's and the brad delps and the paul rogers who have the pure tone to their voice and ann wilson oh. yeah strong falsetto 
Yeah, I mean, so and will and Wilson of Hart rounds out yes. the uh, number eleven. Sure. No, this and, all makes sense. all makes sense. I, I mean, obviously, I, I disagree with a lot of this list. I mean, I, I agree with some of it. Robert Plant, uh, Freddie Mercury, and and Steve Perry, I could put in there, but I, uh, the others I, are, aren't hitting it for me. No, no, no disrespect to them. I mean, they're all great singers, but the but you're greatest not, you're of not all. Only three years old. No, but still, it, you know, I, I don't think someone you know of a of a younger age is going to choose a you know. Kurt Cobain is one of the greatest of all time. Sure they are. That's the sad part. Kurt, Kurt Cobain Co is one of the greatest of all time. To Johnny. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that's, that's, there's, there's a thing. It's a period correct thing. I mean, to me, the idea that, that Paul Stanley would leave somebody like Nat King Cole out of that, out of that list is ridiculous. Nat King Cole had one of the greatest pure voices in the history of music. That's but, right, Tyler. But he's, not a, but he's not a rock singer. He's still a great singer. But I mean, if you're going to put David Ruffin in there, you should put Nat King Cole in there. Nat King Cole had a phenomenal voice. But yeah, but I, I, Nat King Cole guys in the chat? You never heard him go into a high register like Robert Plant goes into a high register. High register doesn't Mercury necessarily. goes into a high register. That doesn't necessarily necessarily Sinatra mean. never had a high register and he was a fucking great singer. I mean, look, you could look at you know Jeff Tate and, and Mark Slaughter, but that doesn't mean they're the greatest of all time. Who do you guys in the chat think is missing from or belongs in a list of top eleven greatest of all time? I mean, I'm looking here on the on the Rob chat. Halford. Peter Rivera, Ronnie James Dio. Leo Safko thinks it's a pretty solid list. He agrees with you, Paulie. Not bad. Yeah, it's not a bad list. I, I, I'm i not a huge fan of Janis Joplin. Tyler Kramer um, says Sammy Hagar. Yeah. I you agree with I agree with Steve Perry, absolutely. And they have ranges. They have a low range. They have their mid range. They can hit super high like a tenor. And you I don't think Janis Joplin belongs in there. Vocal ranges. Elvis Presley. No, Elvis Bon not Scott. Louis Armstrong. Gary Sharon. <laughs> Gary Sharon is a great singer, but not one of the greatest of all time. He is. He is, but not one of the greatest of all time. Scott Wayland. Nope. I mean, everyone agrees with Steve Perry. Bruce Dickinson. <laughs> Quentin James says Mitch Malloy. What do you think, Paulie? Mitch Malloy. Yes, of course. Yes. You know, Lou Graham has a great voice because he, again, he could sing quietly. And then he kicks up into the jukebox hero and just screams that shit out. Lou, oh, Lou, Gra Lou Graham is a great, great voice. singer, but I don't think the greatest of all time. Lou Graham is uh, one of the great rock singers of all time. He's not, I don't know if he's top 10. He's top he's 50. He's top 50. And and I agree that that Leo Safko brings up he's not going to say Dio Halford Bruce Dickinson he's not going to put those on his list because he's older but you know what it, regardless of who he grew up on those are his contemporaries he knows their ability David Coverdale oh, yeah Robert, uh, Robert Plant James is a contemporary Brown, James Brown Jimi Hendrix Elvis Steven Tyler Steven Tyler is not a bad choice Tina Turner. 
Marvin Gaye. Um, yeah, you're you're, miss, you're missing a lot of those guys. You're missing the Smokey Robinsons of the world and the Marvin Gaye's of the world and, you know, these, these soul singers. Anyone for Michael Jackson? No. The greatest falsetto ever? <clears throat> no. Frankie Valli is the greatest falsetto ever. You know, you you need somebody's voice that just gives you chills when you hear it. Now, I remember being a little twelve-year-old and hearing "Dream On." Stevie Nicks is horrible. Okay? You listen to what "Dream On" Stevie by Nicks Errol is horrible. And he so does Stevie Nicks is a horrible singer. Dream on. I love Stevie Nicks. Dream On. I don't think she's one of the greatest of all time, but I Steven Tyler might might make that list. And then when he goes into his high registers. It would be like, oh, that just gives you chills. <laughs> Rob Halford could do that shit. Uh, Jeff Tate could do that shit in um, Take Hold of the Flame. There's a whole bunch of guys that you're, a whole bunch of people everybody's missing, but I would reference them and nobody would really, they don't have a, a you know, like Robin Zander is one of the greatest singers of all time. People don't well, know. Whitney Houston, you're bringing up an, another. I mean, I agree with, you know, the range and everything. I mean, we're talking a different genre, but I, I can't fight you on Whitney Houston. Robin Zander is a phenomenal singer. Sass Jordan is a phenomenal singer. Zander, um, I can give you. Ian Asper is a phenomenal singer. Greatest of all time. But uh, Ingve, Ingve Malmsteen in the chat says Ingve Malmsteen. BB <laughs> <laughs> um, King. Oh, I love BB King. See, I mean, and the there's... reason that Don Dock and everybody says he's no good anymore is because all he has anymore and all he'll ever try to use is his low register. He won't well, kick into the highs he didn't anymore. Have well, he didn't well, really Renus brings up a good one. Jim Gillette has that yeah. high register. There you go. Yeah, but there, I mean, I mean, I'll I'll throw another guy out there that most <laughs> that most people don't don't reference, but Graham Bonnet is a great singer. But Nobody one of the greatest about- of all time, greatest of all time. Well, I mean, that I, brings up Mike I love Mike Matevic. I would say, Inves, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm listening to Ingve's marching out and Jeff Scott Soto doing, I am a Viking and um, all the great tunes on that record. Jeff Scott Soto had it together back then. Super underrated. Ma Rainey's They're- black bottom. Everybody's forgetting Ian Gillen. Oh, yeah. Good, Ian Gillen's good a phenomenal singer. Good one. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, 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 when you sit down and you think about it, you can come up with a bunch of names. And you, if you're talking about yeah. greatest of all time, though, I mean, shit, why has nobody mentioned Paul fucking McCartney? I was thinking Beatles, too. Why? I mean, John Lennon, not a great singer. Can be, McCartney, could be though. early on, but McCartney, McCartney is though. a fucking phenomenal singer. Right. Uh, Mad Dog says Ann Wilson. Sure. On the list, I, I just don't know if I agree with it as all-time greatest. Ann Wilson, Ann Wilson may be the greatest female rock singer in the history of music. Right. I mean, she is. She is. She probably is. as good, and I, I hate to use gender, but that's the thing, is she's the best of the women. Um, you know, Bonnie Raitt is saying Pat Benatar Benatar as well. Linda Ronstadt had a great voice in her day, you know. Um, you know, there are some guys that are just, you know, Ozzy Osbourne. And yeah, I mean, we could mention, we can mention the guys of, uh, you know, the Ray Gillens of the world, but nobody knows who they are. 
Nobody, nobody knows who Ray Gillen uh, is. What's that guy? That guy? Uh, oh, geez, I forget his name, but he sings that song. The Ace of Spades. The Ace of Spades. You know, Lemmy. Guy, Lemmy, when he wants to, when he sings uh, rockabilly songs, is hilarious. It's so good. <laughs> He's in key. It's a weird voice, but it's in key. Yeah, I know. I love Lemmy. Um, yeah, Keith Campbell. Like I said, Pat Benatar. I think gets one of my votes. Yeah, I mean, there's... Gillen in, on that Machine Head album when he's singing Space Cowboy and, yep. and Quint... some of that stuff. Holy Quentin crap. James is right. Richie Kotzen is a guy that's under the radar that is as good. I mentioned because there was a story that came out that the guys in Soundgarden uh, are considering playing music together again and considering playing some Soundgarden music. And there are only two guys on the planet that can do that job. One of them is Richie Kotzen. You know. And the other, no, Dino Jaluzic wouldn't be the right guy for that. His voice is too oh, pure I, for Chris Cornell. Um, well, I'm you saying get, as, far, as far as covering for Ian Gillen. Ian, no, not Ian Gillen. Chris Cornell. Who, oh, Chris Cornell. Okay. Yeah, Soundgarden. Um, oh, okay, sorry. Yeah, so you would have, uh, to me, it would be either Richie Kotzen or Ian Thornley from uh, from Big Wreck. Those are the two guys that, that were. Yes, Ray Charles is one of the greatest voices of all time, Alice Martinez. You're absolutely right. Ray Charles Vince is... Neal. Ray could sing the blues. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Ray, I'm Ray sorry. Charles had, uh, had a phenomenal voice. Nikki, Nikki I mean, said Vince Neal. I'm sorry. You know, now, Vince, of... on the very first record, when you listen to Livewire and he hits that high note, you're like, hey, that's, that's right there. Because I'm alive. Ooh, Livewire. Because I'm alive. Livewire. I'm alive. He had some uh, fun, unique stuff about him. No, look, I, I love when he's on, he's on. He just hasn't been on, and uh, I, I, I don't think he's tried. Uh, Bono, that's an interesting choice, Cobra Kai Platoon. Bono's, Bono's, a, great the, Bono's a great singer. Yeah, I, I can't deny great that. Singer. And, and no, a, what, what about Frank Sinatra? Anybody? Anybody? I mentioned, Fra I mentioned Frank yeah. a while back, and yeah. Okay. Sammy yeah. Davis Jr. Um, for a number Michael of Sweet. Michael Sweet has a great voice. Who'd you say, Michael Sweet? Yeah, he's a great voice. Yeah, he's a good vocalist. Uh, I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm I, start, like, I'm start looking, like I'm gonna start I, looking I, at my CDs and just go. I mean, you know, we we can pull. I mean, just just having a range though, just having high range. I mean, Jim Gillette has range, but he can't sing for fucking to save his life. Mark Slaughter has great range, but he's not a great singer. I, I love Mark Slaughter. I mean, Mark's one of my personal favorite top ten vocalists of the eighties. I've I've talked about him on the show. I've right. said I've said easily on my list, uh, Mark Slaughter, Mike Matevic, um, uh, uh, who was it? Jeff Tate. Um, you know, I uh, Davey Vane. I I like some of those guys that can hit that range strongly. You know, everybody forgets Andrew Wood. Andrew Wood was a phenomenal singer. I think David Gilmore had a wider singer. Right, now I'm going to start looking. How I mean, shit. I mean, I mean, I mean, Devin Townsend is a phenomenal singer, but nobody knows who he is. I always loved John Wetton that did those first uh, two Asia yeah, albums. Records, yeah. I, I like his John. sister, Melissa Wetton. John Wetton. <laughs> I mean, LeJean Witherspoon is a great singer, but nobody Alice knows who he Cooper. is. Alice Cooper. Funny thing, Christopher Live. That's interesting. 
Alice Cooper doesn't get credit for being as good as he is. But when you go I back agree. and you listen to some of his songs, um, A, to he's the in the Temptation album. He's a good singer. Um, Roger Daltrey is an interesting singer. one, too, Dan of New Jersey. Um, Roger Daltrey is not what you would call a classic singer, but he's the right voice for Pete Townsend's songs. And that's the that's the thing about Roger Daltrey. He's the right tool for the job because Roger Daltrey's solo stuff doesn't work, doesn't hit. Roger Daltrey has released a number of solo records. Most people can't name a solo Roger Daltrey song. No, but when Roger Daltrey sings a song that Pete Townsend wrote, it's phenomenal. It fits like a glove. Um, it is a great, great example of writing for the voice. Taylor 315 agrees with me on Mike Mativik, the singer of Steelheart. Yeah. I, it's I too much. That. Yep. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Right. Jack it's Russell's too. always been one of my favorite singers, Michael uh, Christopher Sauer. Uh, Jack Russell's always been one of my favorite singers. He's he's very, very versatile. Stephen Franklin brings up Daryl Hall, who we were going to talk yep. about anyway. Great singer. Nice segue. Uh, Daryl Hall for the, <laughs> here we go. Watch this. <laughs> Daryl Hall, we were going to talk about, was actually asked to front Van Halen as well. Oh, and Sean an Mahoney, I got to agree with you on Terry Lewis. He's great of XYZ. Uh, so, yeah, um, Daryl Hall was asked by Eddie Van Halen when Dave left to join Van Halen. He was one of those that uh, that got the invite. And he basically, look, I don't blame him for turning it down. I mean, Eddie basically said kind of half jokingly, half serious. So what do you think about joining up with Van Halen? And uh, Daryl's very convinced that he was serious. And I'm sure he was because Eddie was fishing at that time. And Daryl's a great singer. Daryl was a great choice. But the fact is, Daryl Hall had a lot going on at the time with John Oates. Yeah, he was at the time bigger than Van Halen. Hall and Oates no. were were a hit machine. I mean, they were Colin probably Hagen. as big, they were probably as big as Van Halen. They were, big, they were bigger than Van that Halen. Was, that was during 1984. So like they, they were still bigger than Van Halen. They were they at that point. Hall and Oates were a household name across the board. Everybody knew who they were. Van Halen was the big you know one of the biggest rock bands on the planet. But Daryl Hall at the time, Hall and Oates were the biggest recording stars. In America, they were fucking hit machines. No, they had a lot of everywhere. hits, and they were yeah. they were MTV darlings also. Yep, yep. they were absolutely was during that album. They were bigger than Van Halen at the time, from a mainstream mass appeal. They were selling more records. They had number one records, number one hits. Yes, they were James. What year? Yes, they were. 19, well, nineteen eighty four. Nineteen eighty four. I mean, Van Halen had you know Jump Panama. Those those were very 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 hot and, and hot for teacher at that time. Those three songs alone, but Hall and Oates at that time probably had Private Eyes, Kiss on My List. They had ten. There, here we go. Rich girl, Kiss on My List, Private Eyes. I can't go for that. Man Eater, Out of Touch. She's gone. Sarah Smile. You make my dreams come true. Say it isn't so. Jesus Christ. They those had weren't all 1984 though. No, but they were all massive. Oh, massive no, absolutely, hits absolutely no 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 they were they were a hit machine absolutely i'm saying in 1984 i think they're probably on equal footing popularity wise i don't know about that 
But okay. Um, I, I think at that time, Eddie was just going out, hitting parties. He'd run into musicians. He'd say, hey, bro, because we know of three people now. P Patty Smythe, right? Patty Smythe of Scandal. Who I think is an odd choice. That, that yeah, was an odd choice. I don't know what that, uh, that, boy, He was out at parties. Hey, man, come join the band. We need to see. Well, I, I think at that time, he was like really serious approaching people. Um, Patty Smythe, I think would have been a weird, weird fit. I don't think that would have worked at all. Well, it's interesting because um, she only had that really only had that, those two hits with, with scandal and then sort of disappeared. Oh, I don't know what she was thinking other than goodbye to you. I don't know any yeah, scandal song. Babies. I mean, I mean, what do you well, think the warrior. if you're in scandal and you have a choice to, to front Van Halen? I don't know what the fuck you're thinking. Well, she didn't uh, want to do it because a, she was pregnant at the time and B she lived in New York and they were in LA and she didn't want to move. And she had also heard about the legendary drugs. So she said, yeah, no. well, that's true. That's true. That's true. It wouldn't have worked. She knew she Steve, knew it wouldn't Steve work. Steve Perry also work. got asked. Steve Perry of Journey got asked, who again, in my opinion, is one of the absolute top 10 greatest vocalists of all time. Wrong guy for the job. Definitely the wrong guy for the job. Um, and he knew it. And he knew it. He turned it down literally because he he, you know, he was honored, but it was definitely not a right fit. Journey was the right fit for him, solo was the right fit for him. Definitely not Van Halen. I mean, how how do you figure that voice would no, fit but that all of that band. all of that makes sense when you think about what Eddie Van Halen wanted to do. I mean, you know, he went when he ended up producing that, you know, that band um Private Life and you know, it does kind of make sense it lends I hate to say it, it lends credibility to if he was looking for a guy like Mitch Malloy to sing for that band to make them sound even more like Foreigner, you know, more like a a um you know, top 40 mainstream, you know. Yeah, you're I mean, right, I, Stephen Franklin. The Darren Daryl Hall is old news. This is an old story. Oh, yeah. Well, this is no revelation, but we're, we're bringing it up because he brought it up recently, you know, in an interview. So. And by the way, we don't talk much. We don't we don't really talk much about how good a singer Sammy Hagar was prior to Van Halen. Those those Montrose records sound great. He made a couple of great. Um, solo records. You know, he had a well, three. VOA was VOA he had a three album. Yeah, he had a three album run with VOA, Three Lock Box, and Standing Hampton. That's as good as any band has ever put out for a three album run. Ted Templeman knew what he was doing, produced those records really well. Um, you know, Sammy's a great singer. Sammy's a better singer than he is a songwriter. Um, well, Sammy writes. Sammy writes saccharin fueled, diabetes inducing, sugar coated pop sludge. Um, but he can sing anything. You give him a Little Feet song, you give him a good blues song, you give him, you know, The Who, you give him any song, and Sammy can sing anything. Can't write songs very well as a solo artist. But with Van Halen, again, that was a great, uh, a fortuitous chemistry match that worked for a while. Um, and, and Sammy doesn't get credit for being one of the great rock vocalists of his era. <clears throat> but he is. really... What's really funny about that choice uh, mixing with Van Halen was I remember hearing the announcement live on the radio that Sammy had been picked for Van Halen. And I was like, initially when Dave left, I was like, who the fuck are they going to get to right. replace David Lee Roth? It's never, they're never going to get anyone. And when they said Sammy, I thought my first thought was, wow, that's a really good choice. 
I, I loved Sammy Hagar. And here's um, the thing. I it, thought it would blend in well. I really did. I picked it was a really right good away. choice until I heard, why can't this be love? And then I went, oh, no. If this is what if this is what it's gonna sound like, fuck. Because I think "Why Can't This Be Love" is one of the worst songs they wrote with Sammy. Then I put on. Yes, absolutely. No, I think it's a piece of pop shit. That's my Van Halen. That, but yeah, but that's that's it. That album was the summer of '86. Absolutely. I love that you got when a different kind of truth came out, and the first song that we heard was "Tattoo." We were kind of like, oh, no. Yeah, same thing. He's not a, there's no way in hell Sammy Hagar is a better lyricist than David Lee Roth. Sorry. That's better not vocalist. true. He's a better vocalist, not a better lyricist. David Lee Roth wrote clever, clever fucking lyrics. Hilarious, clever Was lyrics. Was Dave writing? He's a wordsmith. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Dave is a great writer. He's a phenomenal writer. Well, Not a great I, I singer. love all the little jokes hidden in. Yes, the that's there's. Stuff. He's a wordsmith. You know, yeah. David Lee Roth and and Steven Tyler, and even to a lesser degree, Ted Nugent. Ted, Ted Nugent wrote a lot of fucking funny lyrics in some of his songs. Those guys are wordsmiths, and when you dig into the lyrics of what they're writing about, my God, is it fucking good? It's it's really good wordplay. Um. And and I would I would say there's no way in hell Sammy Hagar is a better lyricist than David Lee Roth, and, and I would also I counter with there's no way in hell that David Lee Roth is anywhere near the singer that Sammy Hagar is. I think that might have gotten in the way of um, that last Van Halen album, uh, the, the Truth, whatever. What's that one called? A different kind of truth. Different kind of truth. There was so much lyric content that you couldn't really wrap your head around it right away. Or jump. When that was such a huge hit, it was very, very simple, and you you heard every word. But a different kind of truth. I mean, uh, stay frosty. That thing's like a five-page book of yeah. lyrics. There's ten pages of <laughs> lyrics on in, in that song. But just just to up. finish my my thought on the fifty-one fifty record, the first thing I heard on the record was "Why Can't This Be Love," and I didn't like the giggle stick synthesizer. Uh, solo in the middle there and i just thought it's got what it takes why can't this be love was so fucking cheesy but oh, it, was, it. it was perfect 1985 cheesy and then yeah eh, summer of 85 the single came out and summer of 86 okay i was i was there um <laughs> i was a sperm but i heard it <laughs> the Rest of the record, when they put on and I heard the, the beginning of Good Enough and I heard that guitar riff and I heard him kick in and then I heard Get Up and then I heard you know the, the, the rest of the record. I think that the first single in that situation had the potential to ruin it. Thankfully, things like Best of Both Worlds were on that record. And Which 51 is my 50, favorite Sammy yes. song. Absolutely. And even though I say that Sammy wrote some pop sludge like why can't this be love to me is an absolute piece of pop shit on the other hand love walks in and dreams are phenomenal fucking songs when sammy hits it he hits it when he writes a great one it's a great one the problem is he throws 15 against the wall and nine of them eat shit but the other six are fucking fantastic songs 
You know, I love that whole album. That whole album was gold to me. That fifty one fifty. That was such a great album. Yeah, I I hated I hated that one song. This he is, hated that. Yes, I did. Absolutely. I dig it. I dig it. I mean, like yeah. I said, best of both worlds is is my jam out of that album. But I mean, they were all good. It was just one of those playthrough albums that you're just so happy with. Um, and look, I love I love a lot of the Hagar era songs too. Um, I'm one of those guys that you know I like both Dave and Sammy. The two different formulas, you know. Um, but as far as the the fifty one fifty album, I thought the whole thing was just a great, great you know, throw back at you when Dave came out with Steve I and, you know, came out with Yankee Rose. Oh, sure. Whoa. You know, I was thinking the same thing. Dave, how are you going to get a band and come up with something as good as Van Halen? And then, you know, came out that Yankee Rose video and I was like, fuck. But, you know, Van Halen threw down with 5150. Great stuff, man, from both of them. God bless. Yeah, no, for, for a good period of time from 1986, 85, 86, through 1991, both of those guys, both those bands put out phenomenal records. Absolutely. What was the most commercially successful Hagar, Van Hagar tune? So we all know that the the uh, jump was... Uh, Finish what you started, I think. No, I can really? Over Dreams? The, the, the biggest? The biggest one they had. From right from now. Van Hagar. Right now? Was it right now? Over Dreams, really? I did not know that. They didn't have that one standout huge hit. Sure they did. They had a lot of hits, but they didn't have that one that just topped them all. Sure they did. Right now. Right now it was a massive hit. Finish what you started was the one big hit. I just didn't know it was the biggest hit they did. See, everybody's saying right now. Jeff Davidson's saying, why can't this show be I was there. Well, except except for right now. this show be good? Yeah, I remember it had a great video that went on with it, and uh, I, I remember it, but it doesn't seem like I've heard it lately. I haven't heard it recently. Right now, Dane is thinking about that music video. When was the and last time you, I Sherman heard that Callahan. song? And it's been years. Sherman. Yeah, except for Love except for right now, only only peaked at number fifty five on the charts. Yeah, that wasn't their biggest tune. No, their biggest tune is finished. What you, finish what better. you started was finish what you started was like number two. Well, yeah. Technically, they won video of video of the year for right now. That's not that doesn't make it their biggest but, hit. They make it their biggest cool video. I was a but cool video. Finish what you started was actually the theme song to a Valerie Bertinelli TV show. That's right. right. On finish CBS what you started is their Sydney. biggest song with with Hagar. No nepotism yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right now, I think is a great song. But finish what you started is their biggest hit with Sammy. That still gets played. That's the most played Sammy Hagar Van Halen song in America every day. Hmm. It's played everywhere. It's fucking amazing. It's because it's mm-hmm. not a Van Halen song. It's a great pop song. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's it's not a it doesn't sound like Van Halen. It just sounds like again. There's a great example of chemistry, it's, fortuitous it's chemistry. Everything. Sammy yeah, begging for pop. sex. Come on, baby. Finish what you started. Finish what you started. It's pop. It's country. It's blues. Yep. It's rock. Uh-huh. It's twang. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. everything. No, yeah, twang. no, it's a great, it's a great song. When they were on tour uh, for Monsters of Rock, they that was the first song they played for the Scorpions, just to freak them out. And the, yeah, no, Scorpions it's, it's couldn't believe that song. was Van Halen. Yep. Neither could I. 
<laughs> now it's it's a it's a pretty fucking amazing song. Um, when you hear that and you realize that it was, I get the same feeling. To me, right now, I mean, not right now. Excuse me. Finish what you started is with Sammy Hagar. What Dance the Night Away is with David Lee Roth, an unexpected pop motherfucker. Mm. When you hear Dance the Night Away, you can't believe that that's Van Halen on their second record writing a pop song like that. Mm. That is a they, just just a stunningly good pop song. Eddie and Alex hated that song. Which one? It's a Dance, huge, Dance not huge away. hit. I'm not a fan of it. I'm not a fan of it. Oh, it's a huge song. I will, I will agree with Hellstorm, though. Human's Being is a very underrated song. I'll agree with that. It's an interesting, interesting song. Yeah. I don't know that it's a great song. It's an all right song. I think Helen Hunt might have killed that one for him. <laughs> <laughs> no, finish, finish what you started has a, has a, just a, it is, it's funny because it's the song that everybody knows. And sometimes you have to tell them it's Van Halen. Everyone knows that song. It's fucking everywhere. It's everywhere. It's in the fucking supermarkets in your dentist's office. It's Come on your favorite, it's on your favorite rock station. It was a television thing. It's, it's everywhere. It's a fantastic crossover song. Come on, baby, please. It's a great song. And Sammy's vocal is fantastic in it. Yeah. But Dance the Night Away is the similar thing to that, whereas you just heard, you know, You Really Got Me, Ain't Talking About Love, Running With The Devil, Atomic Punk, like, yeah, yeah. They open with, you know, covering Linda Ronstadt's You're No Good. Mm -hmm. And then the second song, all of a sudden you hear this little cowbell and this thing and this really nice little guitar line. And you're like, oh my God, what a fucking huge pop. The hook on that thing is, is yeah. It, again, diabetes really inducing, infectious. But Jesus Christ, man, you can't think, you can't have a bad day hearing that song. It works. And great. the way watch that me. Roth could have me. that little squeak at the end of a, a, a certain line, he'd go, he'd have yeah. that funny little squeak that no one, else, nobody else could really do. It's really. And a he good, doesn't even can't even do it anymore. But it's really a great song, and that's the thing that Van Halen had over most of their contemporaries, with the exception of Def Leppard and Foreigner. And that is they had the ability to be a great hard rock band and write great pop songs with almost every singer. I mean, they wrote a couple of great pop songs with, with Gary, too. I mean, Without You is a great song. Fire in the Hole is a great song. You know, they had their moments. But that's it. Two songs. And even Fire in the Hole is kind of a kind of a weak one overall. Yep. Ned is down. He is down. He's down. So He's you down. Have jump. You have dance the night away. What's uh, Roth's with Van Halen? Like their third most poppy freaking. Either Pan either Panama or Hot for Teacher. Wow, their biggest, their biggest, their biggest totally song, believe it or not, the biggest song that researches from Van Halen, and I do this for a living. I we it's the strangest thing. It's eruption. It's always really? eruption. It's always eruption. Really? I'm yep. surprised at that. It that's what comes back. Eruption. Like if you go on Spotify and you count views, eruptions. You go if you people. ask if you ask listeners, you know, you play when they do when they do research. This I'll tell you how they. When you listen to your favorite radio station, they spend tens of thousands of dollars, sometimes hundreds of thousands of dollars a year researching what music they should play. They ask that sometimes you get the phone research, sometimes you get a, a survey, whatever it is. They ask people who are likely to listen to your radio station, fans of that style of music within a certain age range, what music they like. They put them in an auditorium. And they take 
500 hooks. And that is the most popular part of a song. Uh, 500 hookers? And you have a little dial. <laughs> you have a little dial. And if you Not like the little. song, if you like the song, you turn the dial up. If you don't like the song, you turn it down. And there's literally like an EKG. It's a, it's a fucking science. And there's literally an EKG on a screen that we see in a room. While the music is being played, you can see, and they break it down to people who are big fans of your show or of your station, people who are rock fans overall in the market, people who don't listen to your show at all, people, you know, your station, don't listen to your station at all, people who you share with other radio stations that are like their favorite station, and they all these lines intersect. And then when it's all said and done, all of that shit gets put into a computer and an algorithm comes out and says, these are the songs that your audience likes the most. These are the songs that the general audience in the market likes the most. These are the songs that people who listen to your biggest comp uh, competing station like the most, but may not like on your station. These are the songs that are compatible with your radio station. And everybody sits down and they take the top four or 500 songs and they narrow it down to about 300 songs. And those are the songs that you hear for about six months on your favorite radio station. And then they do it all over again, four or five months later. I'm looking, Bo Zeke just sent us uh, the top 10 billboard hits for Van Halen. And I'm I'm a little confused on the list, though, because I don't see Hot for Teacher on there. And I do see. Um, I, do I don't know where you, where, where'd you get that list. Bo Zeke, where'd you get that list from? It looks a little off. And Pretty Woman, I can't see that being bigger than Hot for Teacher. Pretty Woman gets played a lot. Pretty Woman was was their very first uh, like single. Yeah, that was a big hit. Really? Where did you get that list, Bozik? They were in the top ten with Pretty Woman when that came out, and that forced mm. them to make Diver Down. But it, yeah. but as big as as big as Hot for Teacher was, I don't see it on that list. I'm surprised, especially since I'll Wait is number seven. I I didn't I I love I'll Wait. That's like a personal favorite of mine, um, and yet. I don't see Hot for Teacher on that list, which I, I, I'm i pretty sure was bigger than I'll wait. Andy, uh, Andy Gogo, it's not just radio. You hear it at football stadiums. They do the same research. Supermarkets do the same research. Those songs are everywhere because everyone loves them. That's the game. The game is, it's like McDonald's. McDonald's doesn't serve pizza. McDonald's does what McDonald's does. They give you what you want. It's an audience Food poisoning and diarrhea. It's an audience. No, that's uh, Chipotle, which is owned by McDonald's. Um, Touche. Wow. They, every business researches <clears throat> how to keep customers. Stores, you know, retail stores, television, football stadiums. That's why in between plays or when you're watching Monday night football, when they go to commercial, Hey man, I like that song. Of course you do. They fucking researched it. We like what, what what's we your like number there. 11 on that list. There was 10 songs there. What would you guess would be number 11 on the van? Halen, I'm going to say the, the you really got posted? me. Well, you really got me gets put together with, with uh eruption. I, um, I would put Hot for Teacher on there since it's not on there. Yeah. I'm still trying to see. Did, did we get a uh, did we get an answer from Bozik where he got that list? He said he posted a link. Uh, let's see. 
Where did you post the link? I think I saw something where um, Rolling Stone magazine has their new top 100 greatest songwriters of all time, which might be. Uh, I don't see the link. Might be fun to look at one of these Tuesdays. It might. Well, and we can argue about songwriters. Always well, something shit, to argue. You, you want to talk about? You want to talk about songwriters? Jesus Christ, Bruce Coburn. Well, they've got Jesus one, Christ. Uh, absolutely, I'm great just going to tell you right now. They've Good got Carpenter Bob too. Dylan as number one. So, how um, does it feel? Out of all the songwriters in the world, right? You're on your own. In the history of the world. You well, that's Bob that's like a Rolling Stone. How does it feel? I think they just are giving him so much credit, Bob Dylan, because he wrote the Manford Man hit song. No, he did not. Bruce Springsteen wrote that. Oh, Zeke, oh, where is right. the um, What was he? Oh, he wrote All, all Along the Watchtower. Watchtower. Is that mm -hmm. what got him to be number one? No. No, Bob Dylan, Bob Dylan was a prolific singer-songwriter back in the 60s, but most people can't name more than three Bob Dylan songs. All along the watchtower, knocking on heaven's door. Lay Lady Lay. Lay Lady Lay was pretty big. Rainy Day Women. Am I the only one not seeing Bozik? I don't see it either. Yeah, I don't see it either. Bozik, you posting in the chat? Yeah, it's not it's not it's not coming up. Not showing up. Yeah, we're not seeing it. Lay upon my big breath. Oh, Wagon Wheel. He wrote that. Dylan wrote Wagon Wheel. <laughs> Christopher Live Sawa. Oh, you were a handful as a child, man. Kuda. Absolutely. Yeah, and you know how I know I was a handful? Because every teacher cupped my balls. All through elementary say, he's, school. He's barely a handful now. All through elementary school. No, Bob Dylan is a great songwriter. I don't know that he's the greatest songwriter, but he's a great songwriter. I mean, you only need to hear two words, Lennon McCartney. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah. you're not starting <laughs> I mean, with the Beatles. Let's start with Lennon McCartney. It. Yeah, Lennon, Lennon go, McCartney. Go is, on to Plant and Page. Well, no, not necessarily. I mean, you, you could talk about, you know, there's an argument to be made for guys like Burt Bacharach and guys like, like, uh, um, what's his name? Uh, I Barry love some of Barry Manilow. Um, you know, uh, Carol King, James oh, okay. Taylor. Oh, Zeke sent it to my Facebook. Oh, Zeke, send it to Johnny's Facebook because I I can barely read right now. Yeah, there's 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 a lot of there's a lot of great songwriters out there. Again, I I'm a big fan of a guy named Bruce Coburn who's from Canada who's a great songwriter. Um. I'm a big yeah, I mean, fan of uh, Giesel Seuss. Yes. I mean, there's there's a whole bunch of guys that... that you know, that it seemed like there used to be a time when it didn't Jackson matter. Jackson Brown's a great song. Sure. Like Elvis. Elvis didn't write any songs, and everybody Not one. was okay with that. But then the singer-songwriter kind of thing, and if you didn't write your own tunes, nobody would even look at you. And but nowadays, I think it's flipped back around where you don't have to write your own songs. They don't want you to write your own songs. The yeah, pop I'm not, artists these days. Laura, I'm Lawrence not going to. Uh, I'm not going to say I like the band, but Crosby, Stills, and Nash wrote some amazing songs. Meh. <laughs> they uh, did Lawrence though. Christensen, uh, Tom Petty, sure. Didn't last Tim long. Steinman. Um, 
the thing about Hot for Teacher, it was all over MTV, which was really helping dominate uh, what was popular at that time. That still doesn't make it. And I'll right, but I'll wait. I think I I don't think did as well. I'm I'm very surprised. That's where I'm having the biggest thing. Pretty Woman, I I could see because again, it is a a remake of a of a you know a well known song, so I get it. Even though I don't really like it so much. Um, but I, I, I really am pretty sure that Hot Fit Teacher did better than I'll wait. Absolutely does. Hot Fit Teacher. John, Johnny, 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 Johnny tapped out. He tapped out of the show. Tony, I'm here. Tony, I just got here. Uh, go to your Facebook. Bozik just sent you that Van Halen link. So let's see where, where did, that's from. I want to know where it comes from. That's that's the thing. Yeah, is, that's what I want to know. It too, comes from Bozik. We know the list. Yeah. <laughs> John Biel. But I mean, Would that be you know, funny if uh, written by John Biel. Um, if you want it, you can get it at the Seven Eleven. Well, Christopher Live Sawa, Neil Neil Peart wrote the lyrics. He didn't write all the music. Where did he send that? Your Facebook. I think he just made that list up. His no? that was his list. He made that up and he left. Oh, there <laughs> you are. <laughs> There he sent it, it to Instagram. My Instagram, Jesus. Oh, Instagram. Okay. No, let me look at my Instagram. It's almost just like Facebook. Jesus, Instagram. When's the last time I logged into my Instagram? Last night. How'd that go with the GoDaddy? Send it to my Instagram. <laughs> I don't Go see it on my Daddy. Instagram. You sent? Did Go you send it to Mark Daddy. and Anderpol's Instagram? Didn't you? GoDaddy. He sent it to Johnny. He sent it to me, and they sent it to Johnny. Jesus Christ. I don't have it. What a nightmare. You don't have it? The show's only three hours long. Ozeek. Oh, uh, I, I got a dog oh, wait. that needs to go out. Did I'll you send? Oh, wait, wait, Prince. wait. You sent... Fantastic. Prince wait, was a fantastic funny. songwriter. There's another guy who wrote hits oh, for everybody. Oh, Prince phenomenal. Everybody. Phenomenal. I mean, between The Time and Sheila E. and Vanity and Apollonia oh, yeah. and fucking Jesse Johnson and fucking The Bangles and Sinead O'Connor. Wish I was fucking the Bangles. I mean, holy shit. Walk with an erection. Yeah, I mean, Jack Blades was a pretty good fucking songwriter, too. I mean, those Night Ranger songs are pretty fucking good. Um, I mean, obviously, Mick Jones and Lou Graham wrote great songs with Foreigner. Um, you know. Bozik. You have it? I don't have it anywhere. I don't Bozik, have it Bozik, just tell us where, where your source is from, where you got that list from. Just tell us what. Oh wait! Oh, whoa, whoa. Oh, oh, wait. he's okay. I got it. You got it, Johnny. Thanks, Johnny. Audacity. Oh, that's a Audacity. fucking that's a fucking radio company. <laughs> Damn radio company. That's Damn their favorite. You. That's their Damn favorite. What website is it? That's their that's that's their Those fucking browsers. favorite. That's a chart. That's a fucking poll. From their audacity.com slash music classic rock gallery, the 10 biggest Van Halen hits on the Billboard 100. The audacity of a radio. It's from Audacity. Yeah, that's their that's their their research. All we have to do is ask John BL. He'll know. Yeah, that's the, that's a survey that they did. That's wherever they got that survey from. 
Is it national? Is it local? Because it comes up different everywhere in America. That's the reason why, thankfully, there are certain songs that are universal, but there are certain radio stations that sound better than other radio stations in other parts of the country because bands like Tesla are bigger in Northern California than they are in Atlanta, Georgia. And bands like Leonard Skinner are bigger in Florida than they are in Portland, Oregon. And so, so when, when your radio station does their research, they're asking local people what they want to hear, which is why I'm not going to mention any certain radio companies, but there's a certain radio company that owns more radio stations than anybody else. And they pre-program a lot of stuff and, and it's called voice tracking, which is basically a guy here in Phoenix with a microphone like me will pull up the song list of a station in, me. in Topeka and he'll pretend, you know, I'm Johnny Bean on the rock in Topeka and pretending he's in Topeka and he reads a national playlist. National playlists are garbage. It's like coast to coast. That guy's like out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. I'm I'm Casey Kasem <laughs> with your long distance dedication. Yeah, national playlists are garbage. They don't work. And so when you try to when you try to there was I can tell you that this one radio company had a national playlist set up so that all of their radio stations, you know, they catalog their their music. And I'll use this as an example. Back in Black from ACDC for this one radio station for a long time was catalog number A-101. And that was A-101 for every radio station in the chain. So that if one guy in Cincinnati says A-101 plays at 7 o'clock in the morning in Philadelphia, 8 o'clock in the morning in Atlanta, 9 o'clock in the morning in Houston, 10 o'clock in the morning in Chicago, 11 o'clock in the morning in Seattle, that A101, he could just say, I'm programming A101, and it plays on 500 radio stations at the same fucking time. That's how they eliminate people from the job. Now, the fun part about that is, we've learned through Spotify and all these other things, people don't listen to the radio for music. They listen to the radio for a connection. To make a connection. That's why guys like Joe Rogan and Howard Stern and thankfully our show here in Phoenix and your favorite show in Chicago and Kevin and Bean in Los Angeles, whatever fucking show you listen to in New York City, whatever your, your favorite radio station is. And that's not true, Brown Sound. Radio is fucking 96% of America listens to radio every fucking day. You guys are so ill-informed, but that's okay. It's you fantastic. ignorant fools! No, you're, no, fools. No, you're, you're just ill-informed because radio does a shitty job of marketing itself. You have the radio on all the time in the background. We're a background appliance. We're a place. We're something to have on when you're doing something else. You're out in the out in the garage working on your car. Radio's on, or Spotify, or whatever it is. But Spotify and satellite radio and and Apple Music and whatever other fucking streaming service you use do the exact same thing that traditional commercial radio does. It's all algorithms. It's all researched. If you were to say, you know, Spotify or Alexa or whatever it is, play Van Halen, it's going to play the same fucking 15 Van Halen songs that you're going to hear on K-Rock or whatever radio station you're listening to. It is what it is. Those algorithms all work because people like comfort food. And good songs are comfort food. There's a reason why even on American Idol, they do fucking Beatles week. Nobody who's on American Idol has any fucking clue of the impact of the Beatles. But the world does. So listening to 
pop star goofball doing a Beatles song on worldwide television brings in an audience because they love the Beatles song and they want to hear how good that kid can sing it. There's a reason why everybody's going to see the Batman. They're not going to see Robert Pattinson. They're going because fucking Batman is awesome. And everybody loves Batman. No matter who's in the cowl, everyone loves Batman. Everyone loves Star Wars. We'll shit on it. We'll dump all over it, but it'll be the number one fucking movie that week because it's comfort food. Mm -hmm. I love the boardwalk, by the way, Santa Cruz 3600. I hear Sandy has sold it. I heard they shut it down and Sandy has sold it, which is a shame um, for people that don't know that club. The boardwalk was in Sacramento. It was a, it was a tiny little dive bar that literally had a boardwalk on the front of it. it looked like a Western bar in the middle of nowhere, um, uh, Orangevale, California. Um, and the owner looked like Iggy Pop. His name was Mark. And he was in on crutches because he had been in a car accident. So he had been partially paralyzed. And Mark and Sandy were like the, the, the rock fans of rock fans in Sacramento. Good people. Mark passed away. And Sandy, I think, has gone undergone some serious financial problems and closed one of the great rock clubs in Northern California. Nice. So, yeah. No, there's, there's a, you know, radio just does a shitty job of marketing itself because it's there. It's just there, and you already you take it for granted. It's like the Simpsons. I did, Paul, though. Especially I saw a commercial Saturday on uh, CBS or whatever it was uh, for your radio station. Had your name. Yeah. Had a bunch of bands. Were, I was like, wow. You know why they're doing that? Commercial. How about you that? Know why, you know why they're doing that? Because Phoenix, Arizona is one of the great migratory cities in America. People move to Phoenix like they move mm -hmm. to Miami. A lot of people, mm -hmm. obviously people are born here, but a lot of people move to Phoenix. Phoenix is a place that people, it's a destination in the United States. It's like I Vegas. Yeah. Phoenix, New Orleans, uh, um, Seattle. They're, they're places that New people migra migrate to. Our radio station has been around for 40 something years, but there are a lot of people that have moved to Phoenix that may not be aware of it. Boom. Right. Television commercial. Just yeah. to introduce it to new people. And it just listed bands. It had like some sort of a, metal kind of mm -hmm. thing it's a foundry like a metal foundry it would mac queen then i saw van halen i'm like yeah <laughs> mm -hmm. well that's the problem with radio it's the same thing with guitars it's what fender and gibson really really lost for a long time that's why the dean guitar company did well for a long time because they signed every fucking endorsee they could get everybody and same thing with jackson back in the day Everyone played a Jackson or everyone played an Ibanez because they found somebody to endorse it and they made the thing top of mind. May not have been the greatest guitar on the face of the earth, but it was everywhere. So everybody bought it. And that's what Wolfgang those, is doing A lot now. of those were amazing back then. Yeah, but back a lot of them weren't. By the way, 110 in the chat right now. Please take a second and leave a thumbs up. Let's get 100 thumbs ups on the video tonight. Because why not? Take a second. If you, have, you haven't hit the like button, just smash it. Good Brown old sound. smash. Brown sound. Radio plays the music people want to hear. And yeah, Jesus rapes me. I do have a show and tell guitar tonight. I do. Andy Go Go Comics. I'll explain to you why you hear the same songs too much on the radio and why it gets lame. And I'm sorry that we're getting so deep into this. But what do you know about radio, Paul? What do Most you know about radio? Huh? Most people listen to the radio for about 10 minutes at a time. They don't listen for hours at a time. Most people don't listen for hours at a time. You get up in the morning, turn the radio on while you're in the shower, shave, you do all your thing, shut the radio off, go out in the kitchen, eat your breakfast, whatever it is, get in your car, turn the radio on. Drive time. 
drive, you drive to the, uh, you know, your seven 11, get your gas, go out, get your coffee, whatever it is, your Starbucks, whatever it is. Why you're in seven 11, the radio's the radio's on. It's on a different station. So you walk in, you hear that station, come back out, you get in your car radios on again. It's called an exposure. And most people listen to the radio for eight to 10 minute increments at a time. That's how they talk about an exposure. The average exposure is between eight and 10 minutes because about every 10 minutes they play a song or a commercial that you don't like. So you punch the button around. And so everybody tunes out about every 10 minutes on average. So if you hear a song like uh, Led Zeppelin's Black Dog, Monday at seven o'clock in the morning when you're in your car, chances are you're not going to hear that song at that time at seven o'clock in the morning for about another 11 days. But if you're listening at seven o'clock in the morning on Monday, and then you find yourself at work and it's 1130 in the morning on Tuesday and you have the radio on, you might hear black dog again because it rotates throughout the day. But now a morning show where people are listening for the content and the jokes and the funny bits, you get more than eight minutes of yes. listening time. Yes, and that's why morning shows tend to be talk, mostly talk. We balance it with talk and music. Um, we try not to talk for more than four or five minutes at a time because we know people only listen for eight to ten minutes at a time. So if we can get five minutes, we can get the quarter hour from a rating standpoint. That's a, another algorithm thing that's so deep into the weeds that it's ridiculous. But the point is, that's why most of the best shows on the radio tend to be more talk-based than music based. When you hear somebody say mm. more music in the morning, it's because they're trying to counter program eight successful talk stations. Yeah. Talk, you say, huh? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and Stephen Franklin, it does differ for certain age groups. Yeah. But more often than not, they call the money demo adults 25 to 54. That's, that's the people who have the most expendable, disposable, tangible, viable, spendable money. Steve viable. And that's fine, Leo Safko. You can enjoy Sirius and Ozzy's Boneyard, but Ozzy's Boneyard sucks. The jocks on Ozzy's Boneyard suck. They're boring. You can say it doesn't, but then you would be wrong. No, no, no. The music is great on Boneyard, but but <laughs> Keith Roth just list Keith Roth just fucking wants to hear himself talk and name drop. Eddie Trunk spends if you if you're listening to Eddie Trunk for a half hour. 20 minutes of his him talking about where he's going to be this week. It's it's so self-serving. They have a great opportunity on satellite radio to be the world, like what MTV was, the world's radio station, to be interactive with people, and they're not. They blow it. Is that your car? <laughs> no, nope. Corvette, Corvette Summer. That thing is fucking hideous. My car! My That's car. the Corvette Summer car. My but God. you're right, Leo. The jocks do suck. But they but they could make it even better. The music is great, but wouldn't it be great if the guys that were on the radio fucking knew something about the music instead of just dropping names and talking about, yeah, I remember when I was talking to Vinny, Vinny Vincent about the thing. That was awesome. <laughs> Keith Roth, keep it real. What the fuck are you talking about? Put some effort into your game, man. So, Here's yeah. A good I question from Sherman <laughs> Callahan. Do bands pay radio stations to play their music out of their pocket? Uh, but they're a po but they're a pocket. I heard Led Zeppelin does it that way. That's why I always hear Led Zeppelin every day, every day. Nope. No pay to play. That's no, you not on yes. the big ones, probably. Right. Here's the deal: there is 
there is promotional consideration that is made for radio stations all around America. You have to announce it legally. So if a radio station is playing a song that was paid, you have to mention that it was paid legally. Now, on the other hand, there's the unspoken rule of, hey, man, Slash has uh, got a new record out. Oh, no kidding. That's cool. Will he come into the studio when they come to town to do an interview with our morning show? Sure they will. Oh, cool. We'll play the song. Right. That happens. But Did that's Slash any business. Who, who's that's the any last business. artist you had come in for a uh, morning show recently? The ones we had come in? We don't have a yeah, lot of did, guests in because I like them to come in and play. Did Sebastian Bach make it in? Nope. We all wanted, we wanted to have him in, and he was a pain in the ass about it, so we told him to go fuck himself. Didn't True he story. appear? Wait, didn't he appear at uh, another show at your station? Though he went over, he went over there after we wouldn't have him on. Yeah. Okay, that was it. That was that it. was so his, he went on was... the afternoon. He went. On, he was. You know, he went on the competing morning Paulie, show station. But he went on the afternoon. Okay. And they talked about us about when they were doing it too, which is fine. Yeah, we just you know if you're going to, here's the thing, when a guy like Sebastian Bach comes to town, he's playing, the Marquee Theater, which holds what three thousand people. Is that it, Dan, or even not even less than that? Yeah, right? the whiskey dogs at the marquee Saturday night. <laughs> right. So they play, they play, I mean, you know, fifteen hundred Skid Row is opening for you. They're when, called when the Hollywood is that, Gods is show, and Monsters, Dan? is the headliner. Saturday night. And it's uh, Lexi Fox from Steel Panther and some dude that was in um he was on Pimp My Ride. They got some guy from Pimp My Ride as their singer. Exhibit. Great. But exhibit? that's what uh, that's what Lexi Fox is doing. He left Steel Panther. His band it's is Weenie called the Hollywood and Gods the and Monsters. And Weenie we've got and the, the uh, what do we got? Like an eight o'clock time slot or something. I got tickets nice. at my store. Paul's got which is which tickets. isn't open until tomorrow. And you cannot buy anything right now. No. <laughs> Would you sell tickets right now? We have hundred and thirteen no. watching. So is there anybody people, even watching this that could actually go to that? 13 people wanted to go see the Whiskey Dogs Phoenix, on no. Saturday. Yeah, nobody's watching this that lives in Phoenix. I but know that's... Laguna Palms lives here. and I know um, Rosie Palms Dry lives 480 there. lives here, but I don't see him in the chat. Yeah, those, those guys play a club, and if they don't want to make time to be exposed in front of hundreds of thousands of people... We don't have time for them. We'll move on. We huh. bump guys. We bump guys on a regular basis. We get on we get, your way. On your way. Who's the last? I'll, I'll show you. I'll tell you who they. Oh, how did your interview with um, Vince Neil, uh, Valerie, oh, Valerie Bertinelli? Val how how did Valerie interview go? Great. Did you ask great. her anything? Anything really uh, more specific that we were talking Sexist about? Or anything? No, you don't. You don't want to. You don't want to piss them off, depending on who it Dane's is. Dane's the opposite. Dane's going to walk up. Hey, you're Valerie Bertinelli, known for being Eddie Van Halen's wife. Are these real? <laughs> she was actually very, very nice. Um, I think I sent the audio file to Johnny. She um, and it, Yeah, she was very, very nice. And, you know, the it, radio interviews are funny. Getting somebody in the studio is good. Getting somebody on the phone, unless it's Paul Ooh. McCartney... Or, or Robert Brian Plant, or, or yeah, you can't get Brian Weed on the phone. It's, um, I love Brian, but he's not exactly 
you know, that, that's not the kind of guy that you're going to interrupt a Led Zeppelin song for. But Paul if McCartney you get a, doesn't even have a cell phone. But if you get, if you get a, um, you know, a legitimate rock star, Joe Perry and Ian Gillen, uh, you know, a Nancy Wilson. Yes, you make room for them. But when we get, you know, I have the, I have availability for, you know, uh, Carl Palmer. No, we're not going to talk to Carl Palmer. We're not going to talk to anybody from Yes. We're not going to talk to anybody from Steppenwolf or, or the Outlaws or you know what I mean. I have I have Johnny Van Zant from Skinner. Nope. Johnny Van Zant is not Van interesting. Zandt. Johnny Van Zant's not interesting on the radio. That's the weird part. You know, you give me Gary Rosington. Yes, I'll go with Gary Rosington. So tell us about um, Freebird. Yeah, I mean it, it, that's the thing. You got to get somebody who's good and interesting on the radio. Otherwise just that taking the interview David Crosby. Uh, <laughs> we've shut, we've, ac we've actually <laughs> turned down David Crosby. <laughs> please, please. I need the attention. We've turned down David please. Crosby. We turn down people every day. In fact, I'll look up right now. You probably turn down Crosby every day. Uh, yeah, this is uh, David Crosby. Just uh, curious if you have an opening today. He, call, he calls like you would at a, at a hot restaurant, you know? Uh, is there an opening today? I'll, I'll sit on the patio. Let's see who they tried to pitch us today. We're on vacation, but we're still getting pitched for interviews. There's a guy, this guy named Art, who is basically a guest booker. Art Vandalay, right? No, Art Sears. And he's great. Um, let's see who we turned down. By the way, uh, someone someone earlier asked uh, uh, about my T-shirt. This is a, a season six lost cast shirt, long Do sleeve. We, I, I have like like twenty different lost yeah, designs right. from that time. So that's what this one is. Yeah, how about that? You want to say something to them? Today they tried to today they tried to pitch us John Taffer from Bar Rescue. Wait, who's on the phone with Dane? Who? John Taffer. He's the guy that hosts Bar Rescue. You know him if you want to if you watch TV. I don't watch TV. All right, here yeah. you go. Hello. Hi, hi kids. Is Who's that your it? father dude? Quentin James. Hey Hello. man. Hey, Quentin. First of, all, first of all, I'd like to say Steve Cormichael. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Nice job, Quentin. <laughs> Dane, I was wondering why um could you uh could you show that shirt you're wearing right there? It looks like you have three penises on your shirt. I don't <laughs> understand why you're um, Oh yeah. Hilarious. He he's he, don't look like three penises. Uh-huh. Well that's <laughs> why he's wearing it. Peanut. That's why yeah. he's wearing it. That's the family Those crest. Are, they're peckers. They're cinder peckers. <laughs> I'll get you. The family crest is three penises fighting. <laughs> That's it. I just thought I'd like to interrupt the show. And uh, oh, Paul, good job. How's your puppy dogs doing? Puppy dogs are good. Let me. I think she might have already pooped. I heard her bark a little bit earlier. Um, I heard a gentle <laughs> splashdown. Chance, um, give them a good two-handed butt scratching for me, okay? Yeah, you made it weird. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> what dog doesn't like a good two-handed butt scratching? I mean, come on. I like a, two, a good two-handed butt scratching, except for Dane while he's wearing that T-shirt. 
I just go with the simple fist and uh, excrucian thing. Express my do. anal glands. Wow, what's it I just walk in? Uh, okay, look, uh, I love you guys. Um, take care. I'm out of here. Thank you, Thank you. Thanks, um, Love you too, man. Oh, let me just Quentin bark. James, I'm going to go take care of her. Hang on. Quentin James. Quentin James, everybody. Check out his channel on YouTube, Quentin James. There you go. Oh my so, John Mancuda, you're still in uh, New York, I see. I am. I'm uh, with Mama Kuda. When are you getting Kuda. back to uh, L.A.? I do not know, um, wow. but shout out to uh, Carlos and Gail. Alternating house sitting now. So they have to alternate. So Carlos got so sick of being there. He's like, oh, I need. I, no, I'm Carlos is going on a Carlos is going on a trip. So Gail's taking over and then Carlos is coming back. Oh. I've always I've always got someone there. But lucky uh, people just live in the dream the out there. I know. Right. No, they're enjoying the house because it's like, wait, can I I could stay at your place. It's way better than mine. OK, yeah, I'll, I'll go. So, yeah. Meanwhile, my eyes are on fire, so I apologize to the audience for squinting. And again, if you're coming in late, that's why I'm wearing glasses today. So, John, you never gave us the clue on tonight's show-and-tell guitar. Show-and-tell guitar. Um, let's see. Um, Tonight's show-and-tell guitar. Let's see. Uh, a good clue. Um... Uh, six it, strings yeah yeah there's um, a volume knob somewhere <laughs> might be pointy uh, you plug in uh, uh, take strings <laughs> uh let's see it's um it's um uh, that's a good clue today it's half an hour late. Yeah, <laughs> it is running half hour late. Uh, how about we just get to it? Yeah. As Johnny drops a subtle hint, and my eyes are killing me anyway. But uh, let's first thank some of our sponsors, such as sponsors. Swiss Picks, Sponskers, like Popeye says. We're thanks, thanks the Sponskers. Swiss Picks, the greatest gripping guitar pick out there. Swiss Picks. Check out the raised holes on a Swiss pick for endless grip. Yeah. Check out the Jason Becker blue cheese edition, which benefits Jason's fun uh, on Swiss picks website and check it out. Try one. Dane carries Swiss picks. If you ever at Dane's store in Arizona at Zim's guitars, you can pick up some Swiss picks there. You could get them online, but Swiss picks, Get your grip on with a Swiss pick. Also, Vinum Custom Pickups. Custom hand-wound boutique pickups at an affordable price. Custom wound for you. That's right, for you. Maker of the Mancuda Custom. Very, very cool. Very cool pickups. Tell Craig Vinum we sent you. Tell him what you want. He will do anything. He'll do anything. He'll he'll wind them while he's standing on his head and be silly. I mean, you never know. If you want something like a Duncan JB, but you want it less muddy, Craig Vinum will custom wind you a pickup for you. You want to bring life to your Les Paul? Craig Vinum has the solution. He has ready-made pickups and 
custom boutique hand wounds of incredible quality. Everyone's been happy that has uh, been sent there from us. Check it out. Vinum custom pickups. Also delicious Colonel's gourmet popcorn and more. Oh my God. What I would give for a bag of movie popcorn right now from Colonel's. Colonel's Gourmet Popcorn and more. They have chocolates. They have sugar-free candies. They have nuts. They have all sorts of delicious popcorn flavors like the cheese corn, Mama Kuda's favorite, or the Chicago mix, a mix of caramel and cheese corn. Delicious. My favorite's the movie popcorn. Just phenomenal stuff. When you want some treats, go to Colonel's Gourmet Popcorn and more and mention Johnny Bean or Jay Hannon, and you will get more product. They send you bigger bags of all that deliciousness. You get more chocolate-covered cashews. You get more of those Sour Belt candies, more popcorn, whatever you order. You can't go wrong. Colonel's Gourmet Popcorn and more. Delicious stuff. And, of course, Johnny. <laughs> Johnny. <laughs> Johnny. When you... Want the greatest kill switches ever made. You as a pro player, Johnny Bean, I'm asking you, where do you go to get those really, really professional level guitar kill switches? Where do you go, Johnny? Well, John, I go to Tessie Switch. Tessie Switch, absolutely. Go to Tessie Switch. They have the kill switches you want. The ones that can take all that abuse. That's slapping it like you're beating your meat in the shower. That's the one you want. The durable ones the pros use. Tessie Switch, the greatest kill switches ever. Go to Tessie Switch and tell them you saw them on Talking Guitars and 80s Metal Live. And of course... Johnny, if you're going to hot rod your guitar, I mean really hot rod it with all sorts of crazy upgrades like titanium saddles and custom bridges and, and noiseless springs, tuners, and, and all sorts of fun things to really, really bring your guitar to life. Where would you go, Johnny? Where would you go? I know where I would go. F-U-Tone.com. F-U-Tone. F-U-Tone. Tone. F-U-Tone has all of the hot rod uh, goodies that you want to put on your guitar. Tell them what you want. They even have full ready-to-go guitars with all the upgraded stuff ready to go. Go over there at F-U-Tone.com. Check out. You want a bridge? You want tuners? Noiseless springs, saddles? Whatever you need to hot rod your guitar and give it new life. Go to fu-tone.com and tell them you saw it on Talking Guitars and 80s Metal Live. Tell them you know me. Tell them you know Johnny Bean, and they will not break your stuff. Promise. (laughs) There you go, fu-tone.com. Thank you, (laughs) fu-tone. Everybody left. And, uh, okay, so... Leave a thumbs up as I unpack today's show and tell guitar. Very, very cool. I didn't even think of a clue for this because my eyes are on fire today, but I really did not want to sit out the show anyway. I can't see very well. And I'm dealing with my eye infection, but I have a very cool show and tell guitar. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Oh, there we go. 
Okay, let's see. Let's move the microphone out of the way. Johnny could spotlight me. Uh-oh. All righty. Ladies and gentlemen, today's show and tell guitar of the week. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. You got it quick? I've never seen that one. Well, yeah, that's the idea. (laughs) There we go. Well, yeah, that's the idea. (laughs) Got it. Got it. Okay. This is, (laughs) without the echo, this is a 1988 BC Rich ST3. The ST3 was basically your all-in-one guitar, bolt-on, and an improvement over a Super Strat that BC Rich started as an ST. BC Rich had an ST Super Strat, it wasn't very well received initially. It just wasn't designed the way it should have been for a player to have a good access and feel. And then they brought in someone to design the ST3, which is a humbucker, two single coils, a Floyd, a volume, a tone, and three selective switches, and a beautiful very fast oiled neck with a reverse I'm sorry with a straight or reverse headstock what year was that 1988 they also made it in 87 yeah I think Kramer Kramer made a guitar similar right around the same time this came out a little bit before the gunslinger and this was basically BC Rich finally fine tuning what they weren't meeting for the Strat market. Um, you know, the, the, ST, the ST initially wasn't a very popular guitar. It had a weird shape to it. The horns were a little squared off. This one's very round. It has a really nice belly cut on it. Nice, they added graphics, or in this case, a really nice deep yellow crackle. I love that, just right there, that that medium level crackle that's just a perfect crackle to me in screaming yellow and black well i have them in a lot of colors but this particular one nice rosewood neck back when you would get a beautiful thick slab of brazilian rosewood look at that nice flat d-shaped neck and of course what i consider one of the coolest headstocks in the business They reversed it for the Gunslinger, but you could order this reversed. No one really did on the ST3, but during the Gunslinger, they they reversed them all. And the pickups, um, usually they were DiMarzio, and these two were custom-made for them. And this was usually a DiMarzio Super Distortion. This particular one was swapped out with an EMG. But there you go. The, these necks are super fast. The body's super comfy. Nice light guitar. Alder. Um, this is a Takuchi 
Floyd licensed trem the time. Really, really great finish. Usually graphics and, and crackles and finishes done by Glenn Lawrence or Dan Matejal, or uh, Glenn Matejal, rather. There you go. And you'll notice on the Strat, on the ST3, they have a flat heel versus the Gunslinger, which did an angled cutaway. Took off like a half inch and angled it. Um, but this this has a regular heel. And you could custom order these also in different configurations. This was the standard configuration, hum single single. But I've seen them as just single coils. They're very rare, but I've seen them. Uh, usually this is what people wanted right here. Basically, uh, the configuration that was popular on the Soloist. Hum single single, but this is a bolt-on, more economical than the Soloist. Great feeling guitar with a very, very fast neck. And uh, just, you know, again, the graphics and the finishes really made them very popular at the time. And BC Rich was all about it, being colorful and flashy. You know, Jackson usually had a lot of solid colors. BC Rich was more about the graphics and the crackles. And, of course, Jackson's had, you know, they had a lot of uh, graphics too, but BC Rich came running out of the gate with that. There you go. Let's take a look in the chat. Keith Campbell says, nice neck. Yeah, the necks on these were really well-known in the industry. They basically listen to guitarists talk about the original ST and say what they liked and didn't like, and then they did it. They changed it totally. Thank you, Sherman Callahan. Uh, Sherman. I'm just trying to read the chat with my squatty burning eyes. The dot inlays pop pretty good under that light. They do, right? On the yeah. uh, Against the really dark rosewood. Yeah, getting rosewood that dark with no streaks in it, you know, it is a nice touch for that guitar. Uh, Brad the song guy asked, "What would that reef retail for back in 1988? Probably uh, in the neighborhood of like 800 and something dollars. So a lot of bang for the buck." It's Very funny because competitive with a Kramer. Yeah, I was going to say back then the Kramers could be you know anywhere from eight to fourteen hundred dollars depending on what you're buying. So. Eight ninety nine, eight ninety nine, yeah, eight ninety nine. That's what that's competing with, really, is the Pacer. Yeah, um, and same same configuration, pretty much. Too. Yeah, the Pacer. I mean, you know, they had that the three switches um, on some of their focuses, actually, which were obviously made by ESP. Um, right. They had they had the the triple toggle switches on there instead of a uh, you know a selector blade selector switch. They had the triple toggles to turn on and off the pickups. Um, that's what, what sticks out to me on that guitar is a similar configuration to what Kramer was doing. And obviously that was their primary competitor in 1987, 88. Yeah, definitely. Kramer of course was very popular because yep. of Bon Jovi and Eddie Van Halen. Mm -hmm. uh, Keith Campbell brings up the grain of the rosewood also shows. Yeah, this is, this is a really nice, this is again at a time when you can get really good rosewood really good ebony. I've talked about this on the show before. Jackson's uh, at that time were getting amazing quality ebony and um, Rosewood BC Rich was all about Rosewood, Koa, Quilted Maple. But it's, but it's dark and it's not streaky, which is good. 
yeah, it wasn't streaky back then. Nowadays, right. yeah, Ebony is streaky. You know, a lot of it is. Yeah, they're not using. Um, you know, back then, one in ten trees was really black, and that's what they do. They right. cut them down until they find what they like. Now, nine trees away. Yeah, now with Taylor <laughs> Guitars owning seventy five percent of the uh, of the the wood the wood rights. Um, they're basically saying, look, we got to be good to the rainforest for the environment. So we're going to start giving you the streaky stuff too, the lighter wood too. And, you know, ebony is not as dark as it was then. And Brazilian rosewood, again, rainforests and whatnot, very hard to get nowadays, good rosewood. But back then, really commonplace, specifically reserved for guitars. Yeah, that's the thing. The the, the problem with the, with back then is they would take one in 10, the one was good, but they didn't replace the other nine. Mm-hmm. So you'd you'd end up with with no wood. Uh, no wood. And then you know, then you started to get mineral rights and, and logging rights and all that shit. Uh, and Taylor did cut a deal. Um, and that's why companies started using resin, you know, resin uh and phenol and and you know the the other uh that's what the the the, the resin based fretboards and Kramer aluminum neck bases on the Dukes and stuff like that. It was called, uh, uh, I forget what they call it, but it's the stuff that they make bowling balls out of. I know. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Phenerol or Phenopol or whatever it is, but it's a fentanyl. No, (laughs) no. And, and rich light is what you're talking about. Uh, Bozik rich light is, uh, is absolutely a, a superior product, but it's not wood. And so people don't want to, but rich light's been used by, by the Martin Guitar Company for years. They've been using Rich Light. And, and Gibson tried it for a couple of years in 2012 and 2013, um, and it did not do well. People did not want to pay $4,000 for a Gibson Custom Les Paul with Rich Light. And Rich Light is essentially the stuff that they make countertops out of. Um, it's that layered. It's a la- It's basically slices of paper Um dipped in resin to make it fatter and layered almost like they would make for uh the old samurai swords where they would take the metal and fold it well that's what happens this this stuff is rich light is paper that gets dipped in a resin folded and then dipped in a resin again another piece folded on top of it and it's layered paper and resin um and it's and and you wouldn't know the difference between that and ebony if nobody told you yeah you you really wouldn't and it and it the thing about it is it's more stable than ebony you don't have to refret it as often. Uh, and if you do refret it, you're not going to split the wood. You don't have to oil it. You don't have to condition it. Rich light is actually a pretty good uh, fretboard material. But like we were talking about earlier with tubes um, and certain guitars and, and, you know, guitar players don't like to kick water uphill. And rich light is kicking water uphill for a lot of people. And Octopus Sears brings up, uh, that's rosewood fingerboard, not neck. Yeah, I just casually refer to it as, uh, obviously, it's a maple neck with a rosewood board. But yeah, I but just it's called rosewood it, you know, neck, yeah. neck, maple neck, ebony neck, you know. Yeah. Splitting hairs, brother, splitting hairs. Yeah, Rich, I've got Rich Light on a couple of guitars. Fuck, my Ace Fraley um, uh, Budokan has Rich Light, has a Rich Light fret, uh, fretboard on it. That guitar now sells for somewhere around twelve grand. <laughs> yeah, for a rich light board. Just collectors, man. We want it, and then there's Gibson yep. collectors. We want it. So yeah, no, it's the strangest thing in the world. That guitar should not sell, but people like them. <laughs> Someday I'll cash in. 
when Ace dies. It's a cool guitar, man. It's I a mean, great guitar. A cool... I wouldn't get rid of it. That's yeah. why, shit, if I wanted the money, I'd have sold it already. Yeah, for sure. But anyway, this guitar, 1988 BC Rich ST3 in Screaming Yellow Crackle. There you go. That is this week's Show and Tell Guitar of the Week. I can barely see it, but I'm glad you can. Let me ask you a question, John. Yeah. Would you prefer that that neck were bound? Uh, not this particular one, but I do like certain bound dot necks and Jacksons. Right. So I've got no, an the, B, the BC Riches. I, I like binding on the handmade ones, the neck throughs, but on the um, on the on the bolt ons, I just like the the oiled wood. Yeah, uh, no binding, just fast as hell, beautiful feel. I, I almost feel like a yellow, like a neon yellow binding on that. And even around the headstock would would fucking pop. I mean, I, I know it's too, want, it's a little I too want much. Yellow binding, but I, I could see white binding. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you know, I'm I just, mean, yellow I, yellow binding would feel kind of gimmicky to me. Well, I mean, the guitar is really understated as it is. Huh? <laughs> so again? the guitar is so the guitar is so understated as it is. I know, right? Well, you know me. I like those subtle go to church uh, <laughs> go to church guitars. Yeah. No, I think, uh, I, I, you know, I, I have a, I have an Explorer, uh, a Gibson Explorer, not a, not a hammer or an Ibanez destroyer or anything, but mm -hmm. they normally don't bind the necks on a, on an Explorer. They're usually an unbound neck. This one, it gets the, I don't know, 2014, 120th anniversary, whatever the fuck they call it. Um, but it has a bound neck and, I really it's it's kind of the only reason I keep the guitar because I'm not a huge explorer guy, but this one is different. It just feels different and it it pops differently. And I know you're a guy who likes guitar aesthetics. I often sure. wonder when you pull out one of those super strats, you don't see them bound with bound necks very often. You know, I mean, I mean, you know, some of them, but not usually. I, I right. see um some of the Kramers, some of the later Kramers, uh, which I yeah. love the ESP year Kramers. Um you know, have bound necks, you know, some of the Berettas, some of the stage masters, et cetera, et cetera, um, have bound necks, not so much the BC rich bolt ons, although I have a few, um, I think one of the prototypes has a bound neck and something else. Right. Um, but, but usually like it's, yeah, it's a Jackson thing, right. You know, and Charvel yeah, it's, it's, does not do a lot of bound necks either. No, Gibson does it on their, on their, on their higher end. Gibson guitars. does it. Yeah. On their yeah, higher the end guitars. Balls, Binding right over the nibs, baby. Yeah. And I love binding. Binding looks beautiful. I do. It depends on, yeah, it depends yeah. on the guitar. On the I guitar. just, yeah. But on super strats, you don't see it very often. That's why I asked. Yeah. Uh, it, it slows you down a little if, if you're talking it can. this type of wood. Yeah. Again, Sherman that's why. Callahan, thank you, brother. That goes back to what we've, uh, what I've said on multiple times. You know, it, it's, it takes a special guitar player to make a Les Paul a shred guitar because, yes, that binding does gum up. The edge of the neck if you're trying to go up and down the neck it does it it is an uh you know impediment to fast moving up and down the neck you really have to be able to 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 navigate it um that's why most shred guitars don't have any binding on them um question in the chat renus uh sony mdr 7506 that's that's what i would you can get them at guitar center for 99 bucks or whatever or order them online don't go to guitar center fuck them 
Um, <laughs> no, seriously, just just get them online. Uh, these things here, I'm I'm wearing AKG 240s. These used to be great studio monitors, and they're still pretty good, but they're a little open on the ears. So if you like to play at high volume and you turn your you know in your microphone or whatever, you're going to get a little bit of feedback. So the Sony MDR 7506 um, to me is the best closed ear, and it covers your entire ear headphone, and it gives you the best frequency response for me, uh, and and that's what I would recommend. Nice. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not sure what these wearing, are. Right? No, that's not, not sure. what you're wearing. Somebody sent me these. It'll say it on the side of the uh, the side of the ear, underneath the, of the Sony logo. Yeah, these aren't Sony's. Oh. Uh, yeah, Yosin I'm you Sony's. Yosinator sent this in really quickly. My bound neck '70s Explorer. Yeah, they normally don't have a bind. Don't have bound necks. Yep. See, they look. It oh, changes the look of the. It changes the look of the guitar. Yeah, totally. No, look, bound dot necks look amazing. Now, is that, that legitimately terrific. from the seventies, or is it a seventies Explorer reissue? Yostinator. Yostinator. Are you are you in the chat? Is okay. he in the chat? Uh, Music therapy labs wants to know if they made pink and black crackles in these. Yeah, they did. Um, I, I I think I had one on the show a while back. Um, they they did it also in the Gunslinger in both the ST3 and the Gunslinger, and the Assassin, which was a hybrid of this. The Assassin was a Gunslinger with a single coil pickup, so a little bit right in the middle of it. But uh, yeah, they did they did pink crackle absolutely, and it looks great. Mike Johnson has an '86 ST3. Oh, cool. Very nice. Kind of yeah, it's in, beautiful. Blends in with the chair. Yeah. No, the the <laughs> no, the Bengal design is beautiful. Really, really cool. Yeah, listen, bang Thank for you, the Yosemite. buck. Bang for the buck. These are so good. These are so good. They're really, really well built. I mean, they're they're getting up there in price now, but Overall, as a guitar, bang for the buck, these are just terrific. Yeah, very, it's interesting. Well made. A lot of because a lot of the companies are remaking the Super Shredder, and I I speak mostly of EVH, Kramer, um, you know, Charvel and Jackson, you know, mm -hmm. which is Fender's Fender Shred companies. Um, they're all starting to come back, which means that all of those guitars oh, yeah. that you used to be able to get for a song on reverb or eBay or whatever it is, where you would go to your local guitar store. Now, all of a sudden they're all jacked way up. A lot of money. Now the market, yeah, the market's are. just well, climbing, all guitars climbing, have gone climbing, up. climbing. Yeah. I mean, all let's guitars put this are going way, up the, now for whatever the reason. The reissue, the re the reissue gunslingers are over $3,000. So you know, that does affect the vintage ones. I mean, it, it just goes on and on. I mean, you know, back in the day, they made great guitars, but that does lead to a segue of Johnny. I keep hearing <laughs> that the new Kramer stage master, uh, the SL one single humbucker came out just now. They keep telling us that. Yeah, I think there you go. There are the colors gray, was that gold in the middle or I orange? love the finish. I love and the way purple. those things 
I love the way the, uh, um, you know, the way the, the arch top and the finish, the way they've cut that thing, the way the light hits it and pops off those. Those are beautiful. Yeah, the arch tops are beautiful. And again, they're reissues of the vintage ones. The yeah. vintage ones came in either single coil, single and hum, or hum, single, single. Um, and were are very well-made guitars. They're neck through guitars. Now, again, these new ones are made in Indonesia. So it's not the same quality as the old school ones, um, which were basically made by ESP and assembled in New Jersey. Yep. What's the price uh, really, point on them? What what is the price point, Johnny? Is it say there? It says. I heard they're not too badly priced. Well, you got the Floyd Rose, the the Korean Floyd Rose on it. Mm -hmm. So and my guess good, is that they're good feeling guitars. My guess is that's going to be seven ninety nine. Uh, I'm going to say twelve hundred. Not for an Indonesian guitar. Oh bullshit! In today's okay. market, absolutely. What what is the actual number, John? Cameron, Cameron Brown says nine ninety Which means is that they'll Australia, probably <laughs> that Australian dollars. Which means they'll probably sell for seven ninety nine. <laughs> There you go. Oh, cool. Oh, here we go. Look at this. This is awesome. Dane sent you another dick pic? Mm. Nah. And Sherman, sorry, I can't find anything that you sent me. Please send it again. There's that steel gray. There's the gold. I like the purple out of those. Yeah. What do you think, Paulie? What do you like? I actually like the steel, the silver. Someone yeah, pointed that, out to that's me. My favorite that, one. Someone pointed out to me that it's kind of um, uh, uh, similar in the way Richie Sambora at one point had a uh, a gray Jackson that was very similar to that. It was like a gray Jackson single hum. But I, I like the purple. I always go for the the, the brighter, flashier okay. one. Thank Thanks, you, Kevin Smith. I go for the brighter, flashier one. I'm not shocked to hear that. That's a good price point, though. What do you think? I, I think I think that's a good price point. If it's retailing uh, at nine ninety nine for that money, I'll buy a Charvel. I'll buy a Mexican Charvel. Which are very Char well made, but I think yep. that I thought the Mexican Charvels run even more. I, I don't the know. Mexican Charvels run about two grand, don't they? No. Really? Oh, you can get a Mexican Charvel for eleven hundred. Oh, I didn't know. Okay. Yeah, I, I would get a. I would, and and by the way, I even if it were two hundred dollars more, you know, nine ninety nine versus twelve ninety nine, I think the three hundred dollars on the on the the Mexican Charvel, I think, is worth the three hundred dollars more than the Indonesian Kramer. That's personal choice. That is a personal choice. Um, and let's see. Uh, Padawan 007 uh, says, John, you have a pink Stage Master standard. I, I do. I have um, I have an arch top pink Stage Master, and I have a flat top. 
which was the year before in 86 they had the uh the flat top ones and then 87 they came out with the uh, arch top but this is the new one this is the reissue of the arch top interesting and, uh jeff they feel good brings, jeff davidson brings up a good point too for that money why wouldn't you buy one of the evh standards it depends what you like Yeah, well, I'll take one of these over one of those. Bozik says the Mexican. I can't see you playing one of those though, Johnny. Nine hundred to twelve hundred. One of these up to fourteen hundred. My main guitar years ago was a three three five. I know, but that's not your that that's it's not your style now. I can't see Andy Summers do Johnny. Andy Summers actually played a three three five. Years ago, that's how I got into him was through Andy Summers. You are no Andy Summers. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but I mean, I mean, you're it, like to me, certain guitars sort of fit a person's personality. Like I don't see John playing a, a you know, anything but yeah, I don't see you playing a three thirty five. Just like I don't see me playing that either. Yeah, just like I'm not a guy. I'm not a Schechter guy. You're not going to see me playing a Schechter yeah, or a yeah. Dean or a, a fucking Flying V or something like that. Like I think the guitar tends to it's like when you see slash playing as bc rich bitch you're like well i know that you played one of those early in your career but that's not really the guitar i associate with you or when you see the old pictures of eddie with a flying v or a les paul in his hands you're like well that doesn't make any sense at all it just doesn't look right like a left-handed les paul i think is one of the ugliest guitars in the face of the earth and i love the les paul is my favorite guitar of all time but it has to look like this if you reverse this that looks goofy you know what I mean? That's that's goofy looking. People play them like that. You know what I mean? To me, that's the way the, the guitar is supposed to look. A single cutaway should be played with a right-handed guitar, not a left-handed guitar. All left-handed single cutaway guitars look wrong to me, and I'm left-handed. <laughs> nice. Uh, someone's saying, show my stage master. It's not at the location I'm at right now. For those that know me, uh, I have guitars spread in multiple locations across the country. That one is not where I'm at right now. Not accessible, so. Hey, you're on the air. Hey, guys. <laughs> it's full uh, flag. False flag. False <laughs> flag. <laughs> right now in Russia, um, we are creating false flag uh, operation. Uh, the album is being mastered at the moment, and I've had a few tracks come back to me. And a I'm, few drinks? I'm very happy with them. And uh, so, yeah, cool. it's all good. Did good you get for you. Album, Congratulations. Did you get the album cover we sent you? <laughs> uh, no, I didn't, no. One of those I'll guys actually, will blow you. I'll, I'll actually re-watch the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if only we could use that. If only. Nice. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I want to say hi to John and uh, tell him he looks exactly like my high school physics teacher. Oh man! She blinded me with science. Science. You look very intelligent, John. Well, it's it's just a false look for sure. If, it anyone will attest. Anyone will attest. It's not true. <laughs> But thank you. That's I appreciate right, the guys, compliment. I'll uh, talk to you soon. And, uh, yeah, awesome, man. Oh my gosh, we're getting messages left and right. Have a good night. Thank All you, bro. Thank you, man. 
What the heck? Sherman. Sherman Callahan. Sherman Callahan, Buddy Guy's guitar. What? Oh, you know what that is, Sherman? I can tell you what that is. Wait. Yeah, Sherman, that, that, well, let me show it first. Let me see if these guys know what this is. It's, yeah, actually, the finish is very similar to John's guitar. It's got a crackle, crackle finish. Jesus. Oh, there you go. Okay. Do, do you know what that is? I, I know what it is, but I, I don't know what it is. I've seen them, but I, I don't know barely, it. I can barely make it. It looks like out. it's got a harp, too, on it. Look at it. The amount of fucking switching and shit. That's weird looking. I don't know what it I is. I don't know what that is. The chat. Tell them what it is before I tell them. There you go. Keith. Keith electric yeah. electric sitar, right? It's an electric sitar. Yeah. Nice. That's, that, that's kind of like what Eddie used on A Talking About Love for the solos. Okay. For the second guitar. That's very cool. Very, very cool. Nice. Awesome, Sherman. He said this is Buddy Guy's. This is Buddy Guy's guitar. That's Buddy Extra Guy's. Extra nice. That makes sense. Extra nice. Wait, behind that, is that a Buddy Guy Strat? <laughs> is that a Buddy Guy Strat? <laughs> you have a Buddy Guy Strat? <laughs> oh, that's funny. I haven't heard that joke in a while. It is pretty funny, though. Let's see. Jay Hannon, the great Jay Hannon in the band Gizmachi says in the chat, what? I pay 300 Jay? extra for what? a Mexican guitar over an Indonesian guitar. Yeah, me too, man. Definitely me too. I like the Luthiers better there. That's awesome. Uh, what, see. Jay? Did you text me? Majestic, no, you didn't text me. Majestic PB and Jay. Uh, Mike Johnson has the 87 Mirage Limited. Says it's fantastic. Um, Padawan 007 has an offer for an 87 Deluxe Pink Stage Master. Great stuff, brother. Uh, let's see. Looking through the chat. Looking through the chat. How about 100 thumbs ups? We've been sitting at 80 for like an hour. Yeah, there's over 100 people just in the chat. Leave, take a second. <laughs> leave a thumbs up on the video. Smash Come on, Renus. You, you can do that alone, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just sign sign in on how many different how many different screen names have you done? I haven't seen Glenn Danzig eats come tonight. I saw him earlier. Oh, did you? When he was, uh, when this I was time he earlier, squirted he it into my eyes. Oh my gosh. Gross. Hi Ellie. <laughs> nice. Uh let's see. <laughs> okay yeah take a second smash the like button let's let's get to 100 thumbs up real quick andy go go comics get on it andy we can do it go go comics come on do it do it sign another more names that's just what we need we need oh, more there's people glenn Danzig eats come there it is <laughs> thank you glenn <laughs> Make sure to hit that like. Of course, button, you wish man. I was playing a Schecta guitar. Shut up, or I'll have Danny from the Northside Kings knock you out again. Nice, Johnny. What are we at right now? Thumbs wise, eighty-three. Seventeen Laz, more guys. You sent you me left something on WhatsApp. Video, 
What's ab? If only for sympathy, <laughs> if only for sympathy that I'm I'm ninety percent blind tonight. Uh, are you kidding, Laz? Dude, it's new guitar day for Laz coming up. What did Laz nice. get? He's getting oh, cool. one of those. You bought that Fender thing? One of those new Fenders. That's a very cool looking one. Yeah, it's got a '60s vibe to it, like a you know those old, like a Moss right sort of. Moss right. Yeah, Moss right. Moss right. Something's right. Love the headstock. Awesome, Les. Very cool. Wow, you've done a really good job, Renus, getting in. You've got four more sign-ins. That was quick. Good for well you. Well done, man. Yeah, nice job. Well done. Johnny, what are we at now? 85. Come on, Renus. <laughs> 15 more to go. 15 more thumbs up to go. If you haven't left a thumbs up, please leave a thumbs up. We're almost there. 15 more to go. While we're waiting for that, Johnny, let's uh, let's close this out. Let's read the credits tonight. Let's also say, again, Lenny Lou, Mary, uh, please get better. We love you. We miss you. And uh, happy to hear Ben Tom is uh, getting on the mend. Shout out to him. Shout out to uh, my buddy Erica, who I saw this week. My buddy Erica Foreman. Not to be confused and with Eric Foreman. Someone, someone's gonna have to read the channel members because I can't, I can't make it out with my eyes on fire like they are right now. Uh, I do love Bobby Dukakis. That's a pretty funny one. <laughs> David Allen Wright, Mike Nice, Keenan Neighbors, Paul Martin Woods, Mister Mick, Bobby Dukakis. Small mouth guy, <laughs> Lawrence Christensen, Symmetry, who I'll see later over on GTA, Majestic PB and J Cat, Warlag, Sherman Callahan, James 5150, James Gum, Wayno, Thomas Santiago, Vinyl Freak 5150, Dan Halen, James G, Music Therapy Laz, Andy Carson, Rick Green, Steve Carmichael, oh, whoops, The Chad, Christopher Lightsawa. All Dave, All Night, Murph Murphy, Steve Barton, Fernando O'Reilly, Laguna Palms, Robot Master Switch, who I'll see later, R2R3 Locky Nut, Six Chick 71, John Moronic, Hillary Lewis, uh, Jeff T, 5150 TV, Kurt 5150, KXM Rock 5150, R5150 Habs, Stephen Franklin 5150, Carol Hatcher 5150, Sean Shreds, Margaret Scranton, Michael Smith, Jesus Repesmi, Nicole Morazic, Brian Spaulding, we haven't seen in a long time, actually. Uh, false Spalding. flag. False flag. <laughs> false flag. Hey, Johnny, it's false, false flag. False flag who called up. Thank you for all your support, false flag. Ghost BC Rich, Hugh Caldwell, Jim Nicholas, Mr. BHB Jr. Is that Bruce? Is that Bruce? Thomas Santiago, Lenny Lou, and Mary. Hope you guys are, are getting getting better. Bozik. And again, Steve Carmichael. Steve Carmichael. Steve Carmichael. Yeah, and let's let's give prayers for everyone uh, fighting the war in uh, Ukraine right now. Just a nightmare going on over there, and uh, it affects us all. So, just prayers prayers for the. Uh, I will tell you, Ukrainian people and all the people helping out. Thank you. I would not want to be the Russian soldier 
that walks into Kiev, Ukraine and stares down Vitaly Klitschko, who's the fucking mayor of Kiev, Ukraine. Oh, yeah. That guy looks like Six. a fucking boxer. He was a boxer. He, he, was, he was a heavyweight champion of the is world. He? Is he? Yeah, he and his no. brother were, were both he heavyweight champions. It. Oh, that's There's, right. That's right. The brothers. The Klitschko's. He was six foot seven and 275 pounds, and he's mad that you're in his house without being invited. I would and, not want to stare that guy down. He is fucking not screwing around. And give a shout out to that girl who, like, worked at the at the, the state radio uh, TV yeah. station <laughs> And and ran in and defied everyone with a, a sign that basically said you're all being lied to. It's propaganda, no war, blah blah. I want to get, I want to get some of those stamps, the Ukrainian, oh, the Ukrainian post office. Awesome. Well, the Ukrainian post office has a stamp of a new Russian stamp. warship. Uh, it's a new stamp. It's a Russian warship off the coast, and one Ukrainian soldier giving it the finger. And I, I, I want one of those stamps. God fucking love those people. Look, I look. War sucks. I think we can all agree. War really sucks. I, I hope those people. She's not missing. They got her. Um, she nice. actually faced charges today in court. It was a, a lesser charge. She's not gonna. She's safe. Um, but not. I don't even care about the politics of it. The fact of the matter is, we're watching a part of the a part of the world be fucking decimated for no good reason. So hopefully that can end as soon as possible. Yeah, there's um, no politics the behind it, guys. We're we're just, just you know, hope. there's there's a war going on between Russia and Ukraine. If yeah, you take Russia's them... side, please if you take Russia's side, please don't watch the show. If you Whatever. take Ukraine's side, you're with the rest of the world. There you go. So that's yeah, that. it's just that the whole thing is just amazingly inspiring to watch people fight for their country. Um, and the balls that these guys are showing against, you know, the second largest army on the planet is fucking outstanding. So pretty fucking amazing. God hopefully those people, they can end this thing as quick as possible with, you know, it doesn't look like there's going to be much less damage. They're wrecking that whole fucking country, but I hope, yeah, they're, you know, it's, they can do everything they can to stop the it. earth on that one. Yeah. Well, let, let's, let's hope it stops soon and it stops there. So hope so. Yeah. Yeah. We don't, we don't want to go into world war three, but no, anyway, Johnny, what are we at on thumbs up? What Speaking are we at of stopping. <laughs> what are we at on thumbs up? 87. All right, close enough. Anyway, we love you. We care about you. Thank you all so much for watching tonight's episode of Talking Guitars and 80s Metal Live. Be kind to each other out there. Be careful. Be safe. And uh, that's it. Thank you for spending the night with us. We love you. We appreciate you. Leave comments on the video because we read them. We really appreciate that. Yes. And join us tomorrow. Talking Van Halen on Twitch. Be doing a giveaway. Eddie Van Halen Funko Pop. On Twitch. You got to be in the chat. This Very can cool. be yours. Very cool. Thank and you, Sherman Callahan. Sherman Callahan? Oh, my gosh. Sherman Callahan just bought a couple of Funko Pops for me, John. <laughs> <laughs> And, and thank you, everyone, for the well wishes on getting better on my eye infection. This sucks. I can barely see anything, but uh, did not want to let anyone down and not do the show tonight. So rock on. Love you all. Appreciate you all. Yeah. All right. Love you all. Bye-bye. Right, love you. Rock on, everybody.
Uh, ah, another terrible episode. Uh. John is playing gun sound effects. That's not very nice. Is that is that my mom shooting at me? Mom? Is that you? 